Hello and welcome to a uh, brand new experiment for us here at Silicon Sasquatch. This is our Game of the Decade deliberations. Uh, this is our first time having a full decade behind us to talk about games, and our mission today is to try to uh, synthesize some sort of logic around what stood out for the decade, what's emblematic of it, and what had the most significant impact, and what was what's the best. So, uh, to help me figure this out, we've got uh, Tyler Martin here. Hello, hello. Doug Bonham. Good morning. Spencer Tordoff. Hello. And Aaron Thayer. Hey. And I'm Nick Cummings, you know me. Uh, maybe. So, folks, it's been a decade. We're still doing this thing. Are we done talking about games yet? Absolutely not. Yeah, games are canceled after this recording. Yeah, I, I, sure. thought, I thought they stopped making them. Like, yeah. everybody got together and they're like, I think there's enough video games. And they're like, yeah, yeah, there's enough video games. We can we can finally go outside again. <laughs> We're finally free. Uh, but we have one last sordid, wretched task before us, which is to <laughs> deliver a list of 20 games, the top 20 games of the decade, beginning in the year 2010, such a different time, through... December 13th, 2019, which is when we're recording this, so anything after that date, we just literally could not have played, so sorry. But, yeah. So, the rules of engagement are similar to... God, that sounds really stupid. We're not in a military <laughs> exercise. You love the military, uh, though, so... We're planning to try and adapt our Game of the Year process where we, you know, we each prepare some votes on games, then we talk about the ones that we feel the most strongly about, the ones that we feel have the best you know, case for being on a list for a year. And when I say best case, uh, usually what I'm talking about and what we're talking about is uh, games that are outstanding in different ways. So actually, uh, Doug, you summarized that really nicely before the call. Would you like to kind of share that with everyone? Absolutely. Um, What we're looking at and what we've discussed and what we're trying to come at this conversation from the angle of is looking at the games of the past decade in three different factors. The first is what the impact of that game was at release. You know, is this something that was scored 10 out of 10 when it was released? Is this something that was uh, played heavily, played often, and did it have a long tail, whatever? What was the, what would it, how was the game received when it was originally released at some point between 2010 and today? The second factor is the impact then it, that it left on the rest of the industry. So was this game something that influenced how other games are designed? Is this something that influenced how the culture and how the the conversation turned for games is this something that provided a feature everybody copies was this groundbreaking was this influential and the third is about how it holds up today is this game still fun to play is this game still something that's a reference mark is it something that was influential for two years or is the influence still being felt today perfect yeah i i think all of those things and will kind of help us get toward our end goal, which I think, you know, as with all of our kind of perennial content, uh, we kind of want to create a sort of snapshot that's also a time capsule. At least I, that's how I look at it. Like we want to be able to say, here's the zeitgeist of the moment. But also we want to be able to look back and say that, you know, these things are kind of going worth going back to, at least at least for us, obviously, this is our own project. But we hope that we're kind of trying to uh, give a good, you know, as thorough and uh, objective as possible look at the state of the times uh, as we can. So, And with the kind of parameters that Doug talked about, 
I think what we're all excited about is the fact that just because the game had been on our previous game of the year list or we had spoken highly about it before, you know, looking at the uh, from the microcosm to the macro view of these games and their influence this past decade, I'm actually excited to see if there are games that either never made our list or games that we were hot on some point years ago that now looking back, we realize it didn't have the impact that maybe we had expected it to or we mm-hmm. might even think less of. So I'm excited to get into those conversations for sure. Yeah, to lift to to provide a bit more transparency in what we're doing, we did make a long list of games that came out in this period, and it was partially based on what we saw, what we played, and what we scored and considered for Game of the Year in the past. But there's absolutely, I think there's at least one or two number ones that may not make the top 20. And there's plenty of games that we didn't get around to at the time that didn't make the list because people hadn't played them or had one champion during the game of the year conversation and then other people caught up the next year there's plenty of stuff that we're going to have that did not make our initial top 10 for that year yeah and with that now we need to (laughs) transition into actually talking about these games um yeah so how many games are on this list oh boy (laughs) i think it was 195 total was on the list that we had yeah, 194. 194. Uh, obviously not comprehensive for every game that came out in the last 10 years. We didn't go that deep. But. No, we're missing about 10 games. but uh, <laughs> And then we're missing we, about uh, 10,000 from Steam. Right, yeah. Uh, we have a lot to talk about here. And to be honest, we have some ideas about how to get into it, but I think it's going to be kind of tricky. So I think maybe we just start by, let's just look at the ones that have five votes maybe. And just, yeah. there's five of them. Yeah. And we can just talk about them real fast. Sure. Sure. So, uh, oh, and also, uh, since I'm the one who is masterminding the schedule for stuff, I just want you all to know that this will go up after Game of the Year so we can talk about our winner and how that list worked out. And speaking of... Yeah, the first game on this list with five votes is Untitled Goose Game, our Game of the Year for 2019. Honk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this a top 20 game? No. I don't think so. Hmm. i'm the one who said there may be top number ones that don't make the list the only thing i can think of that keep it away would be recency bias and and that legacy to see how it impacts things i'm kind of of the same mind um you know we can't understate the i hesitate to say cultural impact because that has a lot of different uh definitions depending on who you identify with and the culture you identify with but as far as the Twitterverse and and even outside of gaming Twitter, uh, Untitled Goose Game had such a major impact this year. It was instantly a meme, was everywhere, so to speak. Uh, but I also don't know that it's going to matter a year from now. Maybe I'm wrong mm. about that. But um, it was a fantastic experience. I think it deserves our Game of the Year award that we, we gave it. But uh, the whole decade, it doesn't feel, and I could be wrong, uh, emblematic of a game of this decade in a top 20 sense considering we have so many other games in at least my personal list that seem to have uh, more impact and merit yeah i think that's fair like um it's i'm thinking as we talk about this maybe what we do is we go through these real fast and if anyone says like yes this definitely belongs on the list we pull it over right now it sounds like right now nobody's saying on title goose game should be pulled over so let's move on this uh, is great. This is so efficient. Yeah, just you know, 173 to go. Uh, the next game on this list is The Last of Us. 
Uh, yes. This came out 2013. Uh, remastered like 2014 or 15. Uh, does anyone think this belongs on the list? Absolutely. I do. Yeah. All right. I'm going to copy paste it. And we're just yeah. going to start a list over here. Another list. <laughs> list and list and list. Hashtag yeah. build layers the list. On layers. Uh, next one. We'll, we'll discuss these later then. Let's just, you know, sure. pull them over first. Next one is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Anyone think this belongs? I mean, if we're going to put a Smash Bros. game on the list, it's going to be this one. I had difficulty with this one without getting into it, where I, on the list, did put a yes, so my vote is counted, but it's not on my own personal list, just because um, I didn't feel like I, I don't know, I just didn't feel much for it, other than it's a really great Smash Bros. game, so... Yeah. Is anyone definitively in in the past? We gave um, Smash Bros. for Wii U and Smash Bros. for 3DS a spot on our top ten because it was a good one of those, and it was on both amazingly. But I think we we overlooked Ultimate for last year and this year, partially because of the timing. Um, it's a game that came yeah. out in early December, so it's tough to say. Oh yeah, this one uh, we have enough time with it to be able to get it into Game of the Year discussions. Um, and then this year we just didn't talk about it because it was already done. Um, but with the legs it has and with some of what it's done to help educate and bring people in with other series and how it's grown kind of the tent that Smash contains, and I think mm-hmm. very directly of bringing in Terry from SNK's fighting games and trying to educate these young kids that don't know where all this stuff came from. I think it's got a case. I think we can discuss it. I don't think it's a lock, but I think it's with Goose Game and being so around the right. conversation. Yeah, I'm going to pull it over. And uh-huh. to be to clarify, if we pull it over, it doesn't mean it's going to stay forever. Sure. Yeah. Just a yes or no will suffice for now. Good discussion, okay. but I really want to try and make sure we get through as many of these as we can. Yep. Uh, Mass Effect 2. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doom 2016. Yes. Agreed. Uh, let's let's just keep going through the the fours and threes. There aren't too many of. Well, there's like fifty, but we'll get through them real fast. <laughs> yeah. Walking there's Dead no season one. Uh, yes. I say yes. I agree. No Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. All right. Spec Ops Line. Yes. Yes. Two tentative voices with four votes. Well, it, uh, we're doing yes or no right now. It's, it's sorry, not... sorry. I'll keep my commentary to myself. <laughs> you want to get into it? I know. So, so is it Civ Five? We're not, we're not going to consider Civ Six. Five is better. I personally think so. It's so I'm a yes. So for me personally, hashtag me personally, yes, I think Civ Five is a little bit better. It's also the one I put Done. a lot more time into, and the one that I think <laughs> next we... one's Rocket. Keep moving. Let's yeah. keep moving. <laughs> okay, Rocket League. This is our game of the year 2014? Something like that. Yeah. I'm, wi- I'm willing to let it yes. go because something in this category, and I'll elaborate the category more later, will be on the the game of the decade list. Uh, I don't know that it's this one. Times have changed. I mean, I look at the next one, which is Overwatch, and I think, oh, Overwatch over Rocket League. Emphatically, yes. Yeah, Overwatch is a yes. Rocket League. Minecraft. Yes. 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 MGS5, The Phantom Pain. Yes. Mass Effect 3. No. Yeah. <laughs> this got four votes, but if ME2 is, I think it's got a better shot, right? Do both yeah. of them belong on a t- 20 game list? No. No. Not um, both of them. 
It's I, I, think, I think we should discussion. have them on there to discuss. Between All right, let's them. have the quick discussion. All right, Doug. Comes on over then. I'm going to group them it. together so we can get this out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to run into sequels on this list, so we'll confront that, I guess. Right, we'll yeah. Keep them moving. Yeah, I'm going to. I mean, there will be at least two Zero Escape games on this list because I will wait for them. <laughs> Are you so. fucking maniac? Maniac. They're, well, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's the same yes. uh, issue as Smash Bros. Where it's, hey, Mar- if you're going to put Kart's one on the list, it's that one. Yeah, but it's also... Well, we'll talk about it. I say yes. I think this could be a top 20 Great. game. Okay. Uh, Life is Strange Season 1. Yeah. Yes. Journey. Yes. Very. Diablo 3. Yes. Really? This was I a think... hard one for me. I With all the developments list, that it had, it. Yes. And for other reasons outside, yes. I think for influence reasons, we can talk about it for sure. sure. Uh, and, you know, in addition to other qualities people may see in it, I think the influence is hard to deny. Like, you look yep. at Destiny and what happened there. So, yep. Celeste. Yes. Yes. Bastion. Yes. Apex Legends. Yes. Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yeah. Yes. Yakuza 0. Yes. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown. We're in the three votes now. Yes. Yes. Wolfenstein The New Order. That's the first one, right? Yeah. 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 But I'm not saying no. yes. <laughs> um, okay. For Wolfenstein, mash it up against Doom. But I would say yes. You want to talk about it? Okay. I'd, I'd talk I'll, about I'll it probably put, briefly. Okay, I'll put it next to Doom real quick. Uh, this is really good. Uh, we're spreadsheet jockeying, which is great audio. Um, <laughs> Yahoo. Everybody loves it. What Remains of Edith Finch? Yes. Yes. Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. I really wanted to say yes, but I've... No. I nominated uh, Lost Legacy, and I would rather see that on a, the list than Uncharted 4. I would rather see uh, Lost Legacy on here, too. That's a no. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. Yeah, that's an example really of one game. that hasn't really had a big impact in the way that no. others have. Four? Well, Lost Legacy is much more interesting four, yeah. in the long term. I mean, I can I can talk about four, but I guess oh, like, sure. there's another game that I think deserves that spot more. I agree. Uh, Titanfall 2. Yes. Yes. The Stanley Parable. Yes. yes. Oh, boy. Breath of the, oh, sorry. The full name. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's got a shot. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. This was like number two on our list, I think. I'm I'm making hard choices here. So comparably, yeah. no, it's Breath of the Wild over this. If it's if it's twenty games, yeah, I don't I don't see it. Uh, uh so I mean Yeah, Breath of the Wild is We'll get into better, it better, but <laughs> Like as far as the traditional Zelda formula, formula, like this is. You want to talk about it? We can talk yeah. about it. Okay, let's talk right. about it. Mm-hmm. All right, just need a yes. <laughs> That's all we need. Uh, next up is so we talked about this before. Uh, it's the Jackbox Party Pack three slash four. Those are my two favorites, which is why I named them that. This got three votes. We talked about just doing the entire Jackbox series. You know, compared to sequels on the list like Mass Effect, Red Dead, um, Take Your Pick, I feel like Jackbox maybe, and uh, maybe I'm changing my opinion here from our chat, that I think the Jackbox you could fairly consider as a series. I mean, yeah, yes, I kind of see them as expansions almost. Yeah, they're different releases, there are different games each time, mm-hmm. but 
I have five of them, and I feel like they're <laughs> interchangeable in a way. So I think yeah. it's fair. They're so inconsistent in what they offer, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when you play a Jackbox, you're not playing everything in there. Usually you'll try it all, like, maybe once mm-hmm. or twice, but there's usually just, like, one, maybe two games within a pack that you're just like, this is my go-to. It'd be so, nice yeah. if you could just... Can you identify, like, games? which of the Jackbox games that, like, really stand out to you? I mean, if I was going to pick one, it would be three, because it's got Quiplash 2, it has TKO, which is the t-shirt drawing game. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And those two alone are just, like, legendary. Uh, you know, the other ones, like Trivia Murder Party and stuff, are really good, too, but they get less play. So, so that's yeah. a yes for you? So is it going to be Jackbox Party Pack 3? I would say, I, I think we should be allowed to consider it as a series. Let's do the series yeah. and see how we feel about that. Yeah, yep, that's fine. It's our rules. It's our show. We can do that. We can make it up on the fly. And nope, yeah. Nobody can stop us. Why did it insert a return there? Except no mods, no masters. Venture capitalists that bought us out and stripping us to our bones. Oh, yeah. Do we vote for venture capitalists? Um, the next game on the list is Super Hot or Super Hot. Yeah, super super yeah, You're hot. legally required to say it that way. Yeah, let's put it on there. It's the most innovative shooter I've played in years. <laughs> Are, now we talked about Jackbox as a conglomerated piece. Are we going to talk about Super Hot and Super Hot VR as separate items, or are we going to roll it together? I think we got they're they're separate games. They're different levels. Yeah, just like Skyrim and Skyrim VR. Uh huh. No, they literally are entirely different stories. And You're campaigns. finally awake. <laughs> I, I, hey, if it gets Super Hot and Super Hot VR on this list, I'll combine them. But they're they're literally okay. different games. Yeah, okay. Let's keep it moving. Yep. Uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. I think yes. I think yes, just for the impact. At least for a discussion. Uh, Saints Row the Third. This is the game that we missed on our original list because nobody had played it or one person was championing it. So yes, this has to go on our list. (laughs) At least to be discussed. Is Yakuza Zero the Saints Row the Third of Japan? Uh, (laughs) That's a back-of-the-box quote, right? (laughs) It is. With the question mark and everything. (laughs) Nick, do you say this to someone who loves both those games? Do we want to keep it moving, or do you want me to actually? Yeah, all right. The next game on the list is Rock Band 3. I vote yes. Yes. Yep. Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Yes. Portal 2. Yes. Yes. Pokemon Go. Yes. Yes. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I think it has to be discussed, at least. Influence, <sighs> but... Yep. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. yes... Bump it up against Apex Legends, and I can I can actually it, move stuff around on here if you want. I just can't see this beating Apex or Fortnite. No, mm-hmm. this will be a discussion on influence, originality. All right, that's I'm just gonna yeah. Let's let's just put it on the list, and we'll put I'll leave room for Apex and Fortnite next to it. Yeah. Oh wait, is Apex already on here? Apex yeah, is up yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Okay, I'll move it down here. Um, Persona okay, Four the Golden. Game. Yeah, Persona Four Golden or the Golden in Japan. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. If we're going to put an Atlas game on this list, I think that's the one. Yep. Uh, Nier Automata, yes. i got to say, we are uh, not doing too great at cutting this Yeah, down. I feel nope. like I've done the work here. Hey. Okay, proceed. <laughs> Marvel's Spider-Man. Killer Queen. Yes. Yes. Kentucky Route Zero. Not eligible. Yeah, we... So, I guess we... Yep. Are making that decision, right? Oh, yeah. Unless it drops on like the thirty-first, seventy-five percent of the game. Or... It is a hundred percent a this decade game, but they just didn't finish it in time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to say. I mean, we could consider it. 
I want to, but I guess what matters more being exact in our rules that it didn't finish in this decade, which is unfortunate, or the influence, or not even influence, but just how great of a game it was. So, I don't know. What do other people feel? I mean, we can talk about it now or in 2029. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Jeez. I just don't know if it's going to make the list, even if we do put it on for discussion, because it's incomplete. And also, the incompletion means people haven't been touching it in a while. People haven't been dealing with it in a while. And in ten years, I want to be able to torment you guys by insisting that that it belongs on the top of the 2020. We like to call that present Spencer giving future Spencer a gift. Yeah. All right. Kentucky Route Zero is not on the list. Into the Breach. Yes. It's the best one of those I've played all decade. Hitman. <laughs> yes. Not Hitman 2. Um, I think it's for the, it the legacy. the same game? Um, um, it's, you know, Hitman 2 is interesting since you can load in the original yeah. Hitman. So it's almost like a game service than distinct sequels. But that's a whole argument we can have. I, I would okay. argue Hitman because of how it was released. Okay. Sure. Her story. Yeah, yeah. that came and went. <laughs> Uh, it was really cool. I don't know if it's top 20. Uh, Gone Home. Yes. yes. God of War. Yes. FTL Faster Than Light. Yes. Final Fantasy 15. Universal Paper Clips. Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep discuss. going. Keep going. <laughs> Undertale. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you met me? Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Yes. Sounds like that's the one that Tyler would want to get on that list of discussion instead. Yeah, Tokyo Jungle, mm. The Witcher Three, Wild Hunt. Yes. The Talos Principle. Yes. Actually, no. I'm going to spare us that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. We yes, literally we have to have talk to. about it. Yeah. Uh, Game of the Year 2011. The Beginner's Guide. Uh, yes. Really? Should we save room for that next to Stanley Parable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's right. in that. It's in that territory. Okay. Um, where was I? Tetris, Tetris. ninety nine. Yeah, Tetris ninety nine. No. <laughs> Tearaway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tyler, you got that in at the last minute. Tyler, I will. I will walk this walk with you. <laughs> uh, super hot VR. Uh, I feel like this is. We gotta talk about this next to Super Hot because I feel like Super Hot VR is the one. Yeah, we, so we need I'm to put both yes. of them there just to have mm-hmm. that quick discussion. Yeah, Super Street, Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition uh, for the culture. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Super Meat Boy. I could swear that came out in 2009. Nope. Super Mario Maker Two. No. Why really? is Super Mario Maker One? on here because nobody nominated it because <laughs> two is now better than one after is that it update. yeah Uh-oh. because of link marginally so yeah. who's voting for it then nick i i think it's worth discussing in terms of like the games that let you create stuff like that in minecraft or of a, of a piece in the pod kind of yep i don't know all right put it on there then super mario 3d land spelunky i think that has to yeah. be on yeah. there it has to be on there Shovel Knight. Yes. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I love uh, this game way too much, but no. Yeah, no. yeah I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll let this go if you do, Doug. Yeah. Just, 
even the best beat em up in my book is a seven out of ten, and it's, oh. that's the best beat em up. <laughs> it's ah, yeah. uh, it's so it, good. It's Return of the Oberdin. Yes, I think yeah, it needs uh, to be Red Dead Redemption One. I think it was totally eclipsed by its sequel. I picked I two agree. over one. Yeah, okay. Pyre. I'm gonna fight for that one. Okay. Uh, Persona Five. I think Golden is more important. I think it's also less offensive. Well, uh, that's Persona a 4 huge debate, actually. <laughs> uh, five, four five, five is both more offensive than four. Well, move on. Yeah, they both no, have they're both really bad. Controversies. Yeah, they both. Yeah, have Papers Please. Papers Please is a yes for me. I think it needs to be on there. Yeah. PT. Absolutely. Absolutely. No Man's Sky. I think we got to talk about No Man's Sky. I'm I'm willing to talk about it. Yeah. Night in the Woods. I say yes. Uh, Limbo. Johann Sebastian Joust. Yes. This is like a top five for me. There we go. Oof. Jazz Punk. God, that game rules. Uh, yeah. Inside. It's a good game, yeah. Um... Between Limbo and Inside, I'd go Inside, but I don't know if either is... I, I'm not voting for either. Inside okay. just Hotline came out Miami. with the Inside just came out with the absolute worst pack in uh exclusive for its um physical version ever, Nightmare Fuel. Great. Hotline Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I think that needs to be discussed. Hollow Knight. Yes, for me. Uh, Gran Turismo Sport. I will cut you if he doesn't. <laughs> Who else voted for this? Aaron did. I supported Doug, Yeah, Aaron did. But it's not uh, on my list. <laughs> game Dev Story. Yeah. Really? Top 20. Uh, I think it's important. Let's talk about it. Frog Fractions. Yes. Fortnite. Ugh. Can't believe two of you are just going to discuss all Battle Royale, it sounds like. We're gonna have a, we're gonna drop four games into a little discussion chamber and see which one comes out. I mean, we're getting close to a hundred games here. So. <laughs> I look, I yeah. All right, let's keep we going. can drop them all on Island. Uh, Firewatch, Fallout New Vegas. Oh, uh, Aaron, you dropped Firewatch off of your short list to cut to discuss or to actually hard like, fight cuts, for? man. <sighs> Fallout New Vegas, nobody. Okay, it was on my list. Dropped it. Down Donut County. I think this okay. is one that makes the top 10. It doesn't make this top 20. Yeah. Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. Dishonored. Yeah. Really? We, we, we're we getting down to seven Depression Quest. On, long, on the shorter list. We need to start yes, cutting Depression Quest. Dark Souls. I say yes. Beat Saber. Yes. <laughs> this is good Bear Stearns Bravo. Absolutely. <laughs> Bayonetta. I think it's the best one of those. Yeah, so, that, that needs to be in this discussion as a as a nominee. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Thank you. Android Runner <laughs> is a board game. We won't talk about that. A short hike. One versus one hundred. One versus one hundred <laughs> is a better joke on the giant bomb cast than it is an actual game. <laughs> What is, I played what is so much. <laughs> I played this all summer when it was out. It was so much fun. I got to be the one once. 
I think I it's worth it. discussing as a moment in time. I don't think it's going to make the top 20. And we I just discussed it as a moment in time right now. Yeah. Uh, Zero Escape, Virtue's Last No, wait. Reward. Hold on, Nick. We're down to the yeah. single votes now. Oh, yeah. So there's no point in doing the yes vote thing. This would just be you have to defend yeah. your choice here and now. All right. How yep. about we... Let's work with what we've got so far then. And then when people... <laughs> because the individual votes are going to be like, you know, passionate ones. Maybe people can pull those up once we've got a more pared down list. Yep. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah. This is going to take a while right. just to get there. Let's, let's work what we have down to 20. And then we can start pulling in the ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Get out your weapons, boys. Um... That feels Wait. like providing too much of a shortcut for. The I think ones we'll we'll go through the ones faster because I think the, whoever a lot that... endorsed their ones, they're going to be able to see, given what we are working with, how likely they are to well, sway people. If we do the if we do the ones, there should be some kind of agreement to do the elevator pitch version and also to be making your own hard cuts here, since we already have such a stack list. I just yes. want that the ones are going to be passionate defenses that are going to go on five minutes of uh, selection each. Yeah. yeah. So like, we're already, we're already to we... 75 choices on our short list cut down. If anything yep, comes from this ones, it has to be good and it has to be something you honestly feel can make the top 20 that we all agree on. Yep. You this have is to not really your top 20, to this support. is not my top 20, this is not Tyler's top 20, this is not any of our top 20, this is a group top 20. So it has to be mm-hmm. something either we all forgot to nominate, or something that you actually, yeah, this is one that we need to discuss. Okay. These I are the rules of engagement. four or five that I think fit that description for me. Yeah, for so record. we can do that now, or we can take a pass later and have people take a moment to I think we do it now so that we provide okay. the content of what we're discussing, because otherwise it feels like the passion plays are getting a buy into the second round. Okay. Look, you're already going to cut out like a fifth of the time to do this since all the ones that are here are not on my short list anyway, so I'm not going to vote for any of these that I might have a vote for there now. So and and similar to our Game of the Year discussions, there are a couple where I just want to say the name and make sure people hear the game's title and go, yo, that was really good, let's move on to the next one. Okay, that was also really good. Let's let's remember these. Let's remember some games, guys. Some Should we play Coughlin like the going. Academy Awards, like people we lost yeah. music while we're doing through this list? Starcraft so here, Two, Wings of Liberty, Black and White. PM. Yeah. Let's yeah. remember some games of the 2010s. All right. So is that what we're doing? Yeah. Let and if you have one that you passionately need to get up there, let's then take a second and go. And actually, well, let's start with that at the beginning because our list is in such an order that it starts with Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward. Nick, go. No, maybe let's set a timer for our elevator pitch, like a a maximum amount of time, like thirty seconds. I just put asterisks next to all the ones that I think have a real shot. Uh, That's like five of them. Okay, okay. So if 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 you don't want to do that too, then we can really quickly Uh, tear things down. Uh, Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I will I will narrate since I don't have a dog in here in this fight for the ones uh, for our podcast listeners. So okay. So far, we're getting some stars here. And Towerfall, Towerfall has a vote here. We've got Flappy Bird. Look at that. Bioshock yep. 2, Minerva's Den. 999, that is an expected Actually, choice. Actually, I'm going to take off Minerva's Den because Gone Home We have removed list. Minerva's Den from the list. Wait, what? Okay, th- I think if Gone Home's on the list, I, I can't see myself pushing Minerva's Den over that. That's your full They're different games. They're very different games. Well, maybe well, you, you should have voted for are, it, buddy. Are you voting for it, then? I did vote for it. That's why it's on there. Oh, I thought that was mine. <laughs> Sorry. We are now removing other people's votes. Well, you can put an asterisk next to it if you want to talk about it. Yeah. Holy shit. Device 6. That Okay, I could see that. StarCraft 2. Oh, 
where did it yeah. go? Yeah, Spencer. Hmm? It's all Spencer. Uh, Thumper has it. No, it doesn't. Never mind. It's yeah, I, I considered it. Oh, someone bleed my star. To. What I find fascinating, too, star. at the bottom of the list, since I, people won't see this, uh, the zero votes, things like um, you know, Dark Souls is making the list here. Arguably, I don't know if we all are saying that Dark Souls 1 is the best Souls, maybe, but Dark Souls 2 and 3 had no votes, and I'm assuming that's because Dark Souls 1 has more of an impact on our weighting scale. I'd agree with that. Discuss that but that's Even if it's not your favorite, I think it has the biggest impact. And I, I don't know if yeah. anyone can contest that, really. I'd be curious if they did. But You know what's a real shame here, too, is uh, a couple of great games at the time, the Laura Croft um, top-down games, Temple of Osiris and Guardian of Light, those were really fun at the time, but they are definitely have not aged well, I guess. Mm. No. But, and Just Cause 2, we were really hot on that back in the day. Yeah, that's not held up. So what else um, is popping up here? Binary Domain, Clash Royale. Are we done then? I think that's... Or yeah, people still thinking I, through. We just established this whole asterisk system, so I'm still looking through the list. Like five just minutes gotta, ago. Just so gotta roll fair. with the changes. Just so gotta feel the vibe. Let me, let me nominate a couple, or let me not nominate, but let me discuss a couple games on this short list that I think, or just say a couple names at least that are things that I want people to hear. Yakuza series is very good kiwami 2 is not the one i want to nominate and talk about six is not the one i want to talk about valhalla is probably my favorite visual novel um and i need to say my piece about ncaa football 14 because that's the last of those and if we're talking about impact outside of the world of video games this game was stopped by a lawsuit that may impact how college football business actually happens great cool and i'm done okay (laughs) Uh, I really want to talk about getting over it with Ben and Foddy. Uh, I'm not going to push for it, but oh, that game great. was like a weird breakthrough in the painful experimental game genre. Uh, it was it really captured the zeitgeist, and I had a really good time hating myself playing that game. And <laughs> uh, I wrote about it on the site. You should go check it out. That could be on your tombstone. Enjoyed yeah. hating himself while playing games. I mean... I also just beat Death Stranding. Uh, no, I actually really like playing that. Are you putting that uh, on the list? Your it, discussion oh, list? Oh, shoot. It wasn't even... Yeah, now it is. Somebody is. Yeah. Okay, thank what you. else have pop, has popped up here? The Witness, Towerfall, yep. Subsurface, Circular, Sonic Mania, Sleepy Dog, Prey. Sleeping Dogs is good. At least my memory of that game is good. Yeah. Uh, it holds up. It has a funny way of... It does not for me. Okay. How, how are we you guys going to talk about else? it anyway? All right, now we'll let's let's start going through the ones that have asterisks on and one vote, and whoever is responsible can say their piece. I thought we just move these up. Yeah, move them up, and they'll be okay. Let's, the larger well, let's, let's but, let me at least are say we done what with we asterisks? have. Everybody done here with this work? Let's give it like two more minutes. Yeah, well, yeah. we need something to talk about for two minutes. All um, right, well, let's talk about Goro Goa. Not getting a vote, but really cool little game. You know, I wanted to finish that. Um, it was it came out last year, yes, or twenty seventeen. Yeah. Seems oh, we gotta talk about this. Talk about what? Uh, Divinity: Original Sin Two. Yeah, that's something that I think if I had finished the full game, I would think differently about it. Um, but mm-hmm. not having finished it, it just seems unfair to try to catapult it up to a spot. Mm-hmm. But it is a fantastic CRPG. And Nick, I think for you, you joked at the beginning. Um, maybe when we were recording or, or we're not, I don't, or not, I don't remember that getting into computer RPGs this year. I think yeah. you're talking about that one. And that for me, 
has importance where in previous Game of the Years we've talked about stuff like Stardew Valley, which was the first of those farming sims that I actually gave a shit about. I think it's important <laughs> to call out games that you um, actually finally get into a genre with. And I think yeah. that's going to be partially some representation on this list. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder about Broken Age. Because I could see an argument for that being like the game of the decade from a certain angle. Not in terms of it being the best game of the decade, but in terms of outsize influence, sea change type things. Oh. Hmm. I think there's other games that... I mean, I mean, we've read some of the same articles around this time with people talking about games of the decade or summarizing the decade. There's probably better arguments to be made because while I think Kickstarter is what they used for Broken Age, I think that had a bigger impact on other parts of games, like specifically board games, and maybe not as much on video games because there's only a couple that were really successful and really actually delivered on time, whereas a lot of the video game ones were delayed underperforming under delivering versus what it was it's fair to bring or to have the kickstarter discussion weigh heavily on this or maybe other games on this list same with yeah. anything on undertale is also a kickstarter big, game so yeah. i think that's worth discussing there i'd rather have that conversation decade. i mean um, faster than light is probably the best one to make an example for that all right it's been two minutes about so right. are we all good yeah i'm gonna hold my piece okay I th- one I, one surprising surprising uh, exclusion is Splatoon or Splatoon Two. Splatoon yeah. Two is on the list, isn't it? No, um, I might have gotten. Oh, a vote. nobody put a star. Uh, it's on the it's on the list. It got a vote. Oh, so for shoot, me, I Splatoon One was the the clear choice on my original short list. I ended up cutting it just because, in reality, I actually didn't really enjoy playing the game that much. Like, <laughs> oh no! But I, I did. It. I played a lot of both of them, um, and I think it's amazing that Nintendo put out a new IP that uh, connected with a culture, online culture, um, and spawned. But Nintendo put out games. a shooter, basically. Yeah, but I also, you know, I just didn't feel passionate enough about it in the end. But it is worth mentioning for sure. I would, I, I feel like it's a tough one for me between that and Overwatch because Overwatch is the one I played way more of, and I think I like more. But I love so much about what Splatoon did, that, yeah. and the community it fostered is just so positive and so cool. I like Splatoon yeah. more than Overwatch. We can talk we about know. it. No, we started so. <laughs> It's a really, really good game. Splatoon 2, I think, or Splatoon 1 was like our second best game of the year one year. So. Yeah, Splatoon 2 is iterative. It doesn't feel better than Splatoon 1 in that way. I mean, Splatoon 2 is also, us. it also is, like we talked talk about Smash, and especially with Mario Kart, it's the one what on the system people actually own. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they did change, uh, and they did update, and they did make some improvements on it, which probably more so than Mario Kart did. Oh, but I didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't put on here Amiibo as a game of the decade. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron. It's actually shame Which of one? the decade. All of them. Is it, is it the, the Marriage Mario and Princess Peach ones? Oof. Yeah, those are the ones. Uh, never mind. I'm not... 3DS badge collector for Game of the Decade. <laughs> Find oh, <no>. me. <laughs> Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. All right, so right now we're still Most adding to our discussion <laughs> list. <laughs> listeners and we're up steam to was capitalism of the decade games. what are you talking about all right we have a short list and it is 99 <laughs> games not, long uh Woo! yeah it's not a short list really it's okay, oh, okay we can work with this half. We've, we've cut it in half seems yeah. fitting that it ends with nine nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah nine so hours is... nine persons end this debate already so this is um, our list of of the games we're going to discuss for sure yep okay is it, give it a quick look if anything's missing let me know but um, uh, I think that should be it. I, did, did we still want to pay lip service to the, to the ones that didn't get starred? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I wanted to 
there sure. were there were a couple on there is like um i think starcraft 2 has been incredibly relevant i think um counter-strike go is you know that that it may be based on a property from the late 90s but it's been that got moved impactful. up oh did it yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Any of the ones that did. Oh, any there. anything that got started. Well, then never mind. I'm sorry. I, I spaced out there for a second. It's okay. Uh, uh, I want to call out real quick. Uh, Duncan Rumpa. Uh, I can only pick one of them because like there's three different ones. They all came out this decade. The third one is I think the best. Uh, it's a wildly bizarre, inventive, uh, really just strange and fascinating uh, visual novel series. And I was hopelessly engrossed. This game has some of the wildest narrative decisions i've ever seen in anything and it's a real treat to play those games hmm. but 999 is the visual novel i'm going to push for good job making cuts thanks um nobody's nominating oh hearthstone did get nominated did get, yeah did that make it up okay yeah. good yeah yeah right. i want to say i was trying to look at what was left here that on the cutting room floor um wow yeah I guess there's really nothing I do want to say about most of these games, so that's. Uh, <laughs> I guess I I feel weird that so two games from this year, real quick. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. I adore that game. I don't know how it's going to hold up in a decade context. Yeah. Uh, for this year, it really hit me spot on. I, hundred percent of it almost. Uh, Outer Wilds is another one where I feel like that game is really genius. It didn't make our top ten, I don't think, at least from what I remember, no. but. Um, Mm-mm. I also feel like that's a game where I could point to two or three other games that do that thing a little bit better for my tastes, but I really enjoyed it. I think if, if especially mm-hmm. if Apple Arcade turns out to be a decent business model, it's going to be remembered as it was one of the early adopted games there, um, and also remembered just for the style and everything it has. So I think it'll be thought of, and maybe it's an omission that we look back on, and we didn't want to push the recency bias too much, so maybe in five years it still holds up, but hard to say. And something, speaking of um, business models, you know, none of us are uh, making a case for Destiny or Destiny 2, but I think as far as a game that represents this decade in a negative way, (laughs) you can find, um, can't find really a better example in some ways of taking, you know, a model, a game's a service model, applying it to the console market, um, using the Bungie pedigree to launch a new IP under Activision, and uh, being super successful by no means is, is the franchise not successful, but um, just being kind of a slog to play and not really fun except for brief moments. Uh, but it definitely the Destiny series is worth mentioning just as a big story this decade, but is not emblematic of one of, of some of the best 20 best games of the decade. Um, in a similar vein, I would say Grand Theft Auto V and its online mode. Very influential, made a ton of money, not something we want to talk about for top 20. No, net negative impact, in my opinion. And, yep. Oh, please. I think the biggest one that we haven't mentioned in terms of influence or impact or just how it's really, really um, drawn a lot in is Dota, Dota 2. Or League of Legends, yeah. for that matter. The League sure. of Legends released in 2009, but same idea. And... I mean, the fact that these are not just specific games but they're live services they're free services with a gajillion pay options and support and how they've turned the battle passes into something that is a thing and how they've developed the uh the esports for both of those 
I think League actually gets better numbers, but Dota is the one that is more known in the U.S. because of Valve developing it and running it out of the U.S. Yeah, but, expect esports to come up in some of our actual picks we're going to get through as yep. kind of a running narrative, I imagine. So. Yep. Yeah, this was the decade where they, they really tried to make esports a thing, and I think they kind of did. And it, yeah, it got so. close. Yeah. It, it's we'll close. see what the next decade's like. So, okay, we have a list now. Uh, I just saw Halo Reach was one that was started that I missed, so we actually have a list of 100 games exactly. Oh, great. Wow. <laughs> we can just publish Oh, that, no, I didn't right? miss it. My bad. I'm just, I just can't read. It's still 99. Thank you can God. do our IGN level list and just publish that, and we're good to go, I think, right? <laughs> God. We don't just shuffle have, it. We don't have work days to discuss what goes 99 to 90, and then 89 to 80, and to actually order a, a top 100, but it's kind of funny that it ended up this way. Yeah, but hey, you know, you've heard our top 100 games, I guess, or the 10, 100 we want to argue for, so. <laughs> yeah, we've got go. a lot of names in there. Well, so now what? Do we... Where do we go? And the cuts begin. Well, I would propose each one of us names one game that we think must be on this list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one game out of a hundred. Yeah. One hundred games jump into a list. So in theory, we're locking like five games off the bat. Maybe we move some safe bets then. How about that? Maybe we move... I think Breath of the Wild is a safe bet. I think so, right? I mean, of 20 games, it likely play somewhere for the three of us who've actually played it yeah i mean uh i don't imagine that our effusive praise in game of the year two years ago about it being one of the best games ever and the best zelda has changed that much to not make it somewhere place on a 20 list that's kind of my argument right now okay see the point Um, is that have a discussion though shouldn't we like, just go down the list and have those discussions? Well, maybe we go from bottom up, because we've brought in games that had one vote of our sure. from our big group, and I feel like those need to prove something, whereas we did discussion and we went through the top, you know, with, with five votes and four votes and three votes, and a lot of those are consensus. So I think from one up, I think you need to prove to the rest of the group that this is something you want to see in the top 20, that there's something that we're missing Reasoning to why to Doug's point, yeah. How are we going to make eighty cuts the quickest? And well, it's probably however we want to do that. Here's what I'm concerned about: is I'm looking at a few examples here where, like, I feel like we're going to get maybe a visual novel on this list. And if it's between this and Doki Doki, like nine 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 and Doki Doki, there is no. I don't even like Doki Doki personally, and I play more visual novels than anyone here. Not to say that my vote matters more in any way, but more mm-hmm. of like I'm worried if we lead with nine nine nine. It's going to be really hard for me to make the case uh, successfully with Doki Doki today. Yeah, on the maybe list. we can do go up the bottom, but abstain. Like if you don't want to have that discussion yet, and see how it's going to get. I don't. It's like, going to have to happen eventually. We are sure. I'm happy to have that conversation now. Well, and, and also we we brought games with one vote in so that people can make a case. And if you if you see that we have 99 games, and realistically some things on here are not going to make a top 20, then start please crossing things out. Sure. And even more than Doki Doki, Nick, like, do you, would you have both 999 and Danganronpa on a top 20 list? I would not, which is why I didn't vote for Danganronpa on this list. And he gave uh, his piece about that just a second ago. Oh, I thought that was just three. No, no. any of them. I, I, I picked one of the Spike Chunsoft games but I, uh, that I think is the best case. Gotcha. Well, it's, so 
Let's keep 999 for now. Yep. Okay. Let's um, move up. Let's move up. Binary domain. It's the best Gears game. <laughs> mm, I didn't like it. Me uh, either, but I didn't finish it. I I'm mean, surprised well, uh, Doug doesn't like it. It's by the Yakuza team. It definitely like has it a, big bow. a bit of their stamp on it. I, I just never... I feel like in these moments, though, we can always fall back to some of our our agreements on kind of what we're looking for in criteria. Not that those are the only criteria, but like, is binary domain, does it have influence? Does it have that pedigree, its impact from then till now? Like, does it really still stand out as a top 20 game looking at it that way? Not just. No, it'll, it'll forever be one of my own personal cult classics. And I'm fine with that. Okay. Is that the one that had big bow? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Big bow's great. Uh, Bioshock two, Minerva's done. Uh, I think this is uh, Bioshock distilled into its absolute best essence. Interestingly, it, we did, no one put Infinite on the list, did they? I, I'll, I'll be the Infinite apologist, but I don't see it uh, being a game of the decade. Like In terms of influence, you can make arguments about its influence on the industry because of what happened to Irrational and Ken Levine, but Totally, the story, story just goes in some weird directions. I thought the gunplay yeah. was pretty fun, but it can be a little bit uh, tonally uh, dissonant at times. So yeah. I think that those are all things that Minerva's Den handles better, and it doesn't have the patient pacing issues of Bioshock 1. And yep. I just found the story more impactful. It has the excellent Bioshock combat. And There's... the critical reception kind of birthing fulbright in some ways yeah um, yeah so. I, I wonder if we should compare this to like immersive sims more or like first person shooters more or story-based first person games like gone home or edith finch it's kind of somewhere between all of them i yeah. think i think it's more the it's derisively termed but now picked up commonly as the walking simulators probably that's this is not necessarily mm. the original offshoot for that but it's one of the more modern ones it's one of the least walking simulator e games yeah. that could be called that, though. I mean, it, it literally <laughs> is the least one because you fire a gun. <laughs> All right, so are we are we wanting to hang on to it then? Is what I'm hearing. Sounds for like now? it. Okay. It's I imagine... case for Bloodborne. Oh, sorry, I think Bloodborne it? is the best Souls game. Uh, I, I granted, I do uh, think that Dark Souls is probably uh, more impactful. I think that uh, after 2, there was a concern that uh, the company didn't really know what to do with Souls. In your hand, some people like 2, but I don't think it, it was clearly not as well received as 1. But Bloodborne yeah. showed that this is not just a, a flash in the pan, that this is a genre that has legs and can be taken in different directions with different twists on the formula still mm-hmm. maintains its unique identity while offering something new to the medium. Right. And let's keep I love it for now. All right. Yeah. Let's do our elevator pitches. Yeah. So clash Royale. <laughs> I, I don't think that I'm going to be able to push this guy <laughs> to the list, but real talk, this is probably the game I have spent the most time this decade playing. Like since we, I initially put it in my honorable mentions, uh, I haven't stopped playing this game, and <laughs> it's it's pretty continuous. I still enjoy it, and 
it's it's funny. It's kind of the point now where it's like I identify with a community because I have a clan that I uh, play with wow. and got kicked out of, <laughs> and got and got back I into got, got back into. Yes, it was not my fault. Tyler, for the record, has also been blocked by many uh, famous people on Twitter. <laughs> famous in quotes. Also, many uh, staff members of Silicon Sasquatch. So, <laughs> not actually. Ben Kuchera, if you're listening to this. You owe Taiwan an apology. Yeah, ben, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Really appreciate you. So, but, uh, Clash, do you feel like uh, the like you're saying the impact on you and the culture you've experienced, notwithstanding, you're probably not keeping it for the twenty in this case, or do you really want to fight for it? I I could I could talk <laughs> as much as I want. About Why are you this asking game? Tyler if he wants to fight for it? Of course he I wants know. to. Fight. I, ju- I just think I have a snowball's chance in hell of convincing any of y'all. Yeah, but but I do is, think this that is the time for us to make those hard cuts. Like, what what intellectual capital do you want to spend on certain games that you do think is an uphill battle? But if you really believe it, then keep it for now. But we still got seventy eight some or eighty eight ninety eight whatever games to I drop. Mean, I I could see a case for this in a way I can't see a case for. Uh, some other immediate neighbors. So if you feel really strongly about it, I think it's worth keeping. But sure, yeah, let's move on then for now. I think okay. we should do like a, a, a kind of like causal, a quasi honorable mentions for our game of the decade, where we can all air our own little personal look darlings. That yeah, don't yeah, make we can do that. I've actually kind of drafted my my personal list almost in article format for that purpose. So we should yep. consider it. Yeah. Yep. All right, Counter Strike Spencer. Um, again, massively, massively influential, took a game that was pretty much considered dead, like was the vanguard of esports, like arguably the first esports title, um, with the possible exception of Starcraft, um, which had gone basically nowhere. Like once Source released, it was completely stagnant. Nobody was playing anymore. The pros were still on 1.6, uh, casuals were playing Source, um, took it onto new platforms, into the zeitgeist. It's now one of the most played um, uh, Valve games. I mean, skin theft notwithstanding, um, it, it we're not... <laughs> made Counter-Strike relevant again. Um, but we're not talking about best money laundering of the of the decade. Well, no, 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 but it, well, no, but it's, it's almost like, all it's money Counter-Strike laundering. to a T. It is Counter-Strike <laughs> for the next generation, as ridiculous as that may sound. And yeah. Does it have a place as a game in this context? Like, is is I, it is there something to the game that's still impactful right. in 2010 besides I mean, it's, drawing it's crowds? People and it's pedigree too. Like, not that we're uh, um, talking about the previous decade, but like, does the influence Go have match the influence the original Counter Strike had, or is it I, just it's that greater than pedigree? It has is more. It... it has more relevance now than it did. I, I think. Mm. Um, huh. That being said. I can see this is an extremely uphill battle, um, and I know that one of the things I put on here for sake of like accuracy rather than anything I like about it is going to survive. So I'm if willing... You feel passionate about it, though. Yeah, I, I mean, feel... we can compare it to other esports games. We can compare it to yeah, other Yeah, but there's, there's other esports games that I... Like, if it's between this and Overwatch, I don't even think there's... Okay. Like, 
that's kind of the there. yeah that's the the so, sort of thinking we should be doing right so yeah i think it's also um, worth remembering that like our top 10 like game of the year lists we this is also us kind of making a statement about the change we want to see in the world you know and i think uh, not to speak for you but i think we'd rather see more overwatch style impacts on players and tone and communities than we would at like csgo and I, I i'd rather see there. more splatoons in the world than overwatches um, i'm with you there direction. too yeah hype hype beasts <laughs> and woke teens God, can we talk about Splatoon's music? Maybe later. Uh, next game up is Dead Cells. Uh, it's a truly excellent... Um, I don't even know what you call the genre at this point, because roguelike sounds like such a meaningless uh, term. It's been taken in so many different directions. But it's so endlessly that's, replayable. That's a trend of the decade as well. Some hugely, it's a roguelite vania. Uh, they put out some hugely significant... Um, content uh, updates for for free which blows me away they're only now uh, rolling out their first paid dlc early 2020 and it's only going to be like five bucks but yeah it's kind of amazing what this uh freshman team uh motion twin was able to accomplish with their their first ad and granted it was an early access for a while but it's, i think it's an extremely polished well controlling well playing game and just to clarify too they're not a freshman team they've been making games for a long time yeah, and speaking of change, we want to see it's uh, their co-op um, ownership. So it's interesting. Well, yeah, well, it's interesting too because that shifted because actually Dead Cells development is now under a normal ass corporation with hierarchy. <laughs> right. Now that that team has moved on to a new yeah, project, right? Or project, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's definitely fascinating. <laughs> so wait, are we, you sure we... that Dead Cells is the one that changed yes, structure? Yes. I, I know yes. there was yeah. a team within them that changed structure. But they, they, they literally opened a new company. Else. They they yeah, literally founded a, a separate company. Yeah, they called. founded it separately so that they could continue work on Dead Cells while the main group that was the co-op is working on something new. Yep. And the new sub-company is not a co-op. No. Mm-hmm. It is... it is uh, Vertical structure. S- some pigs are more equal than others. <laughs> yep. Not <laughs> so that that should really sway the game completely, but it's worth noting. Given it was that that part, was part of the story. story. Yeah, right. when it came out, it was all in the press. So I, I think like labor in general is going to be a theme in a lot yeah. of these games and how we talk Red about Red Dead. So I mean, that I mean, might it... change how I feel about their games in the future, but in the modern context, like it doesn't change how I feel about that game, the context sure. where I played it in, in the context that it still currently exists in. Oh, sure. All right. Yeah, so I think its origin story it is now? great. Yeah, we can, we can leave it. Yeah, elevator pitches. We, we got to start yeah. cutting some stuff, though. I am cutting cut stuff. Well, you're the bed. one who put Thank it you, on Thank you, Tyler, there. for making cuts. Death well, yeah, but he's, at least he's making the cuts. Death Stranding. Yeah. Uh, this is, in my mind... Are you cutting Dead Cells? I I made my piece. I don't think okay. that uh, okay. anyone here has been swayed by what I had to say. All right. Well, my pitch for Death Stranding, real quick, um, is that this is a game about climate change, and uh, it's about... Uh, it's ham-fisted and corny and weird and inconsistent in all the way that every Hideo Kojima game is, but it's also the only game I've played that's willing to really show you a world of people dying out of extinction, of ruin. And I think it's uh, without, more than just climate change. It's more than that. It's it's about ideological separation and withdrawing from the world, I think, as well. What else? So I mean, what do you think it is? Ham-fisting, corniness, environmental concerns. Uh, is this Elon Musk, the video game? I don't um, think Elon Musk has any empathy. This game has empathy, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could see this game, yeah. both this and 
uh, MGS5 making the list, I think MGS5 plays better, but I appreciate the huge risks that Kojima took in this game. And I actually do enjoy the process of getting from A to B in this game, which is largely what it is. This is about navigation. Uh, I do think the combat is less than ideal. But I imagine in 10 years from now, the impact that a a Kojima game has is more of a sure thing regardless of the combat. I haven't played this at all, but I can imagine that many people will still be thinking or talking about this, so it might have an impact even though it's so new. Yeah, like he said he wanted to make a new genre with this game, and after having played 50 hours of it, I think he kind of did it. Like it, you can see the Dark Souls roots, you can see the MGS Five roots, but it really just feels like its own thing in such a, a really interesting way. And I All think right, it's something that it for now. Um, there's another couple games that impacted this, but or that that would fall under the same umbrella. Rather, um, it it's hard to review, and a lot of our discussion and discourse is based immediately upon people reviewing games, and it maybe is something that plays better over a longer period of time than being mainlined for even two or three weeks. Yeah, like just, Tim Rogers of Kotaku said, this is a game we'll be talking about for decades to come. It doesn't mean it's going to be, like, for good or bad reasons necessarily, just that it's going to remain something we talk yeah. about. So let's keep it that. for now, and, and we'll maybe not move it up immediately, but let's keep yeah. it for the moment. And as um, a note, on time check, we're into about our hour of recording-ish, and we've you know cut over half of the games, so we're yeah. making some progress. Yeah, but... let's keep it going. Yep, we keep good, moving. Good check. Just... So device six, uh, I'll make a quick pitch for this because I think this is me. Uh, so the developer here is Simogo, which made uh, Your Walk and uh, more recently Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, I picked this one of theirs because I think it's the most interesting in terms of defining what gameplay is. Uh, it's a game where you're really just kind of reading these nonlinear text entries, but the, the text in the novel you're reading is shaped interestingly. There's elements of music and video and all these things that come in to really kind of tell this very inherently multimedia story in a really interesting way. And the way you solve puzzles and things is, is just, I remember I played this game five years ago and it still sticks in my mind all the time. It's like a brilliant example of expanding the boundaries of what people think a game can be. Yep, yeah, um, awesome game. It made our list of game of the year, if I recall correctly. And yeah, um, yeah, it was one of the better mobile experiences I've had for sure. Okay, uh, Divinity: Original Sin Two. Um, I want to hear what Nick, yeah, and Spencer have to say. I don't have m- many thoughts to add. I'm sure Nick, having you know, gotten into CRPGs with this as kind of the conduit, and then Spencer having a long pedigree there. Oh, we cut device six. Did we not need to? Nobody said anything negative about it, so... Yeah. Uh, I don't think it should be cut, but if someone okay. wants to challenge it, that's fine. We can talk about it. No, we can still move on. We'll come back. Yep. Yeah, so what I'll say about Divinity Original Sin 2 is I still haven't beaten it, but I've played a lot of it now. Um, and I think what I struggle with is it, it, it's an immaculately written game. The systems are really interesting. The characters are very fun. It's beautiful to look at. It's really interesting. Um the biggest frame of reference I have for this game is Dragon Age Origins, which came out last decade, and then Planescape Torment. Those are the other CRPGs I've played a lot of. And this makes me feel like those games, but like realized in a richer, newer way. But I don't know that it really tries to reinvent the wheel in a way that I feel like this must be on a top 20 list. It's an excellent piece of work, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to see the case now that I talk about it. 
I, I think that what you just said is very accurate. It is a masterwork of CRPGs. I think that um, we may not fully realize that we are on, like, we are in the midst of a um, renaissance of the CRPG. Like, some, mm-hmm. some of the greatest Western RPGs ever are coming out right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think that had we done these deliberations a month later, um, just like with our other stuff, um, yeah. <clears throat> Like, this would be Disco Elysium, and there would be no debate. But since we are doing this now, Mm -hmm. and we have all slept on Disco Elysium, um, yeah, we probably cut it. No, that's a fair point, too. If if we're... I mean, we still could. We could do uh, uh, an article on the... There's been a lot of amazing... Like, like Pillars of Eternity, Pillars of Eternity 2. I'm, of course, now spacing as I try to think about it. Um, Like, Tides of Numenera... Um, oh, yeah. There's there's tons tons of great examples right now. Where's my so, Arcanum reboot? Yeah. yeah, where is your Arcanum reboot? I'm actually with you on that. Where is oh, your yeah. Arcanum reboot? But but uh, yeah, if we were doing a story um, uh, branching off of this whole podcast about themes of the decade or stories of the decade, the the CRPG Renaissance would absolutely be up there. And I do think that while a lot of those games that you mentioned, especially Pillars, for me personally are some of um, my favorite experiences uh, of CRPGs. It's hard to make the case as a thing of the decade outside of the story of the uh, renaissance, right? Um, But it's hard to pin the renaissance of CRPGs to one great game that is among the top 20. Yeah, and the the one thing I want to say about Larian as well is, like, this is a a studio that's been making Divinity games for a long time, and for the most part, they weren't really that successful or critically acclaimed, Mm -hmm. and then they made Original Sin and then Original Sin 2 and really got on the map. And now they're making Baldur's Gate 3. Like, it's a really pretty incredible story for that studio. It really, really is. And, um, I yeah. mean, I think it just continues, right? Like, yeah. this, this is something we are going to see more of going into the next decade. I don't, I'm not afraid that if we don't recognize it, it's going to go away. Yeah. Because the, the art form is better than it's ever been. Totally. Should we move on to Dragon Age Inquisition? Sure. I'm assuming this was Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the the combat is not much to write home about, but I just really loved the world and the characters. And I know Nick probably has more fondness for Origins. In fact, I don't think he has any fondness for Inquisition. But I think that the the party you assemble in Inquisition is probably Bioware's strongest, uh, alongside maybe Mass Effect Two. And I enjoyed that cast of characters so much that I, like rather than think about like tactical considerations when I was assembling who I was traveling with, I would think like, what interactions do I want to see? Who do I think is going to react to this environment? Because I thought the dialogue and the, just the random clips that you would hear from these characters was so well-written and it does such a good job of making these characters, even these very fantastical creatures uh, feel very real. And I think that Mm -hmm. this was a game that pushed um, diversity in a way that you just don't really see very often in uh, RPGs, at least not done in a ham-fisted way, like the representation with uh, gay and bi characters I thought was very strong in Dragon Age Inquisition to the extent that uh, instead of feeling cheated when you can't like romance a certain character because they're not interested in your gender, you kind of respect their decision and you feel like, okay, like that makes them feel 
more real. Like they're not just here for my amusement. Like this is a person with their own wants, with their own needs. And I'm hope I'm hopeful that Dragon Age Four can deliver. I'll, I'll add on to what you're saying, Tyler. That I think on a small scale, the party that was written and created for this game and those interactions you're talking about are among the best for Bioware. Unfortunately for me, Inquisition just had so so many other problems and was such a mess yeah. in many ways that it's hard for me to want to put it up in the, the top 20 games. But I do agree with what you're saying. I just think that that's just such a small but important piece of the overall picture of that game and its lasting impact. Okay. I mean, I, I get it. It was enough to keep me going for like the the hundred or so hours. Yeah, I finished all to... the DLC too, yeah. But yeah, I, I made my peace with it. Okay. Uh, the next game on this list is Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird? Uh, no, that's a game I made. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nepotism. Yeah. Surprise, I'm here to market to you. <laughs> Flappy Bird, uh, I think we just... I, the reason I vote for it is because it's, it's not a great game. It's not even a good game, but... Um, God, did this ever change everything? Mm-hmm. Like it literally steals assets. <laughs> it was a major story this decade. Like the its yeah. meteoric rise and the revenue and just how nobody yeah. would stop fucking talking. He was about making it for... tens of thousands of dollars a day off of it, so he took it down and deleted it from the store because it was just like mm-hmm. stressing him out. It's a very—I don't know. I don't know if it belongs on this list. I—I I don't think in terms of like influence it really stands up like i played a i played a battle royale flappy bird clone this year that was kind of fun so people are still thinking about it but i, I think i'd rather take it off now that i talk about it, it i think i like the vh1 tw- oh, sorry go ahead a top 20 games of the decade list looks very different than the top stories of yeah. the mm-hmm. decade or even top 100 yeah then there's a few other games i think that have had just as much impact that are still on the list that are better games as well yeah yeah so Let's keep moving then. Uh, Halo Reach. I mean, it's Bungie's. I don't want to say swan song because they're not gone, but, but some ways. Um, it, it's, but yeah, it was it was the final Halo game. It was kind of a love letter to um, to fans of the series, and well, and frankly, like, what the hell? has Bungie really recovered? I mean, I know that independent they're doing better than they mm-hmm. were under Activision, but. Like, Destiny was, like, it felt like off-brand Halo and not in a way that was endearing. Yeah, I so, think their reputation hasn't necessarily recovered from where they ended the Halo series with Reach. There are yeah. people I know that prefer Destiny to Halo. Sure. They're going to be the, the you know, sass bros that right. <laughs> just love, like, give me content, I'll pay whatever. Give me Some people right like the, the story, and I think the shooting in or the combat in Destiny is still pretty good i i would not not sure i would well, we didn't all vote for it at all yeah that's kind of the thing though here i think reach is more well, deserving. I, I still prefer those original halo games but in in that term uh reach uh i never finished reach uh, i might finish it now that's in the master chief collection but uh in terms of the halo series uh, odst left more of a mark on me than um reach did now, Spencer, do you think that there's more to say on for keeping Reach on the list in terms of any 
impact or what's happened since. I mean, I know that, of course, 343 picked up the torch. We don't have Halo 4 or 5 on this list, I believe. But is is Reach a game of the decade more of it representing the end of the era for Bungie? Or is there more? I mean, end of the era, but then it released on PC this year and suddenly everyone's playing the conversation like it's still relevant it's still a game that people are thinking about and wanting to play it shows that people are still hungry for that kind of game and four and five were unable to deliver the halo experience that people really want all right let's keep it for now then all right let's talk about hearthstone (sighs) i mean it's the best one of those games still right uh, I don't I mean, even like and, that, and that's honestly like games. yeah, I have it on here, not because I'm a big Hearthstone fan, but because if we're talking about like overall impact, what is bigger than yeah than this? Like how many Hearthstone, copies did that spawn? Like Blizzard can basically like the reason Overwatch exists is because they were like, well, we might as well use some of this IP. We've got Hearthstone money, so we don't care. Like. That's, yeah, that's where we're at. It, it it made Blizzard the company it is now, whether that's for good or bad, and it spawned an incredible number of copies. Like, Went. just an unbelievable, unbelievable number of copies. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think in terms of pure impact, it should be discussed. Okay. All right. Uh, Marta and <laughs> Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I think it deserves a lot of credit for taking something that on paper sounded so fucking stupid and making something really excellent with it. And not only uh, is it a good uh, crossover of Mario and a thing that I hate, it is also (laughs) a a truly excellent evolution on the XCOM, like tactical uh, shooter, tactical shooter genre. Do you think that this like version play. should be, do you think that XCOM, like if, if you had to choose between the two, all things considered, not just preference, do you think that Mario is a better pick than XCOM itself for the originator of that genre this decade? Uh, no, I think Enemy Unknown is a, is a better game. But I did want to mention that uh, Ubisoft really made gold out of the turd with Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And I also played the DLC uh, for this year, and they worked really well with the, the Donkey Kong concept as well. And they have, do such an amazing job of uh, making movement a significant uh, consideration in those uh, battles, rather than just moving from cover to cover the way it is in XCOM. Like it's it's a shame that there doesn't seem to be uh, much interest in continuing from there. Like I have, you haven't really heard any rumors or anything uh, future partnership between Ubisoft and Nintendo. But yeah, it's just a, I think it's extremely impressive what they were able to accomplish there. All right. Uh, okay, I'll move that down for us. Next game is Prey. This is the uh, new one. I mean, it's the best Bioshock game ever. Yeah, made. it's the best Shock game. <laughs> so we should keep that over Bioshock 2 Minerva's Den. Ooh. 
You just said it. Look, let's play I mean, the tape back. It, it, unless I do different things and have different reasons for being here, I, I don't. I think that's a fair argument. It is a fair argument, and yeah, I do think uh, overall prey is probably better. I think that uh, the bre- brevity of Minerva's Den works in its favor. Yeah, I think that's one of the problems with all the shot games. Is I think that they tend to get a little bit long in the tooth, and just the nature of that game means that by the end. Uh, the tone changes so much because nothing really feels all that threatening anymore. You're so overpowered, yeah. Whereas since Bioshock 2 doesn't go on that long, like you do become more powerful, but you don't ever reach that stage. I think that... I, I, God, I just wish more developers felt okay making polished, shorter games. But unfortunately, there are that's not the case. lots of those on our list, but... We'll get yeah. there. So are we going to yeah. drop Minerva's Den then and keep praying for discussion? That's fine with me. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Bioshock 2 Minerva's Den drops. We keep pray. Next game is Sleeping Dogs. Uh, I it don't think it's going to be in our top GTA 20. GTA clone, in my opinion. Yeah. Sorry, that's Mafia 2. That's Saints Row the <laughs> That third. is not Mafia 2. <laughs> well, and Saints Row like is, a, is a parody more than it is a clone, to be honest. Well, it clones all the mechanics, though. That aside, yeah. What? So, is Sleeping Dogs? I mean, I, Hong what Kong I'm is a much about, more interesting city than Steelport. But does anybody remember this game or think of it as part of this decade? Like, I, I know it. I just don't know. Like, so, it was great. Yeah, please. I don't think it makes the top twenty, but it does a lot of interesting things. Hong Kong's a better location because I, I think a big reason why GTA Five doesn't click for me is, and why the Yakuza games do, is because being on foot is more interesting than being in a vehicle. Sure. And Los Angeles is too widespread, which is a whole different other topic. But Hong Kong is dense; you can do it in a vehicle, or you can actually get around things on foot. The story is interesting because we don't really see a lot of these stories. Yeah, you're saying mafia, and you're and we've you know we've discussed, and we're not going to look at Grand Theft Auto. Those are very Western stories, um, taking from With Hong Kong dudes. cinema, and taking from Hong Kong action movies, and taking from Hong Kong gangster films is a different type of thing. And there was and some look fun at the representation in video games as a medium. Like, how yeah. often do you see Asian male protagonists? Period. And this is a fully old. featured uh, Asian voice acting cast and a cast of uh, Asian characters. I think and, that's one of its biggest contributions for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a, a really shame cool that uh, Square Enix didn't really believe in the IP. They didn't want to really keep it going. But in that, I could, yeah, in that game, I think that yeah, the world works really well because it's not the massive like Red Dead Redemption Two map. It is a tighter map. There's but lots to do there. It's easy to navigate, and also it made combat fun without yep. just making it extremely gun focused which is yep. the way that these games uh, tend to work like there's a granted it leans a little bit into the stereotype of hong kong uh, genres where it's very martial arts focused but i think it it works for the tone that that game is delivering on so are is it worth keeping for discussion or are we going to uh, cut keep or are we going to cut an interest of our 89 games we've still got on here? I mean, I could see an argument for this over Saints Row. I could see an argument for this over other like first or third person open world crime games. I think Saints Row is probably a better representative of the decade and it's something I would rather see on the top 20. I I just wanted to make sure we I'd rather see 
I, I wanted to make sure. sure I gave Sleeping Dogs its piece, but if you want to see it up there, I, I'm not gonna I'd rather see more games like Sleeping Dogs and Saints Row. I'm personally. making cuts. I'm not ready to cut this game. Okay. okay. Uh, are you ready to cut Sonic Mania? Yeah. The best but, uh, game of 1995. You joke, yeah, but that's like, what I'd say about it. It, it, it took Sega actually reaching out to the fans that have been making uh, ROM hacks and fan games mm-hmm. for years to find a talented development team that could actually <laughs> deliver on the promise of Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Like, they've been, they've made how many of those goddamn games and they still can't seem to get that shit right because they shipped their own Sonic game that year as well and it was hot garbage. The thing but, that makes it hard for me to, I liked Sonic Mania what I played for sure and what you're mentioning about actually having fans to develop, like, talented fans no no means uh denigrating them just because fans but an amazing almost like it could have been pulled from the genesis 25 years ago game like that's a feat that is super impressive i guess for me it's i i felt more for the games that tried to recreate that era and that genre things like you know your shovel knights and whatever which we may disagree on but using new technology and new development techniques and original stories to yes recreate that feeling of classic games but do something different and new and still still make you feel like it could have been a game that came out back then with sonic it is brand new of course but it does feel like you know if you, if you never liked sonic to begin with you're probably not going to change your mind with mania and mania is a great kind of clone not saying that in a bad way but it's just i don't know that it's the a game of the decade other than being able to recreate experiences from decades ago. Yeah. Um, I'll confess too, when I, I, I apologize for speaking flippantly when I mentioned this game, I thought it was Sonic Generations. <laughs> uh, Sonic Mania is a much more interesting story to me. Oh God, Sonic Generations. I but I do, I, but I also, you know, when I think about, uh, the story here is great, but I think, like Aaron mentioned Shovel Knight, I feel like that is hard to compare this to because Shovel Knight is not a it has a different story it's a new ip it's not rescuing a long terrible ip that could have been great for a long time and finally is great again yeah so i don't know but it is a redemption story that is super interesting that i'm glad it finally happened for sonic it's just yeah. it's 20 games man we gotta well, we gotta make our priorities if, if this redemption is, is not you, gonna last long it. that movie comes out next year <laughs> <laughs> oh man starcraft 2 wings of liberty um, I mean, it's one like it, it. It finally brought, as weird as it sounds, the StarCraft chapter to a close. Like it. This is the um, first game. This is the first game. Oh, I assume expansions. that since we're like, since we're discussing it, like it had three expansions all over the course of the decade, or two expansions over the course of the decade. Um, it you know revitalized competitive play it um advanced actually the the types of games um being played in StarCraft 2 like the the engine um the addition of co-op the um bringing back of the arcade i mean i just i just think it's a hugely relevant game despite having come out um 10 years ago 
like you know if you focus on the single player campaign sure it had a competent single player campaign like it, you know it's a good enough story it brought things to an end that were you know it's a little wonky for an end but it sure was an end um i just don't think that's what it should be compared on uh so that that's kind of where i'm at on it um i don't know that it necessarily hangs in these discussions but i think it's like for, I mean, if, in terms of ongoing support of a game, I would it, it gives Diablo three a run for its money. Ultimately, I think Diablo three is a bit bigger success story. But yeah, I think it's. I mean, I could see a story of this being like the swan song of the RTS. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, but they're still making RTSs too. Just other people are. Yeah, and remastering um, things like Age of Empires two and yeah, making that into like a mixer. Twitch. But they announced Age of Empires 4 as well. Yeah, and at the elephant in the room here, too, is we don't have any MOBAs on here. Yeah, but fuck MOBAs. Like, <laughs> I mean, sure, I don't like them, but like when I think of like what start... So Brood War was the original eSports RTS, right? And that game right, is yeah. still being played. And my understanding is StarCraft 2 never really eclipsed that. It came close in some ways, but like a lot of the pros went back to Brood War, is my understanding. Maybe I'm wrong um, about that. No, it... it... Like it's still big. It's the one that hmm. has real tournament support and everything. Now, granted, Blizzard did seek to capitalize on, um, really on Brood War by remastering it and putting it mm-hmm. out there. So, so is it kind of are we leaning toward the discussion about the esports impact? And is is StarCraft a better story for Blizzard than Overwatch? Um, I don't think it's a better story. Like. I don't know. I, I, it's it's been, I have literally story, been playing. I've literally been playing StarCraft two for almost a decade now. It's about all of it, Tyler. That's I'm just trying to push a little bit just to see because it sounds mm-hmm. like you're waffling a little bit, Spencer. And if you want to keep it for now, let's do that. Nah, we can. I, I think we can ditch it. Uh, there are better examples of what it did. Um, I just think it can't be understated. Like it is. Sure. I think just a you know it's healthy. Some... It's a healthy community and game for sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and continuing to be so yeah next game up is subsurface circular so we've talked about visual novels and we've talked about uh short games and this to me is such a perfect little micro game like it maybe takes at most two hours to get through Uh, there's only one setting you're on this subway car for the entire uh, game and you're just interviewing other robots you yourself are a robot and you're just trying to figure out uh, the piece of this this puzzle. There's this conspiracy going on, and I just think it's so well written. It makes you feel clever, even in that short experience. And as the layers uh, start to peel from this story onion, I suppose uh, it it feels you feel more invested. And then by the time that that final uh, twist happens, like it. I did want more, but I felt so satisfied with the experience that I was glad that they didn't try to uh, pad it out or extend beyond their reach, given the budget. And I just wish that there were more games like this. I wish that more devs had the confidence to ship small experiences like this that are just so focused in their scope that they can flawlessly deliver on what they are trying to achieve 
like a short hike this year. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Uh, did you play the sequel, Tyler? Yes. I enjoyed the sequel, not as much as uh, Subsurface, but I think okay. they, they both work well. Uh, I don't... I think there are references to Subsurface in the sequel, but it's... Other than that, there's not, like, a clear story connection between the two of them. Okay. Um... We have a lot of story games on this list. Uh, I think you made a case that I could see keeping it in. Do you feel like this belongs in the top 20? Um, I want to see the list get pared down and see some more direct <clears throat> comparisons between this and other games before I okay. make Which call. to to be that guy, you know, we're an hour <laughs> and a half into it, and we floated the optimistic idea of a three-hour recording we originally scheduled for four hours. You know, I feel like some of us have to make still our case, but we got to get really nimble with the elevator pitch and making hard cuts. I think maybe we talk quicker about these then, and then try and make a quick yeah, decision. We're yep. gonna still have to rank these, and that could be a whole hour or more discussion yeah. itself. Yep, yep, that's a good point. Uh, let's keep it for now. Uh, next one is the witness. Uh, I think this absolutely has to be on this list. Okay, you put an a uh, note in the spreadsheet that you thought that Jonathan Blow's behavior uh, affects your interpretation of the game. That's the that's the caveat there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am really torn on this game. Uh, it is the best puzzle game I think I've ever played in my life. It was literally like kind of a life-changing thing for me in a really strange way. And yet the guy who directed it, not the only person who made it, but the guy whose name is all over it, the guy who gets the credit for it, is, has made a lot of sexist comments in the past. And he is not somebody I respect anymore. He's not someone I, he's someone I used to look up to, and now I don't. And I am the kind of person who does not want to separate art from artist. Like, it just doesn't feel right to me when there's so many other voices out there that deserve to get the recognition. So... I guess maybe I just wanted to say my piece about this game, which is that The Witness is like maybe the best game I've played all dec- all this decade. But I just, the more I learned about Jonathan Blow's behavior in the public space, uh, I just I can't really support it. Yep. There's going to be more games in this list where we have to square the art and the artist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kojima is one of those people too. It's actually going to be way, but... a theme for this decade too, right? Of starting to come to. Um, trying to come to terms with games and not separating developers from artists across media. Yeah. That's been a story, but it's something we absolutely have to consider here. Yeah. One of All our right. earliest podcasts was about, remember, um, um, Shadow Complex. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yep. And that was Still... even just base material, never mind people actually working on the game. Yeah. So, the next game is Towerfall. Uh, I think this is the local multiplayer game of the decade. I think this game is exceptional. I would put it above Killer Queen. I've played probably hundreds of hours over the last five or six years with friends. Uh, The updates they've made to it are phenomenal. It's just great. Do you consider um, this, do you consider Jackbox local multiplayer? I guess you could actually. And I was thinking about that as I said it like, oh shit, I don't know how to compare this to Jackbox. (laughs) We can get there. I, I think we can keep it on the list because a it's had a huge impact. It's had a it, like in multiplayer and, and these kind of local multiplayer games, whether what you play with Rock friends or what too. you watch people playing on Twitch have been just massively influential in the past few years. 
And I think even in the last week when we discussed for Game of the Year, Nick was saying Towerfall is still the, the bar that you put other games at. Sure. Yeah, I would put this above Smash. I'd put this above a lot of okay. things. And hey, it, uh, it, put it above Johann Sebastian Joust. Uh, we'll get there. Yes, I would. That's that's like a heart versus brain argument for me. I <laughs> that's don't know the that ultimate local multiplayer <laughs> game. Uh, and hey, I Jess get to make Joust a reference. And I get to make a reference to the Ouya this time too. <laughs> Great, Bear Stearns, Bravo. I, I mean, if this doesn't it. get on the to- like even at position twenty on the top twenty, I will fucking scream. <laughs> For the well, love of God, and, and this also game could only have existed in the moment that it existed. It was this beautiful swan song of Flash, this insane, like just assembly of both real time video and RPG elements and choose your own adventure elements. Uh, I don't know that anybody's totally charted that game. Like, okay, it, it has not been clear like Ooh. whether or not this like th- that has been fully investigated. Like, well, this is. Mm-hmm. What, um, frankly, what uh, what was it called? Oxenfree, the yep. the Netflix yeah. one. Yeah, it's what it should have been. Oh, Bandersnatch. I, Bandersnatch. 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 So, so yeah, like, there's no, there's not even a comparison there, as as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's it's vital. I yeah. have to have it on there. I ha- okay. I have no choice. Let's move on. And we'll, and and to bring one point forward, we're past the games. What had only one person voting for them. Yep. So whether yeah, this changes, this is, this is multiple. Our... Nick, Nick is with me. Yeah, and um, so well, I now. voted for it. For now, we'll see. I I don't know how I fall on that now. We'll see. Um, Beat Saber. But just wanted to say, this is where we start cutting things, but they have multiple people backing them. This is not the hard. You know, we need to really cut a lot of things down. Yeah, we're we're through the uh, gauntlet. We cut about two thirds of those. So yep. thanks to everybody for making some hard calls. Uh, Beat Saber is the next game. This is a VR rhythm game. We talked about uh, taking a break at the top of the hour. Should we just do that now since we're transitioning? Sure, we can do that. Let's should, let's meet back in five, ten minutes. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right, keep your recordings running, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. We've all had a short reprieve, and we're ready to keep doing this thing. So uh, we're going to try and move a little bit more quickly through these. Uh, so, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Beat Saber. Yeah. Uh, is Beat Saber on here for VR, for music, for all the above? Uh, it's on there for certainly VR. And, I mean, honestly, if if a game was the pinnacle of the rhythm game, that would actually be Thumper. I think Thumper is the greatest rhythm game to ever exist. But um, in terms of the promise of VR, like... Beat Saber actually nails it. Beat Saber is not just an interesting VR experience. It's actually a legitimately really good game. It feels like playing DDR did back in the day, but you can do it with pretty much whatever. So I would say it's, yeah, I I think it's there in there because it's a good VR game and a good game. I really like it. Uh, when I think of music games, I I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't personally like Thumper at all. I, it just does not work for me, but I can see the comparison there a little bit. Um, I think with Rock Band 3 on this list, I just can't see Beat Saber topping that. No, it's I mean, it's a, the same category, but it's a different category. That's true. 
I mean, in, in terms of VR, it's just this or super hot at this point. That's the thing is VR as a story of this decade, which is important. Yeah. Um, it's still such, honestly, a niche thing to me. Um, many people haven't had that experience, don't have a headset, even a PSVR one. And it feels like that that's not necessarily saying we can't have multiple VR games possibly on a list, but it feels like it kind of forces us to limit it to what is the quintessential VR experience of this decade that represents the rise of yeah. VR. If we're picking a VR game, I'd pick Beat Saber. I'm fine with that. I don't think VR is there yet. I think it's... It depends on what their their means, I guess. It's on its way. I think it's, it's closer on its way. than I think. It's closer than I think, but I don't think that VR is at the state of like mainstream acceptance and interest yet. I think it can still go on this list, though, because I've had like transcendent experiences with VR, and Beat Saber is probably my favorite. Yeah. Like, like the I impact it's, it's a, had. It's know. a harder thing to push because uh, I haven't had a lot of experience with VR, and the experiences that I have, have had have made me less interested hmm. in the medium. On the other hand, yeah. Green Day just announced their track pack for Beat Saber last night, so that's Woo! something that happened. <laughs> I don't feel like we should cut it yet. I could see an argument for this over any other music game on this list. All right. So uh, I think Dark Souls has to be on this list. I just don't see a way around that. Anyone going to fight that? Um, no. I'm mean... not going to fight it. I mean, again, it's not my favorite in the Souls genre. Yeah. It's probably my favorite of that trilogy. It's no Demons. <laughs> yeah, I like it better than Demons, personally. Yeah, unfortunately, Demons wasn't a decade game otherwise it'd be more emblematic of the genre yeah um, it's just dark souls was the one that influenced everything this is the one that tapped into something fundamental and the right people played it started talking about it and then and being multi-platform really yeah yeah i think dark this game souls has a bigger impact probably... than like symphony of the night even did hmm? yeah I, I think it might be somewhere on the list okay uh next is depression quest yeah, I mean, you can't talk about Gamergate as a thing that happened without Depression Quest in some way. I never played it, but it's like I know all about that game that I've never even played. I mean, do we have story. to talk about Gamergate, though? Like, do we <laughs> no, have to acknowledge again, <laughs> that we're in the hell timeline? Because we are it, in the hell timeline. Yeah, it's, yeah not, and again, it's not a list of isn't... themes, but still, that should those things should surround and inform just in some way a list. I'm not saying Gamergate has to have representation as Depression Quest, but you can't, I think, not talk about Depression Quest without talking about what came after. Yeah, that's the only reason I voted for it. I, I mean, it's not... I don't think it's yeah, an same. outstanding game. Uh, it, it's... It's definitely an indie game. It's definitely it's pretty I good. Mean, it's, not, it's it's not supposed to be 100% polished in the same sort of level as, you know, just a Mass Effect or a Doom or something like that. We're not looking for it to be that sort of level, but it it, it is the game that set off the culture war that we are now living through. Yeah, in which defense sucks. of statement games on this list, I would say I don't see keeping Depression Quest in theory to as a way in to talk about the shit storm of Gamergate is it much different than saying we would put let's say Fortnite above Apex or PUBG or something because it represents this battle royale like there's going to yeah, be those... some decisions on this list that are going to represent a trend or a theme yeah. and that also yeah. applies here but I don't know if that is something we want to talk that's about a, that's a good question and it, my gut feeling is that we should go with the one we feel best about in those situations yeah yeah and I I think it's important. 
it's okay. important, but I think we should cut it. Be, and as you said, we're going to cut it. We have to mention it. We have to bring it up. I think yeah. you would do a disservice to this era without talking about it, but I don't think our list is the 20 most important games. Kotaku did a good article, the five games, or the 2010s and five games, I think. Yeah. And it's on there. Yeah, that's that a good reason. article. And it's a good article. That's not this list. Yep. That's not what I on. want this list to be. Well said. Next game is Dishonored. I like Dishonored's a uh, lot. I like the world. I like the, the gameplay. I think they've made some significant advancements in making uh, stealth games fun to play, uh, which is always something they, they struggle with because they can feel so punishing. Uh, the whole uh, blinking uh, method enables you to get away at a pretty uh, reasonable pace so you don't feel like you're forced into combat. But I think that the things that Dishonored uh, does well, uh, there are other games on this list that uh, put them ahead. Uh, I think MGS5 takes the stealth genre even in a more interesting direction. Also Hitman. Yeah. And then uh, I think Prey is a stronger mm-hmm. um, Immersive game. Sim. Yeah, Immersive Sim. I say Prey feels more representative of Arcane and that genre yeah, and what they did I agree with that. Dishonored. We will move Dishonored off the list. Doki Doki Literature Club. I remember when we talked about this during uh, Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, the way that this game plays, the way that you finish it, uh, felt like such a revelation to me. And it felt like something that only games can accomplish. Like when you look at this game and you just see the, like those anime schoolgirls, you in Steam only, <laughs> you immediately think the worst. You're just like, oh Jesus Christ, what are they freaking doing here? But God, that game is just so wild and weird, and I'm so glad it exists. Me too. And I don't think that uh, I'm going to convince everyone that it's a game of the decade. But I wish more devs would take risks like this. Yeah, it's like, remember Pony Island? This is like that, but way more polished, way more interesting, and way more thematically consistent. Like, Doki Doki is really something, but I don't know but if it looks like the top 20. Yeah, it, it looks completely off-putting, and then what they do is completely the, the, the flip of it. And it's it, if you haven't played it, give it a shot or it's go free. read up on it, because it's, it is wild. But it's, I don't know if that alone gets it up, because we didn't like yeah. the game enough, and we didn't, like, all of us aren't saying we played the game and we are enjoying it, and we want to really support that all right we've removed it yep yep next Fort game fractions is, is, is very similar and we'll be discussing are we going that. to bundle all of this into one discussion on battle royales we're we going to have that now with Fortnite. i think that might be expedient yep so we're going to talk about Fortnite, apex and i'll move them all together real quick Fortnite, apex and PUBG. Okay. yep uh, i'll grab them right now okay so PUBG is the low-hanging fruit there even though it's the one that's arguably started the, the genre yeah can i kill PUBG right now yep yeah. um i mean well, here's the I thing i don't know yeah uh, uh pub set it off in a in a certain sense ultimately did. if the choice i have to make is one of these games comes through it's apex my second choice is it uh is PUBG because mm-hmm. It's the inflection point, and I will never forgive Fortnite for killing UT3. Or 4. So, yeah. What's interesting here, this whole it wasn't that genre, good. is that 
Uh, UT4, <laughs> uh, UT3 no, was don't the get one that started. Oh, okay, I, I'm just teasing. Don't get him started. Yeah. How I'm sad it? they killed PUBG. PUBG started this thing, right? Yeah. And then Fortnite is and Apex the finished cultural it. behemoth. <laughs> and Apex is the best of these games. I think we're all in agreement there, right? Like as yeah. far as how to play, the mechanics. But in the end, what do we care most about? The game that is the best iteration of this or the one that we want to put up that started the whole thing? I guess that's the argument, right? And we probably I just have no desire it. to play PUBG, though. Same. I don't find it to be very I mean, it's fun. more fun than Fortnite. I disagree with that. Well, you won Fortnite, so that probably changes your opinion. Not, <laughs> Fortnite, not I think Fortnite Fortnite's more yeah. accessible, and not just because it's free. I think that Epic has done a good job making that game There's a reason kids go apeshit for it the way they went apeshit for Minecraft. Like, they really tapped into something there. And it's yeah. not just flossing. Yeah, no. The flossing it is, is a, partially flossing. It is partially I, flossing. I, and I Carlton. think... It's, yeah, lawsuit so, dances. <laughs> this, is not, this is not a choice of one of the three has to go because we have a representative. I think right. Apex is a really good game from this year. I think Apex is going to live on the best. And mm. for, we don't, don't have a lot of people best. who... My eyes are going to bleed out of my skull if we have two Battle Royales on this top 20 I, do, I will not allow two Battle Royales on this list. So I do feel like we have to make that decision on what do we care most about here between these three and what's here's, pretty represented. Here's an argument I'll make for Apex besides it being my favorite one to play of these. Uh, the cast of that game was really kind of something when that game mm. came out. I don't know about the DLC characters, but I think it was a majority woman cast. There's a non-binary character. The representation is, is, is it seems clearly well considered. And I mean, the, just... the box character was a black woman in a time that Overwatch was getting continual shit for not having a single uh, black woman in their cast. Yep, they still don't. She's coming, but when? Yeah, um, with two. Apex Legends just, like, it wasn't just the fact that they really nailed their thing and that they, you know, channeled a lot of the Titanfall vibes that I love into something different, but... I think they're really, you know, they were trying to make a statement with with their cast and with their set, their themes and the feel of that game. And mm-hmm. I'm most interested to see where that goes more than I'm interested to see where PUBG or Fortnite goes because I don't think Fortnite is out to say anything about anything. Yeah, we're it's not yeah, what Fortnite can do. It's gonna say, hey, remember all to say your about favorite Star Wars, Wars characters? Yeah, hooray! <laughs> Hang out with JJ Abrams month. tomorrow. Here's Batman. Here's I don't know. They'll put fucking RoboCop in there whenever they reboot that again. They'll just use um, it as a billboard. Yeah. It's a billboard game now. Some of us really like playing Fortnite. I feel like putting it in the game of the decade would be in the same line as like yeah, this, putting Second Life. I'm fine with saying, hey, Apex is the representation we want to put out. There I think we do Apex. Genre. Does anyone disagree with that? So I'm not saying we do Apex as our nominee. Like like we're talking about the breeds at the dog show to say this is the one from this group that goes in. No 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 no. Apex stays on its own regards and rights, but I don't think Fortnite stays in because nobody really loves playing it here of us, and it's also grossly commercial. And PUBG. You know what I did immediately after I won Fortnite. I uninstalled it. I, I know you. Yeah, you you, you finished. Yeah, you won. This was me in the in the bowling alley with the bloody bowling pin. That is a. There will be. You drink their milkshake for yeah. any of uh, the well, you Gen sure Z. Did. Very topical reference there. Thank you. Um, I just I don't see PUBG on this list. I don't think it. No, it no. was first in some ways, but not really because also it's based off an Arma mod. It's just I don't. First I think is it, worst in this case. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that like we we have to acknowledge impact, but we also can't just 
say, oh, well, this was the most impactful, right? This is right. still yeah. our can't just be that. This is our yeah. 20 games of the decade. Exactly. So, I, I think it's the one think, we feel the most positive about. Ultimately. Yeah, I think we have people that feel very positively about Apex, not just as the token nominee here, but because it's a good game that we like from this year. Yep. Now let's bundle all the different Frog Fraction type games together and have that discussion. Okay. <laughs> I think Frog Fraction is one's the only one that's any good. So... Uh, uh, Frog Fractions is some wild shit. <laughs> Has anyone else here played it? No. Uh, yeah. I have. And Everybody yeah, did, didn't they? It's, it's, it's like, it, it, the original one was like a 12 minute web game. Yeah. I couldn't be bothered, I guess. Oh man, it's, it, it's some wild shit. I think it's been done better since then, but it, it just transcends all these genres and defies expectations and requires all this lateral thinking to get through it. It's just a really inspired little thing. Uh, I don't know if it's a top 20 game, though, so I'm going to cut it. I just feel yep. good that we talked about it. Yep. Uh, but in terms of revitalizing the weird web genre, damn, that game, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Game dev story. I feel like we need to have some mobile games on our list just because of how much the landscape changed in the last decade. I think this game was well-suited for that medium, and also for the five of us who grew up in a certain culture of video games... It's so weird to me that no one ever made, like, a game uh, maker sim. And so this was the first game to really do that. And it really touches on, like, those microchasms of the culture, like the conventions and the advertising and, like, the building the consoles and hyping the launch and that sort of thing. And it's just such an addictive game. It's just, like, it's... I've spent hours playing this little game where it's just like, oh, maybe if I just mash up these two genres in the right way. Maybe if I just uh, put this much into marketing, then I'll finally get that like huge monster hit. And it's just, it's, it's nice to see uh, that this level of awareness of the industry and the culture of it in ways that you don't see from major developers and no one's really followed up on it. And I think that's a shame because I think it's such a excellent little slice of the industry. What are you talking about? Assassin's Creed had those cool sequences where you're inside fake Ubisoft. <laughs> Aaron, you're cutting out. <laughs> um, so it's also oh, go ahead. It's Doug. also a fun nominee in the Kairosoft category because there's a something blank something story for everything imaginable under the sun. Because as a developer, they've built about twenty five or thirty different games that are all the same sort of take something from zero to creating a huge dominant one of, you know, different types of things like creating your own hot springs resort, creating your own shopping mall. Sure. And that's a long soccer team. That's a long tradition in the Western sphere in, in, in like in the Asian market um, before phones on phones. Like I feel like, I don't know what, what really trusts me up here is I played a lot of this and then I realized I was having a bad time the whole time I played it. It just kept sucking my time away. And I, I, after a while, I started to realize this is like very similar to the clicker games that I've lost some time to. And uh-huh. I've been thinking a whole lot about that as I'm, I'm actively... <laughs> but it actually requires game, some of. degree of thought and strategy, whereas clicker sure. games don't. Yeah, well, but... clicker games do. I think Universal Paperclips yeah. is a good example of that. Um, Space Plan is a good example of that. Game Dev Story felt pretty capricious to me. And I just... I don't... 
I didn't feel a whole lot of reverence. I felt like they were hitting the beats and like, oh, it's cool. You can name your consoles and you can create franchises and sequels. Uh, that idea may have been what inspired my little <laughs> website that does the franchise thing. <laughs> so credit where credit's due. But um, yeah, I, I, just, just... I feel like this is an unethical game in some ways in terms of its design. <laughs> well, even, well, even part of that is just the like only... being a time sink. I mean, we have yeah. 20 games to put on here. <laughs> I just yeah. don't see that that matters no. more so the, the one game. the one thing i will say is that once you've played 10 hours of the game and know what genres work together after putting some duds out there or going to game faqs um once you know what genres and and like you're making when you make a game you decide the genre you decide the type of game mm-hmm. like the theme and then the type of game going together so you can make a cowboy racing game okay fine whatever but once you figure the title. out there's nothing there no, no it's not the title it's there's behind it there's some of these are popular some of these are not some combos are more popular than others sure it's random well no no it's not random tyler dropped it off the list i know but what i'm saying is if that (laughs) game had random seeding for that it would be a little bit better all right but still as it is it's just a a big old time sink all right speaking of yeah Yeah, speaking of time sinks (laughs) yeah this is the third decade of this game tell me about why grand christmas sport belongs because it's the first one where they completely changed the paradigm. How? In, <laughs> instead of being focused on the cars basically have four poke- wheels now. The cars have I'm five sorry. wheels. Fucking um, five wheels. <laughs> <laughs> instead of being focused on what I used to call car Pokemon, where you played events to grind money to either make your car better or to get more cars, and then collecting the cars was the end of itself, or doing races was the end of itself. They they had bad online multiplayer in Grand Turismo Five and Six, and then they decided to build a in in PC gaming. There's a game called iRacing, which is basically a perpetual online racing game where you have a license, and if you if you start bashing into people, you get negative points. It's very simulator focused. Grand Turismo Sport takes that ethos and takes motorsports and competition and the participation aspect of it and builds it to be approachable by everyone what including I using add on motion to that, controls though, is that what's interesting about sport is and if this was just the smaller scale game of the year discussion which i know we'd had a discussion about it when it had come out but on the smaller scale it's super interesting that gran turismo figured out it's online shit it has a games of service model now free content updates that's really big as somebody who like cared about the franchise up until three and then stopped caring for you know a decade or more um and then coming back to it and seeing like oh this is still fun it's still interesting but what's then on the opposite hand or on the other side of the coin i guess is sad about that is like the most interesting thing I can say about GT Sport as a decade perspective, as a game of the decade, is that they figured out the games as service model. Even though it's free, like adding that adds a lot to the quality of the game and the longevity, like Doug's saying, but I don't feel like it's enough to put it on the list here just because they figured out games as service. I think it's if it's gonna get pushed up, it's gonna be because of the esports influence because they've built it into something that's visible because Gran Turismo this decade also had the challenge where they're taking people who qualified in earlier games granted but people who qualified in real life became racing drivers in real life like they went through their Mm -hmm. half reality show looking thing and there's there's people that race professionally that 
started because and got found through Gran Turismo, not through having a rich dad and actually racing out in real life. Now maybe we'll keep it for now. It's a good I'm story. Curious, Doug, is that is this the best racing game of the decade? Is this your racing game of the decade? I know there aren't any other ones on the list. Probably Mario Kart's on the list. Well, Mario Kart, Mario Kart doesn't count. Mario Kart's something else. Sim racing, um, I guess. There's, I there's no okay. other. For, there's no other Forzas. There's no other Formula One games. There's no. I, I can't think of anything else that has the impact. Not just because it's a good racing game, and it's not just because mm-hmm. the cars look pretty, but because of the impact it's had on the culture that surrounds it, and in terms of esports. All right, I'm going to say you two need to make a call right now. I'm not. It's not on my list. Okay. You voted for it, though. Don't. This is what I... Dude, we had it 100 is, plus games. We put votes. And then today, I trimmed mine down to 20. So I did the work beforehand. Same. I, so I we can move forward. I so don't this is not think on my it's, list now. I don't think it, it will be number one. I'm not saying it's number one. I want it to be in our top 20. All right. We'll come back to it. Next game is Hollow Knight. That was on my short list. That's on my short list, too. So... I can almost see this going head and head with Dark Souls. It's just the influence thing is the difference there. Yeah. I think this is the best Souls game. Oh, that's... Or, sorry. I fucked up. And that's why I bounced off of it. I heard Shovel Knight, not Hollow Knight. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I liked Hollow Knight. I still haven't finished it. Um, I think it's one of the best of those... Or it's the best example of combining, like you were just making that point, of Souls-like experiences with the whole Metroidvania thing that became the craze we talked about earlier. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I I just don't, it doesn't resonate with me as much. So, sorry, I, I heard Shovel Knight, not Hollow Knight, so oh, I did not. see, I don't really this. like Shovel Knight, so we might be in an impasse there. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm we'll not ready to cut it. it. I think I'll, I will be ready to cut it if we do a second pass, though, like once we call some more stuff. Is that sure. okay? Yep. All right, Hotline Miami. This was on my list, um, but I dropped it in favor of some other stronger picks, I think. But I could see the case for it. I don't see the case for it. I used to like it. I think, I Tyler, do you wanted to talk about this? Uh, I think that if I'm thinking about a list, I would probably put Hitman above this. They do very similar things. Where it, even though it looks like an action game, it's, it feels more like a strategy game. Like, you're mm-hmm. trying to plot out your yeah. route through the room. Uh, I thought the style of it is so good. Like, trying to evoke that, yeah. like, late 80s, like, VHS cassette. Like, the pulsing rhythm of the music just gets so... Some of the best so, atmosphere of so this pumped. decade, for sure. It's a wild-looking game. We've gone back and forth about how some of us can't play uh, games with uh, sound off, whereas some of us can treat games as kind of like a, a podcast supplement, basically. <laughs> This is this not, is not an NPR podcast game. <laughs> no. no. Terry Gross was the protagonist. Little known fact. But I'm, I'm ready to cut it if no one else All wants right. it. And, I will say one I thing. Think, Go for I think it. it's held up better than the movie Drive. Mm. Yes, which was an influence. And man, that soundtrack for Hotline Miami still slaps. Yeah, I think also this being in the second half of this decade, that sort of nihilistic violence just hasn't aged super well. Yeah, unfortunately, it's too accurate now. All right. Yeah, here's Johan. what I'll say about JS Joust. Um, this is the maybe the most accessible conceptually game video game I've ever seen. Uh, in that you can just hand someone a controller and say, "Go smack people," and they get it. Uh, I don't. My only argument for it would be that I want to see more games like this in the next decade. I want to see more stuff get away from the screen, get away from, mm-hmm. uh, and get people moving in a really fun way. 
And I think there's something really special about this game, but I don't know if it's a top 20 did game. We, yeah, did we feel like at the time that it made an impact and was on our list that we thought it would be, it was kind of a um, canary in the coal mine or mm-hmm. better example that more games like this would happen, but that didn't happen? Not that mm-hmm. impact has to make it be off of the list. Yeah. But- It'd be more like a a, a wished uh, cast to the universe for me to put this in here. <laughs> like, please don't forget the lessons of this game. Well, that's that's what we did when we gave JS Joust as part of Super Friend or Sports Friends. Sports um, Friends yeah. We gave Sports Friends Game of the Year a few yeah. years back, and with the hope that we saw more that was collaborative and more that was local multiplayer, and and, and it just it hasn't happened in that way with JS Joust specifically, or or with what JS Joust does specifically, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, um, God, I loved, 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 loved this game, and I, I, I guess the 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 struggle that I have is that really is, isn't anything like it, but then that is its downfall is that nothing came along. It is a big like investment. I don't know if it's the right word, but just to be somewhere that has to set up to experience that, it just doesn't. It's yeah. not bad. It's just it. It just means that even like VR in a way, like if you don't have the hardware, whatever you define hardware as, is the number of people that are willing to get into this space to do this JS Joust experience. When you mm-hmm. can do it, it's amazing. But it still feels too limiting to be wider uh, example and influence. Yeah, I think we got to cut it. I think it's absolutely an honorable mention. I wish mm-hmm. that there had been more games like it, but it's one of the most remarkable games of the decade, in my opinion. Yeah. Next game is Night in the Woods. You know, I feel I didn't have this on my short list, but I was it was very difficult because um, I think of games that represent this decade in their narrative. This is perhaps one of the top possible choices uh, that yeah. post recession or recession narrative that we talked about why it was on our game of the year um, mm-hmm. awards. But I just it didn't make my personal list. I guess. Okay, it did make mine. Um, I think this is uh, the the further we sink into far right uh, political hell, hell and, world. And yeah, the more that you know, the Tories continue to win and everything goes to shit uh, in our countries and elsewhere. Um, this game keeps coming back to me as something I think about a lot about the characters you meet and about the struggles and the sort of like lack of. Lack of clarity of where to go next. This game How they leads suffer you to under with. systems. And... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like not to spoil the game, but like your friend is killed by extremists. Like, it's they're not just like cultists or something. They're they're normal people in the town who are like motivated to uh, an abhorrent crime by what are essentially political motivations that are during the daytime kind of just you know people just you know keep their mouths shut and nod and try not to pay attention, but. This game is about the dangers of, of fascism in a way, and about the dangers of um, of unfettered capitalism and the the destruction that reigns on so many communities. I think yeah. thematically, I'm staying on the list yeah, for now. I think thematically, this, this game is very much a game of the decade. Right. Uh, no Man's Sky is interesting. Yeah, I think Doug, you'd voted for this. I had thought about it originally, but I feel like too much of the story surrounding this is it just fucking crashed and burned. It launched, and then the redemption story of um, the, the developers to get this into a state um, mm-hmm. to make it a better game, and that is important. But I just can't ignore that it just fucking 
blue. And it's, even now that it's it's been now fixed, it's okay. <laughs> it's still not that fun to play. Yeah, yeah. I just see this as I, a comparison to Death Stranding in a weird way. Like these games are similar mm-hmm. in my mind, and I think Death Stranding does it better. I wanted to get caught into it. I wanted to play it a lot, and I wanted to get into fall in love with it. It just didn't fall at the right time. And that's not even from the original one. That's from when they made updates in the last year or so. Like, I wanted to try and spend time with it. Just never had the time to. And didn't yeah. prioritize the time to do it. Um, but As yeah, a it's, it's a child of... for, like, developers being able to turn the ship around. Almost literally, I guess. Not intending the pun, but... Yeah. This is the this is the poster child. This is on the billboard, but it's still yeah, just not a fun game to play at the core. Yeah. It's it's also a poster child for extrapolation of mm-hmm. bull shots in one way to say it. Yeah. And fandom just, toxicity too. To say a a very um, It was a cybertruck of video word? games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it no, but like it Except it promised to be good, and the Cybertruck's going to be awful. Well, um, I knows that, but... You know. Yeah, when we do our Trucks of the Decade next uh, yeah. decade... We'll... It sounds like we probably cut this, though. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah, trying to rush this along too fast, but we... No, we, I think we do. I think we do. I, yeah, we, we absolutely do. And, that, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't regret pre-ordering No Man's Sky like I regret some pre-orders that I've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I've revisited it, it's been a great experience. But how... For 15 like, minutes. The level of hype they created... Is like, I I don't think that's forgivable, if that makes sense. Yeah, they I outright lied that. about multiplayer they, and things like they, that. They they outright lied about a lot. I so, love the half hour I spend with it every time there's a major update, but then that's all I play. I mean, yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> I built like, a pretty cool living room, and that was about it last time. Yeah. But hey, every it's time I played cool, it, I found it at least but... a neutral to positive experience. But that's it's that's a good game. I, I like the game. Uh, yeah, I don't think it okay. hangs here. Let's move. Okay. PT. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Yes, this. I think this is a top ten game. Yeah, like for so many reasons, just on its, its own is, merits, but also like what it could have been, what it said about the industry, the, its role in Kojima's story, is and it even is it... just as a game, it's like the single best horror game I've ever played. It's an excellent example of how brevity can work in a game's favor tonally. Like it's just long enough to where the mechanics and the tense atmosphere doesn't get old and once it's uh like as something that was meant to be a playable teaser for something else literally that never shipped it's so effective because it made me interested in what they wanted to do with now the split Hills. hairs though i'm just curious i never got to play it and i know it was talked about uh, understandably so but was it a complete experience, or was it literally a playable teaser, and should it be considered because it was unfinished or just? It's a not a demo. Proof uh, of concept. I, no. I don't. I don't okay. know how far along Silent Hills was uh, when PT shipped, but this is just uh, to kind of give you an idea of what atmosphere and what mm-hmm. style Kojima was going for. And from what I understand, they said that the final game wouldn't even be in the same perspective, whereas this was a first-person game. They were saying the final game would be third person, similar to the other Silent Hill yeah. games. It's right. kind so of similar in that sense to how uh, Kentucky Route Zero has those interlude games that come out that are totally different from how that game plays. Sure. Okay. Well, then let's keep it for now. Okay. Yeah, let's keep moving. Okay. Papers, please. Keep it forever. Speaking of very 2010s games, mm. I never enjoyed playing this. I know it was important, but I preferred the Oberdin output later. I know it was less of a message game. 
um, yeah. overdone, but Papers, Please, I feel like it's important. The message is important, but I just yeah, never the, the got The message has it. literally never been more relevant. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most anti-authoritarian game maybe on this list. Yeah. Uh, it's, and I would say, from my point of view, I, I think this game is not supposed to be fun. No, it's not. It, it, it's supposed to suck. It, it's like, um, what, Cart Simulator? Yeah, uh, Cart Life. Cart Life. It, it's, yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be awful because you're a low-functioning bureaucrat in a hellscape authoritarian country. Like, it's nothing about yeah. it is supposed to be fun. Yeah. I, I think this should be on the list, personally, but right. I'm curious. I think it should be in discussion for Top 20. I don't know okay. if it makes it for sure, but it should be discussion. Okay. Next one is yeah. Pyre. Oh, I want this to be in there so bad, but nobody's going to support me on it. I just can't, oh. man. I love this game, but there's yeah, so many other fine. good games here. Yeah. I think it's cut. It got us proper a couple of years ago. It was our number three. Yeah. Yeah. Great music. Yeah. NBA Jam is back like <laughs> never before. Return yeah, of the Overture. Really. Well, also, yeah, like that one, Pyre dealt with a lot of the same, some of the similar themes of who goes back and how, like, are you going to get people out that deserve to be out, or are you going to try and rebuild and do what you were set out to do? And that's mm-hmm. an interesting thing. Which is anyway. funny, because it actually really reflects the basketball cycle, too. Not just, like, the emotional <laughs> impact of the game. But We've anyhow. cut it. Uh, Return of the Oprah Den is a very good game. Also almost made my personal list. I did love the experience. Um... I don't know. I just I don't know that it's on my twenty games of the decade. I, I don't really know how to quantify that more. I'm, Nick, I'm sure you have more to say. Uh, since we cut the witness, this is probably automatically my favorite one of these of the decade. All right, um, let's keep it. It's yep. really good. Shovel Knight. Yeah. So as I showed my hand earlier, um, it's on my short list. Um, so for me, some of the bullet points were you know, using that using new development techniques and technology to recreate that almost near perfect feeling of playing some of the best NES games back in the era. Um, that was super impressive. And as somebody who didn't really care about hardcore action games back then, or when I had the NES for the first time, um, that feeling that it instilled in me uh, has stuck with me since it's still a game. I remember fondly and think about uh, fairly often. Um, you know, it's still, even so wholly original, even though it's completely referential to those games that it uh, borrows from thematically. Uh, it's polished from the art, the musics, the boss, uh, the music, the boss fights, uh, the gameplay mechanic, which is just trying to do a spin on classic uh, NES side scrollers, but it still works in its own. And it kind of, because of that, became an instant modern classic and it felt in so many ways like it was an, uh, a game that was discovered from the past that maybe some obscure title that was just missed and somebody uncovered it and polished it up and re-released it i just i think it's an important game for perhaps being the pinnacle of that 8-bit aesthetic that has been so popular this decade i can see um, that and yeah so i think that's where it holds merit yeah it's it's personally not on my top 20 but I really liked it when it came out. I think the updates have been really interesting. And uh, one thing you didn't explicitly mention, I think, is but I want to say is that it has some really incredible level design. It is uh, mm-hmm. very finely tuned, uh, conducive both to repeat plays and speed running, vers- and also just first time playthroughs, always having something interesting to do. And remarkably, now five years later is like the end of that game for development adding to it expansions mm-hmm. and things like that so it's had a very long tail too yeah like if it comes down to to side scrollers i mean i'm gonna have to go for spelunky which is the next one but sure. i don't think we're quite there yet 
uh, in terms of I don't think we need to cut Shovel Knight personally. Um, and I, I think Spelunky is like a top five game. I couldn't hang with it. It's too difficult for me, or at least um, difficult in the sense that I didn't want to put the time into learning the rules to get past that. But I, see, I understand how important it is and the impact it's made on the industry and the people mm-hmm. who are super into it, how much they love that shit. So I can yeah. understand it. I just personally didn't. It didn't stick with me. Yeah, I was looking at this in Binding of Isaac Rebirth, and I cut Isaac, even though I spent way more time with it. Um, I still spent a lot of time with Spelunky, but I spent like a, too much of my life on Isaac. Uh, Spelunky, I think, is just a much better example of how to do that game right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you right. wouldn't have Isaac without Spelunky. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's a masterwork of design. Uh, Mario Maker 2? I'm, I'm not sure it hangs. I mean, it's neat that we're at the point where you can make your own Mario and it can be mm-hmm. a fucking nightmare world of whatever, <laughs> like, 10,000-digit equation uh, mm-hmm. you want it to be, but... I think it'd not. be a different story if Mario Maker 1 before 2 had spawned more of this. Um, mm-hmm. There's a Zelda Maker like, or something like yeah, that, too. 1 yeah. and 2 feel like a cool trend that, that happened this year, and I'm all for it, and I think it's awesome what people do with the levels and the streaming element, but it just, yeah, it feels like it's a flash in the pan, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. and maybe next decade there'll be more, but it just doesn't feel like it's strong enough to stick. Yeah, it's delightful, but I don't think it's a top 20, so I, I move, we remove it. Yeah, unfortunately. It's fantastic, but yeah, it's, it's really good. to hang. Super hot and super hot VR. Oh boy. You wouldn't so have Super Hot VR without Super Hot, but Super Hot VR is to me the definitive Super Hot experience. And I think it's also one of the best VR experiences that's out there too. Yeah, so you, you play it, Doug? Hmm? You played it in VR, Doug? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've only played OG vanilla super hot. The only argument I or the argument I think I would expect here is that Super Hot story is really interestingly told. I don't know if it's I don't know if it sticks to the landing, but that last sequence is pretty wild so i don't know do we do we cut one of these cut both do, of them. do we cut both of them <laughs> yeah spencer is probably the one that have the most to say about that i mean i i love super hot i love the way it played with narrative i love the play, way it played with mechanics um i'd love to keep it i realize we have like fifteen thousand games remaining on yeah. the list of the two i would pick the original Um, but I'm open to whatever else. So, I mean, I think, I think VR should be on this list because there's been enough interesting stuff and experientially there's stuff that does it well. I think Beat Saber is a better example. So I'm willing to sacrifice super hot VR, even though I prefer it to the original, if it'll move things along. Yeah. Done. Okay. Are we keeping super hot regular on the list? Um, I would say yes. Okay. Next uh, up is we'll we'll come back to that then. Yeah, the let's beginner's keep it for guide. Now. The beginner's guide is next. Okay. I think I'd rather keep Stanley Parable. The more I think about it, we still have fifty yeah. games, by the way. So keep that. <laughs> yeah, we we gotta keep this moving. I think we cut Beginner's Guide. Yeah, of the two, Beginner's Guide gets cut. I love Yeah, I think Stanley guide. Parable can get an argument to get into there, but it, I, yeah. At least Beginner's Guide had a canonical ending. That drove me nuts yeah. about Stanley Parable, but mm. 
the only thing I didn't like about the Stanley Parable was the lack of a canonical ending. <laughs> uh, Stanley Bar- Parable is really neat. Uh, in terms of games, actually, in, in an interesting way, I think this is a game talking about games in a more successful way for me yeah. than uh, Game Dev Story did. Or hmm. even, would you say, getting over it, too, in a way? Yeah. Next I like up, Stanley Parable. Yeah, well, let's leave it for now. Well, yeah, we can get if we go through quickly and cut from yeah. fifty to forty, we can then start taking right. more time from forty to thirty, etc. Layers and layers. So, is Skyrim a top twenty game? <laughs> I don't Man. think I'll be able to convince you guys that fucking hate that game with a passion. But yeah, I think. That but here's the it's... thing: I'm with Tyler, I assume, and my my feeling. So here's here are some bullet points for you. See how you chew on these. Number one. It influenced Breath of the Wild. There you go. Number one sticks on our <laughs> our list. And somehow Breath of the Wild's good. <laughs> fucking Breath of the Wild. But uh, think about the impact. Think about the longevity. Yes, the goddamn thing's been ported to almost every uh, platform known to mankind. Um, but that is, I think, indicative of its longevity. Its original release, the Steam Workshop integration on PC, and how it blew up the mod community in a good way. Like, yes, there's always been mods for the Elder Scrolls games, but just the level of creativity and the platform that it enabled for creators there. Yes, later, you know, Bethesda tried to monetize that um, and failed. They had Um, good intention there, I think, overall. Yeah, and, you know, I can't deny that I played so much of that game, um, hundreds of hours, but Skyrim was the thing that everyone talked about for a long time and still pops up whenever there's a a release on a new platform or uh, it just feels like it's it had more of a conversation around that for this whole decade even like than oblivion or morrowind yes morrowind gets brought up is more beloved but skyrim has just been in the conversation since 2011 it just feels like it has yeah no no argument here that it's one of the biggest games of the decade in terms Mm -hmm. of its influence being felt and its name being heard. Uh, I look at it as directly in opposition to The Witcher 3, though. <laughs> and between those, if we got to have one of those games on the list, I just feel like The Witcher 3 succeeded more at creating an interesting world to inhabit, interesting choices to make, interesting character development paths. Well, if we're pushing it that, that way, then Breath of the Wild would be even above Witcher 3 for me. If we're I think they're to different enough, though. To open world games. I mean, I, that's I mean, the thing. Like, yeah. Where are we going to split hairs with open world games, I guess? I sure. think there's more of a comparison to draw between Skyrim and Witcher than uh, Witcher and Breath of the Wild. I mean, we can't deny that um, that Skyrim was the most successful early access game of all time. So <laughs> said for that. And yeah, uh, maybe someday so, they'll leave it too. Yeah, now this is where the rubber hits the road, where we actually test our theory of are we talking about influence in this list, or are we talking about personal opinion too? And I know it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture. Uh, my personal, I mean, I, as a game designer, blah, 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 uh, I think Skyrim is, I don't know, I, I think it's got some real big design flaws in terms of how character progression works, and I think it's got some of the least interesting writing of the Elder Scrolls series. And so those two things together... I still spent 50 hours with this game. Like, I want to stress that I did put in yeah. my dues. Um, I'm ready to cut it. I think I just don't right. see it hanging. With it. Red Dead on this list, with Witcher, uh, Breath of the Wild, I just don't, I don't know. And okay. speaking of Witcher, that's our next uh, discussion point. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a massive leap for the Witcher series, first of all, um, from the narrow focus from one and two. Two started to open things up. Um, Two is not narrow. (laughs) Well, compared to three. Yeah, yeah. And with the Witcher series, by the time we get to three, it has one of the most massive open worlds in games, and to me at least, and your mileage may vary, that it never did, that world never got boring or repetitive. Yes, not every quest was a winner, but the focus that CD Projekt Red had on making every quest as um, impactful or having uh, getting you emotionally invested as possible did pay off to where doing side quests didn't feel like a lot of chore quests. They felt like they actually put time into making each quest unique and the whole world have purpose throughout to the point where it got exhausting, not because there was so much busy work to do, but just because it felt like you could, couldn't accomplish all of these um, bullet points and items and things to find and discover across that whole world. It was one of the They did a great job of going in the other direction that fantasy usually goes in where it's always so whimsical and like wonderful and like it makes it an enticing place. Like that's the the Harry Potter effect. Whereas Witcher really shows you how spectacularly fucked up it would be to exist in a world of magic and monsters. Yeah. And it does that in a way that uh, actually fleshes out the humanity of some of their characters and it makes you both want to help people and want to like leave people to their own devices because some people are just so spectacularly awful, mm-hmm. but it, it helps a- you understand like the position that Geralt's in mm-hmm. where you feel like n- you're not doing side quests just because uh, you're taking boxes, like Aaron said, but you're invested in the consequences of this world. And it's like, this is the job. This is what I'm here to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it belongs on the list for now. Uncharted Lost Legacy. I think this is uh, the best un- Uncharted game. It gives uh, a voice to uh, pretty underdeveloped characters. It's the first one that experiments with giving you a more open environment. It's absolutely stunning to look at. And uh, I, a bit of a broken record, but uh, the brevity works in this game's favor. Whereas an Uncharted 4 is aggressively long. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this one felt like it really hit a sweet spot of timing for that series. This game also passes the Bechdel test with aplomb. <laughs> like it's huh. it's fantastic. It's it's how many games star two two women and like as an odd couple who like like learn to get along and accept each other's differences. Um, I think Thelma and Louise: The Telltale Adventure. Yeah, that doesn't exist. No. Uh, <laughs> but I would play the shit out of that if Telltale still existed. <laughs> Um, so do we want to keep do. it then? Just just pointing out, two and a half hours, yep. we've still got a shit ton of games. I feel like uh, it's going to come down to this and Last of Us at a certain point, and I think that I'm going to have to go with Last of Us on that. That would be my vote. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah that's fair. All right. There's, there's, there's better action movies. No argument for me that that's the best Uncharted, though. Yeah. Uh, Undertale. It'll stay for now. Let's just yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah. Universal paper clips. Uh, I think this might be a hard sell based on the initial response. Uh, yeah, I I understand what it is and what it's doing. I don't think that that's resonated or left yeah. a lasting message. It's cool. I'll I'll move it down. Um, 
Go play it if you haven't. We talked oh, yeah. about it a couple years and back. I'll, I'll keep moving the list around just to avoid... Oh, shoot, we just lost something. Shoot, what's going on? I'm not touching Stop. anything now. Whoever's up. So this is Fantastic yeah, Podcast I Radio. I haven't been touching anything. Tyler, Aaron, knocks it off. Stop deleting stuff. I'm on my iPad. I can't do okay. anything. Nobody touched <laughs> so, anything. I got yeah. it. Sorry, I posted this in the Slack. I don't know if everyone saw it, but uh, we've been losing stuff when people edit at the same time. So I'll just I'll take charge of maintaining the list. Thanks. <sighs> okay. And I've been following that order. Shit just got real. <laughs> the real game of the decade is not freaking is out when Google spreadsheets, sheets, spreadsheet shits the bed. <laughs> no, our real uh, game of the decade was uh, the Giphy randomizer on on yep. Slack. All right, FTL, faster than light. Yeah. I think this deserves to be compared to Into the Breach. Uh, I agree. Which do you guys think makes the top 20? Because I would be more of an advocate for FTL. I would vote Same. for Into the Breach. I think Into the Breach. Um, soundtrack was better, and like the gravity of losing your crew is real. Absolutely. Completely agree. But the sense of loss I began to feel over the course of... Um, of Into the Breach was just brutal. It was absolutely brutal. So I, I think of the two, um, yeah, I'd go with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked FTL quite a bit, but I feel like Into the Breach is a better designed game. I was going to say, from what the, I've heard from the people who love it, that Into the Breach just is kind of peerless for the strategic aspect. It's uh, it's chess 2. <laughs> the sequel to Chess. Yeah. FTL is not the same thing or the same genre, but the one thing that I would caveat with this is that it was successful Kickstarter. Okay, maybe the game was far along, but that's how they got the word out, and that's how it developed from there. Yeah, sure. and thank God for that because subset's amazing. But yeah, uh, God of War twenty eighteen. Okay, so I, I think yeah. this is an excellent playing game. So I, 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 it's fun to play, but I think yeah. it's also emblematic of the tonal change of the industry when you look at three especially as it was remastered on the PlayStation 4. And I played 3 Remastered again after I finished God of War, and it was just so striking to me how they took this character that was so two-dimensional and so now, frankly, off-putting, and they humanized him, and they made him someone that I want to see continue to be developed. And they, they changed the gameplay style, and it just shows that our medium, even though it still has a lot of work to do, is maturing. It is developing. And God of War still has probably some tonal problems. It's not uh, a flawless experience, but it has uh, grown up. Yeah. And I want so there's to. There's a couple of pieces of that with this, the story around this is that as we started the decade, there was still the ongoing relevance of the God of War franchise. And then we hit the early part mid of the decade and it's plummeted because of shitty spin-off sequels and it just no one cared about god of war aside from the diehards no one was asking for more we thought we'd seen all we could from kratos and then to tyler's point uh it was just honestly a risk having watched a documentary on the development behind this which was interesting uh, i think it was like raising kratos or something um it, it was a risk for them to reboot essentially this character um, add that emotional focus, which admittedly is kind of a uh, cribbing from The Last of Us, I would argue. Um, just kind of that, that third-person action-adventure, here's a kid-type character, in this case your actual son, and make you you know feel emotionally invested in the gruff action guy. 
Um, but they did; they pulled it off, and I was uh, not expecting to have this franchise redeemed as we get to the end of this decade and go in a whole different direction. So I think it bears mentioning for now. Okay. Uh, gone Home. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking over the ones above this as well, and I still feel like this might be the one of the best uh, candidates for like the story-oriented, exploration-oriented... Uh, and thematically driven games on the list. So, yep. yep. I like Edith Finch more. Well, we'll that's talk. a tough one for me. I like that game a lot too. Uh, Hitman. That sounds like that's probably here based on what you all are saying. It's um, definitely right? here. It's it's so significant. And one of the reasons that one is on here and not two is that I think that the episodic nature of the first one uh, mm-hmm. was more successful. I think that the way that they, they encouraged you to keep replaying these same levels it really taught you so much about the systems about the environment and the way they continue to support these games it's it's extremely functional and enjoyable uh stealth game and And exemplified the business models of the 2010s like to take this mm -hmm. franchise and split it up that way was not done before aside from you know your episodic telltale games and such and it's also probably one of the best comedy games or comedy series that's out there. And they really leaned into it with this one. It's real good. All right. All right. Yeah, In the Breach is still on here. Uh, we talked about it in reference to FTL. Do we still feel like it's a top 20? Eh. I, I do. Yeah. So far. I'd rather not talk about it too much right now. Though. I think the argument can be made, so let's keep moving. Okay. Killer Queen. Uh, all I want to say here is that this brought arcades back to life and if you're lucky enough to live in a city which most people aren't where there's one of these this game is incredible uh, it is sublime it is the best arcade cabinet ever made I still it is a hell of an experience but it's such a limited a... view it's such a limited scope of what they can do with it right now it's the only negative to it I mean Killer Queen Black, Black came out about 80% yes. of it but um, but that's like, not what's I, nominated right here yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a really neat thing it's a phenomenon I don't think it's as strong a game as like Towerfall, and they are very similar in my mind. All right, is I that okay? That's a fair point. I suppose, but sure. I mean, I love it. It's it's I an incredible it. arcade game. Yeah, there's a lot I, of games on this list we love. And, and I think, like honestly, I think it's more relevant than Towerfall because Towerfall yeah. didn't revitalize oh, arcades. No. I mean, yeah, I, I could see, I could make a, I could broker a deal <laughs> to put Killer Queen <laughs> on this list instead of Towerfall. Did, did it I think revitalize arcades? Did no. it revitalize arcades, or was it a new thing for barcades? Well, it's Towerfall more of a lot. Is that different? Towerfall yes. Because when Towerfall we're talking about arcades, we're talking about something that was the lead and the bleeding edge for new games coming out. Not in the 90s, sure. In the 90s, well, yes. Sure, yeah. Well, Killer Queen is still... I and when you talk about bringing back the arcades, right? that's what I mean. That's what I would read from that. Why I don't would think you think it's, it's about the bleeding edge? It's about the social experience of the arcade. Yeah. It's about something that gaming has lost over the years because we all have internet connections and we're all on, all online all the time. It's an arcade MOBA. It's actually. And it's, it is. It it's is. Really honestly, like, this is our MOBA representation. I know. Got it. <laughs> Well, well, I think, I I think if you're talking about communities, then that's moved into different pockets and that's changed entirely. I think there's more interesting conversation around Killer Queen than Towerfall. Towerfall is just a perfect game, so it's hard to talk about it. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, God, I but love sense Towerfall. the room that there's more of a, of a yeah, backing I think, around Killer Queen. 
I think, I mean, like, I, I'm friends with someone who's, like, a semi-pro Killer Queen player. And, like, she travels around the country competing. And how wild is that, that there's a Killer Queen league that's, that's active? Wild. I think, you know, I'd rather keep it. If we have to cut Towerfall as a result of that. Okay, let's, let's, let's keep trying to see if there's anything that we can get rid of easily right, before we start be getting into real dragon. Because <laughs> right. we still have can about we, can, 60 games. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it now as, can we easily get rid of this game? And then we'll just move on. Sound yep. good? Okay. Yep. Can we easily get rid of Nier Automata? Yes. No. no, I would. I'm with you, Spencer. But that's <laughs> you guys are saying no. So it, it's clear there's a discussion here. Persona for Golden. No. Uh, yeah. God no, we don't get rid of Persona. Uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I think this is the phone game of the decade. It Ugh. is easily. And the only people I see playing it are old people anymore. Hello. Uh, no, not even try us. Sometime, if you, I mean, I play, you it, I play it semi regularly. <laughs> My right, partner's parents play it. Yep. Portal 2. A lot of my friends still do, and they always bug me to log in and accept their gifts. Um, I think Portal 2 can be cut. I think Portal 2 should be Fuck cut. Fuck you. I disagree. It's on, but um, I guess it's Spencer, you and I saying that's two. That's two, yeah. that's two votes yeah, no, for it, so right. we'll move Portal on and keep stairs. it there. Red Dead Redemption 2. Don't cut it. Rock Band yeah, that's 3. That's emphatic. Uh, yeah, Rock Band 3 belongs on here. I think it's for sure. Saints Row the Third, I kind of want to cut it. Cut. Cut it. Okay. It had its moment. Mm-hmm. It had a good moment. It was perfect in that moment, but it was just that moment. Remember that Kanye West mission? That was pretty cool. Before that Kanye was pretty West turned that was Kanye I mean, West. I was, I'm even Funny. thinking of the one where they're seeing, the one where they're taking your genre trope of driving to, a, driving to a place and then listening to Sublime on the way and singing along. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. But we're over it. Uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. Cut it. If you're calling Pokemon Go the phone game of the decade, then we're. Oh, I can Super see an argument Brothers. for this too. Shit. Uh, I mean, but who who still even t- like cares about this game? I'm just, it was one of the like it was first, it was great at the time. Yeah, it was, it was one like, of the first phone okay games to really push that as a genre. It was the worst, oh, so. like like prestige phone game. I guess is a weird thing to say, but it was important for that reason, and yeah. also the integration of Twitter at a time when Twitter was still good. But yeah, that's true. From that. I went back and looked at my Super Brothers Twitter, and man, that was a different era. Yeah. How does uh, uh, Sword and Sorcery compare to Device Six? Uh, I think Device Six is a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, I think we uh, cut this. Yeah. I did not really get far in this game, and I tried about four times. Same. Yeah. Uh, so it's cut. Uh, Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. Street Fighter know, Four brought of, back fighting game in that in re- re-energized that culture and re-energized that scene for live games and for games that were not just Marvel versus Capcom Two. Yeah, but that was two thousand eight. This is just the best version of this. This is the best version. Yeah, cut it, cut it. I, don't, I don't think cut so. It. Cut that motherfucker. I mean, I I I don't know. Jackbox, so I think question, is here. Did yeah. the series start this decade, or was it just three and four? Jackbox started in 2014. Okay, so I think yeah, it, yeah that that form of it started now. then. Yeah, I mean, you don't know Jack dates back to the 90s, but right. of course, I wasn't sure if Jackbox started. Okay, yeah. Link Between Worlds. I would cut it over Breath of the Wild, which is the next pick. Yep, if it comes down to that, I'd do it. I don't know if Tyler was. I think earlier I, a little bit. I think I cut it now, honestly. 
I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to cut A Link Between Worlds. Uh, I do think that it, they are very different games. I think it's hard yeah. to compare Breath of the Wild and A Link Between Worlds because A Link Between Worlds is deliberately trying to evolve the traditional like two-dimensional uh, mm-hmm. Zeldas, and I think it was extremely effective at that. Yeah. It's really good. All right. Breath of the Wild stays. Who are we joking? We can't easily cut that right now. Tear away. Yeah, I think we cut tear away. Love this game to death, but I just I think in terms of innovation, in terms of charm, in terms of use of hardware, it's been kind of eclipsed. Yeah. By what? Uh, in terms of charm, Animal Crossing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you so mean in terms of hardware? Though? Like, what what else uses its hardware in such a? Well, the Vita, nothing, because nobody made anything for it. But... I mean, any hardware. Yeah, how many people played? I think Lava is more the PlayStation port versus the Vita original. Uh, I don't know. I'm just assuming that once it went to port, that there was a bigger audience in the. Vita it really doesn't work as well on PS4. Yeah. So, Tyler, uh, do you want to keep it, or are we cutting it? We can keep it if Tyler feels really strong, but I, I would cut it. I don't think it makes the longer list anyway, or makes the shorter list anyway. Don't think I'm going to win this one. Nope. Just, if it's, of other games that you've kept so far, just make that, Matt, that decision. You know, too. we've still got 60. I would take games. it over Mario Odyssey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck that. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm not. Tearaway is more interesting to me. <laughs> more interesting, but I don't think it plays as well. No, nah, you're no. right. I'm sorry, Tearaway. Yeah, come on. Uh, we're not ready to do backroom deals yeah. just yet. <laughs> uh, Titanfall 2. We're not this cutting the only Half-Life game to come out this decade. <laughs> I, I, just take, I, I just I don't Doom see it. This. I know how passionate um, a lot of us are, but I just didn't get the same... I just didn't care about Titanfall 2. I wish I did, because I know how much yeah. you guys love it. But like as a game of the decade, I don't mm-hmm. know. I like Titanfall much... 1's multi better. I think Titanfall 2's campaign was the best campaign until Doom came out. I think we yeah. got it. Yeah. It's really uh, good, but Apex is also there right there. Yeah. And Doom. And Apex is much more looking forward than Titanfall, unfortunately. No, no. Titan. We have to talk about Titanfall. Really? God damn it. Yes. Yes, we absolutely then have Then get rid of Reach. Like, what? Yeah. Can we cut Reach? Mm. Reach is not even that good anymore. Comparatively. Okay. Okay. I'd rather yeah. keep Titanfall. I'll cut, I'll cut reach. reach to keep Titanfall. Okay. Thank okay. you. Um, next one is oh shit, where are we? Uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Better than Gone Home. Mm. I mean, I I have richer Edith than Finch. Gone Home. Yeah, mm. I have Edith Finch on my own short list, um, okay. but I would probably put it close to, if not slightly above, Gone Home. So I'm not sure if we want to do that yet. Okay, but. I think we keep it when you have that talk in a moment. Yeah. XCOM Enemy Unknown. I think it stays. Stays. Okay. Right. I didn't like it very much. Yakuza 0. Stays. I would be surprised if a Yakuza game doesn't make this list. So I don't... I would be... I don't Number like 20, that. Yakuza 0. I can live with that. <laughs> well, it's, it's also the one that brought Sorry, back the go. entire go. goddamn we gotta, series. We gotta keep going. I that hear was you, my man. fault. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, I think, is Cut it. Here. Now, is this really? the best... Like. It's the best Animal Crossing, but does that mean shit? Like, I'm just it, trying to hear it. It reinvented Animal Crossing for the internet, and it just blew the fuck up as a result. Like, but it hasn't really changed very much since 
the N64 game. Like, it's yeah. still right. functionally yeah. Animal That's Crossing. True. It's just on a 3DS, which was a very popular and hand. Like, comparing, let's cut like, it then. Nintendo yeah, franchises, like, even Odyssey and, of course, Breath of the Wild and how they've changed core mechanics from the originals. So I'm hoping yeah, that say... next year's Animal Crossing will be a pretty substantial uh, step forward for them. I think yeah, that could be the one that really just nails it all. I mean, that's yeah. my most anticipated game of next year, and I never cared about Animal Crossing before New Leaf. Yep. Um, all right. All right. Uh, Bayonetta. Cut. Yeah, I don't think it hangs. Yep. Sure mm. love that game. It's a great game, but it doesn't stay. It had its moment. Yeah. If I'm going to compare it to another game on this list, it's going to be Nier. And even though Bayonetta and probably Nier does plays a, lot a little more. bit better, Nier is more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Nier is the conceptual winner there for sure. Uh, next yeah. game is Bastion. I think, I think we, we cut, cut it. it. Bastion stays. All right. All right. Move on. Celeste. Definitely cut. keep it. I think we keep it. That's in my top ten. Yeah. Um, we said keep it. So I think... So next is Diablo 3, and I think this is one we can cut because it's a game that we all love, and it's. but I don't think it's something that has done a lot important, valuably. No. Like, well, I, it's I a fun grind, it. but... I want to cut it, but you know, yeah. I think that there is more to say there. If we had to, I don't know if we had more open slots, but we're we're down yeah. to the bone, so we should cut it. There's the, a lot the, of other games I'd trend, rather push. The trend of saving games is an unfortunate consequence yeah. of this decade, and Diablo three was the first real big success story I can think of saving a game, and not just making it okay, but really making it like yeah. sing. Yeah. Yeah, and what they did with some of the season stuff and what they did eventually with the post-game stuff was really cool and really interesting and probably actually pretty influential, but it's for the the game that you play while you're watching TV or watching a show on your laptop or listening to podcasts or something else. Like, There's other games that are grabbing you by the chest and just dragging you through something that's more emotional than Diablo 3 being fun to... And the case with. of Diablo three literally gra- grabbing you by the chest, and pulling you. Yeah, down. it's it's yeah. the most pleasant Skinner box in existence. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Next one is Journey. I think that stays. I, I have a hard time with this. Yeah. Really? Um, I loved Journey at the time, but I have not thought about it since. Honestly, it was it hmm. happened, and it was innovative for the time, and it was the logical end result of that game company. But I just don't feel like it's relevant anymore. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little bit biased here because I only played it once, and I was I had smoked some weed before I played it, and uh, I had a I had a moment with that game, and but yeah, I swore I could never play it again because I, I didn't want to ruin it. Uh, did anyone else have a moment like that? Were, were you sober? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had that moment with that game, like I said, but then after that, I don't know. I just I don't want to recognize the moment of the decade. In, hey, Nick, for this game yeah this or death stranding <laughs> death stranding <laughs> there you go the real okay. journey death stranding do we cut journey then yeah cut it all right i don't know so about that but i never actually played it so yeah it's on pc now spencer yeah you should play it yeah i guess you if should. i want to play you should. it this is not indicative of you shouldn't be playing it it's a Just... beautiful game like visually and conceptually it's very neat yep oh <sighs> We're making cuts. It's got to be hard. Yeah, life that's, is strange. Speaking of hard cuts, how it works. I want to cut it. I want to cut it. Yeah, I do. I so when we're getting up here later, I feel like for me the stronger game, at least in that time period, was Walking Dead season one. 
Yeah. yeah. And for me, Life is Strange is I love that fucking game, and it was on our Game yeah. of the Year awards. And, and for I those keeping. This- those, those keeping track at home, we're getting to games where a lot of us put votes for this game, which I think means that this one is now a mutual like instead of a mutual love. Yeah. This is, Life is Strange did a better job of putting me in the mindset of a young woman than Gone Home did. And I hmm. felt hmm. more invested in their relationship and what happened to those characters. Well, by to nature the extent of that I was too. literally willing to destroy an entire town to protect their relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's the ending I chose too because I cared a lot about their and bought into their their relationship. Um, yeah, I but, think it's it's fair, but that but life is strange as five episodes and Gone Home was intentionally you know a two hour yeah. experience. And like in my experience, the last two episodes of Life is Strange really start to kind of do the characters a little dirty, and in some ways starts yeah. to fall apart. It's I feel like it's a flawed game. I'm not. I, I also loved it, but yeah. the highs are I'm really, really high. It, some of the stuff like they have you do is really good. The soundtrack and rules. Some, Tyler, and some of the things they go it? for are really good. It seems Tyler, like I'm, I would, but it seems like I'm fighting an uphill battle. Well, here. that's what we're doing right now. Is just saying is emphatically yes or no. If somebody wants to keep it, yeah. Then we'll keep like it one person now. can preserve a game. We're just trying to see if we can make some easy cuts. Like yeah, I, don't uh, give up say, yet. I think if I compare it to its contemporaries, Life is Strange. Probably holds up better to me than even Walking Dead. Keep it. Let's go. Okay. okay. I think we cut Mario Kart Eight. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wonderful game. I play it all the time still. But it's not gone. the best selling game. Not the most fun. Again, like that. Like we said about um, Diablo just now. It's it's a really fun Skinner box, but oh boy, it's more than that. I it's mean, more than the yeah, Skinner yeah, box. We but cut it. I mean, we it's a... MGS Five: yeah. The Phantom Pain. It is the singular best video game that Kojima has ever made. <laughs> I yeah, can't he, the argue last with video that. game he made. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I want to cut it. I want to cut it too. But Tyler, if you feel strongly about it, I love this game to death. I did every it's mission. Just, it's it's too flawed to keep yeah. on this list. There, it's got yeah. quiet. I, it is significant Oof. because of all the drama surrounding Konami and everything. But that's going to come up with Death Stranding as well. NPT. It just it just mm-hmm. plays. So well. Yeah, shit, we like, can't have three Kojima games in here, can we? I mean, I'm okay with that, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> We're not talking is... about representation in that way. We're talking about whether I'm it really holds joking. up. I just, Quiet is real bad, and we would have to talk a lot about that. Yep. And I think that would that, that alone might tank it compared to the other 20 games here. So. Right. There's a couple Let's other go. easy cuts we have here now that we're up to ones that are really yeah. mutual consensus. I don't think we need to talk about Minecraft or Overwatch no, right it's now. It's going to be on the list in some way, I imagine. It has um, to be. I, just, I think the next yeah. discussion is Civ Five. Who else is backing me with this? I was. Well, most of we us, I think. about Overwatch. I don't even think okay, Civ sorry, Five We skipped over Overwatch. Game. For sure, I imagine we are keeping that, yes. I think I will. We are absolutely okay. Absolutely. So, Civ Five is yeah. what we're saying. Well, Okay, and Tyler, this is easy cuts right now. I don't think yeah. Overwatch is going to get cut because of all the support it has from a few people. So I, I had Civ Five at the very bottom of my personal list, and then I realized, you know, in trying to give reasons why it was there, I just said, it's great. <laughs> so <laughs> it is great. I don't really have a lot to say other than, yes, I think it's the best Civ I've played it because it was the, the first Civ I played, so... I think I can cut it, but it, it was a monumental like change of the formula for I guess for people who were into the series at the time. Um, Civ Six was worse in my opinion, but Civ Five I don't know is a game of the decade. I don't know. Does anybody disagree and want to keep it? I, I would like to pro- keep it at least for right now. Okay, okay. And, let's keep it for now. Yeah, we'll come back to it later. Spec Ops the line I think we can cut. Yep. Yeah, me too. 
Unfortunately, at yes. At the time, I wish it had been a, be- a bellwether of more games like that. But yep, uh, it's it, something I still think about when I think about and see Call of Duties and other stuff that comes out now that are just completely modern yeah. and and don't even think about what the impact is. They're totally jingoistic. They don't even take any effort to like criticize or question military action. Just Check like lines. the next game on our list, yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the corruption in New Donk City runs rampant. Uh, I I want to keep it. Yeah, it's a really good game. Are, are, so let's pause here. Are any of the following games above it an easy cut? Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3. And Mass Effect 3. Let's cut Mass and Effect And Smash 3. Bros. Wolfenstein's an easy cut. I think yeah, we'll we cut can Wolfenstein cut Wolfenstein too. Okay. Compared to Doom. So that's Mass Effect 3 and Wolfenstein the New Order. New Order yep. does some interesting... Like, the fact yeah, that they, sure. they turned BJ Blazkowicz into a character... Yes, but Doom was a better revitalization. Oh yeah, Do- oh, Doom yeah. plays a lot better, so I think it stays. Doom rips and tears. Doom so rips. do we really want to keep Smash Bros. Ultimate? I'm just I I did find a I way don't think to so. that, but I I, it's the it. best game of 1999. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love. For me, it's Ultimate, it's over this. Wait, 99. Well, that was like the it joke came I out made in 99 or 2000. Recording about like, like the first Smash Melee Bros. came out in 2001. Yeah, yeah, right. there was Smash Bros. Yeah, that's the joke before the 2000s. The Smash Portal series hasn't really delight. changed that much Smash since well, not 20 game. years. No, it's not. And and now Melee's with really Ultimate, good. they've turned the series into a really good love letter and, and museum in a way of a certain kind of games, and that's really cool. Yeah. And the fact can that I you just, can have everybody yeah. in there that's in there is really cool. Can we just shout out real fast? What are we going to say, Nick? Oh, just going to say, World of Light has the entire Street Fighter 2 world map and plays the music for every stage when you fight those characters and it rules. Super cool fan service. I love it. Yep. Yep. Okay, uh, yep. cut. we want to cut Walking Dead? I think we can. I, again, I think I, Life is Strange well, is a better not over Life take is on Strange. That That's my personal vote. So I go Walking Dead over Life now. is Strange. I would also go Walking Dead over we're, Life we're is Strange almost, in that regard. You go back to Walking Dead, three. and the choices now are so inconsequential, uh, and they don't do a great job of really making you feel, especially on repeated playthroughs of having much autonomy and agency as a character. Although that, that first run can be very impactful and I think it works much better in retrospect, but also the fact that telltale just ran that formula straight into the ground. But that doesn't impact the first, but that wasn't season one. So, and what we were doing is we're trying to get the easy cuts. We're talking about of the decade. We're not talking about of the year. I would cut both of them. Okay. So (laughs) I assume Uh, then, we are not saying so. We, we just said basically we're not going to cut Doom. Mass we have, we're at forty nine games now. I wouldn't say both, but we, I think we, we can just start the top fifty. <laughs> no, we we can do, we can make other diligence. Let's go we can make other we can. cuts first. We can make other cuts first. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm so copy now this over. We go. Um, I'm gonna. Let's see. There still feels like there are a lot of weak links here, obviously. Yeah. Do you want to point them out? Titan yeah, there were some games dogs. that people tried to call out, but other ones were like, oh, I'm not ready to talk about that. Or... I think we're going to make some hard cuts. Yeah. that's Again, I made hard cuts earlier today on purpose so I could then get to the meat of these. I feel like like Sleeping Dogs, do you really want to keep that? Is that gonna Okay, no, no, wait, here, let, wait, wait. Let's format that's this a little bit to get it into a top 50 now, we'll say. Okay, and I'm gonna start from there column. and start. So let's let's officially start having the hard conversations. Okay, the performance management. 
I'm going to change the color to make it more intense. All right. Go for it. Bright pink. <laughs> All right. The threat level is escalating. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm a, I think we should just start making some hard cuts here. Yeah. Is Hearthstone a top 20 game? No. No. I think Magic Arena's. I, lo- I like Magic Arena more. Yeah. Uh, it's not officially out yet, but yeah. Well, maybe next Skyrim. Uh, oh, shut up. <laughs> sorry, I, I like that joke so much. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Does I think sleeping, me- oh, sleeping dogs can go. Yeah. 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 It's, it does interesting stuff, but it's not good enough and hasn't had that much of an impact otherwise to really stay what about dipping back into the vr thing is beat saber more important than super hot i I don't know i mean i'm not ready to cut it instinctually but but we have 48 games and we need to cut i know i I mean beat Beat saber is one of the most incredible games i've ever played in terms of the experience of play but communicating that verbally is difficult The, the feel of that game with like the haptics and the rhythm and the immersion is just do we have any VR games in this list anymore? Other than that, no. No, I think it, oh. can, it can stay. Sorry, I okay. thought we still had Super Hot on here. Sure. Now we took them both off. Device six. I don't know if it's going to hang. Like we've already called Pokemon Go the ultimate phone game. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I'm I'm now second guessing if that's what we like. I'm also thinking about the component of what do we want to see more of, and I don't really yep. want to see more of Pokemon Go. We've I don't. More, I already actively do not Harry want Potter. to see any more Pokemon Go. We already have, and it's the Harry Potter one. Yeah, yeah the no, other no. day too, and the Minecraft one. Yeah. So when I was oh, uh, going to a show, and I met mm-hmm. up with oh, some yeah. friends, and one of the friends was playing Pokemon Go, I just noticed the people who are still playing and have this like glaze over their faces and eyes. Yeah, like it's just reflex. okay. That's is a little bit rude. I do also still play Pokemon. Well, I'm not saying what's your face people. look like when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, have you looked at your face doing it? And it's just like Jesus now it's Christ. moved on to this reflex and like, is it really interesting anymore? And have they done more with that model than just find out ways to keep the people playing and paying too, just like a lot of games are? Yeah, I feel like it's 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 fallen into that trap of a lot of mobile games of that just one more hit mechanic is really what's yeah. keeping a lot of people going. Yeah. All right. And I, I worry about that. Um, I think... Um, I think XCOM. No. Oh, that's still on here? Yeah, get that shit out of here. Fuck you. The Microprose ones are better. <laughs> oh, what the hell is this? What is this? Sincerely, nonsense? I just, I, I love those old XCOM games, and this just didn't. It did something so nice, but. One of the reasons I voted for this to discuss is because it brought that genre back from the absolute dead. True. Yeah. Okay, it so is, I can sense there's passion massive. there. Maybe we're trying massive. to find yeah. a weak weakness in the armor so i feel like shovel knight we can drop because i feel that thing about it but i don't think anybody else feels as strongly so i can um, cut shovel knight <laughs> it's a really good game but i think it's a game it. of the decade see I'm, i think I'm there's putting, others I'm that putting myself out there well, i'm doing the work i mean i would rather cut oh, i'm gonna get just destroyed for this i think we can cut bear Stearns bravo Fucking shit. See, it's that or XCOM, man. You can't have that reaction with all the games. <laughs> I will cut any fucking game on this. Here's what I'll say. I cut Bear Stearns Bravo. Can I, can I ask you just to make a, a pitch for Bear Stearns Bravo like about the experience of play and the story and the themes 
I mean, I, I get the whole like end of an era, end of Flash, incredible Byzantine branching story stuff, but like, mm-hmm. what's the end impact for you? Like, why why do you feel so passionate about it beyond just what the things it did? Oh, man, um, <laughs> how best to define it? Like, Bear Stearns Bravo is. I mean, it's it's a deeply surreal game, right? It's a it's a deeply bizarre game, and I I mean that's what I love about it is that it's it is unapologetically weird in a way that I have not encountered a game. Um, let's let's protect Barristerns for a little while longer. I want to make yeah. a very interesting comparison. If we're thinking game of the decade, best dad game god of war walking dead last of us octodad <laughs> um, um well actually i think god dream, dad. Was a shit post. dream daddy yeah i was gonna say <laughs> oh why is dream daddy on here i nobody forgot to nominate it? it i feel really stupid but it's fine it's a great game can be honorable mention uh yeah. if that was actually a uh, rubric <laughs> to cut something out of all of those um, I would probably still pick shit. I think Blast Dead. of Us stays and Walking yeah. Dead and God of War go. I'm okay with that. I I'm okay with they're God all of War very going. similar themes. I just don't think God of War can hang with these twenty games. Okay, here's one yeah. that's related: best game with guns. God of War. Just... <laughs> God of War has guns now. Uh, best game with guns: Death Stranding, obviously. Hitman. I like how in Red Dead Redemption, you have, you have to like wait forever to reload before shooting. <laughs> that part's really cool. It's very realistic. <laughs> that that um, sounds less cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fine. I I would. Well, I just still think there are other cuts to make other than Walking Dead. But I would cut. Um, I'm gonna make God of War. A... I would cut God of War. Okay. Well, I just yep. did. Um, I would be willing to cut Celeste. No, I don't think so, man. Okay. I'm surprised. I'm surprised I, that you would do, go there. I'm looking at Spelunky and I'm thinking I can't support you on Spelunky. Maybe others can, but Celeste definitely um, sticks with I would me. take Celeste over Shovel Knight. Yeah, I I yep. already yeah. said you can drop Shovel Knight. Okay. Shovel Knight's really good. I think it's in the top thirty for me probably. Yeah. Um Bastion think, though, or are we still like I know Spencer you I just this. don't see it. At the time, sure. It really set off that whole super giant model, but then I also, you know, to, to varying success, that model has continued. And y'all cut the um, best one. <laughs> yeah, Pyre is the best one they made. Better I mean, than not Bastion. play Hades. Yeah, but also we didn't keep that one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Y'all uh, already got rid of the best. Okay, so okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'll let you kill Bastion. It's it's not even the best narration of the decade, but it sure pioneered a lot of that stuff. Like I never played a game like Bastion before in terms of the presentation. Yeah. What's the best narration of the decade? Best narration? Uh, Call of War as Gunslinger, obviously. (laughs) Okay, I'm done with that. (laughs) I like that game a lot. (laughs) Getting getting over it is also a good nomination for that. Yeah, that's really good too. Um, so. I'm cutting subsurface. Yeah. All right. Do we cut prey? I, feel I mean, like, yeah. I the the shock genre isn't dead, so we've even got System Shock Three coming. Yeah, exactly. So no, I would I'd cut it. Okay. 
Oh, Tyler. I, I feel very fondly about Prey. Uh, I do think there are some issues with um, the enemy design. They're all very similar, so it's not as quite easy to parse what kind of situation you're finding yourself in. Uh, I do think that there are some sections that work a little bit better than others, so I think it's a little bit uneven, but in terms of a game that really encourages you to get to know its systems and provides you with viable options, I think that it's extremely effective, but I still think that Hitman's probably better. All right. I'd agree with that. So going for the uh, the Achilles heel here, Doug, Gran Turismo Sport. Hmm. Keeping it? Yeah. For sure? Yep. All right. <laughs> All right, man. You got an uphill battle there, but... And Yakuza 0, which I loved. I was also going to vote for it. I think but... it's fair for us to say that we should have a little bit of genre diversity on our list, and... Like that's one of the things I think about when I think about Beat Saber, is that I I want this not just to be a list of like narrative or single player yeah, games. Yeah, I want to be representative of the decade. Yep, and representatively, we've always had the Doug spot in the top yeah. ten of the place. <laughs> to hey, try well, to, the D to show spot, diversity. baby. I don't think we need to cut Grand Turismo Sport. Okay. Two of you really like it, Doug. It sounds like it's a way of life for him. So. I haven't played I it as much this year, but right the, now, the fact actually. that no, it's what I'm playing right now is Civ Six on the Switch. And actually, no, <laughs> um, I haven't played it as much this year. And and if I had, it's I'm not going to say I blame my wife for that, but if I had the free times on weekends when she was still working <laughs> weekends, then I would still probably be racing online on certain you know Sunday mornings and such. Mm-hmm. I'm Let's, ready to cut Apex. I am too. Yeah, I'm ready to cut your face. <laughs> Spencer, Apex or Overwatch? Uh, that they're not the same genre, really. Other than first-person shooter, if you want to yeah. be productive, that's not a fair comparison. Shooting. No, okay, fine. Um, I would, Doug, I would, you call something out. Okay, I'll just I'll step in here so I can offer something else. Portal Two. Yeah, I think it should cut. Uh, yeah, I think we should cut it. I love I love Portal it's Two. It's funny as hell. I love it's the very co-op. Clever. It was yeah. I think better than Portal One. But you know, Portal just One is opinion. just so, so much that last decade, and this game is really just a, a very thoughtful, interesting, and smart expansion on that. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't make the same waves that the one with the meme did. Yeah, yeah Portal Two was on my list for a bit, but um, thank God there were no "cake is a lie" memes from this one, though, because that would have just another one of those would have made me want to vomit. All right, um, so we're down to forty. Twenty. Hey, good job. Um, Do we see Hollow Knight still staying around? No. As I an, in, I, I think it's it's hard for me because like I could see an argument for it on the merit of look at what a two person studio can do now. Like that's that wasn't mm. possible before Unity, before this uh, thriving indie space, before things like Kickstarter. Um, well, then look at Undertale, not Unity, but like look at oof, what one person can do. Look, Undertale's going to beat. You know me. Yeah, I, I will sacrifice my own you. child before Undertale. <laughs> I got you. Um, I could see Hollow Knight going. I think it's a really, really good game. It's near the the next ten list on a top thirty, forty. Whatever. I could. Yeah. I mean, I it's in my top ten. I think. I think it really just is incredible as an example of storytelling, atmosphere, music, gameplay. Uh, every boss has its own theme song. Can you believe that? All right, I'm gonna cut it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, so what about Into the Breach? I know we 
felt strongly mm-hmm. about that, but are we still... I still feel strongly about okay. Into the Breach. Honestly, you know what? People were calling for it earlier. I would keep Into the Breach over um, XCOM. I was saying that's fair. You, uh, that's fair. And yeah, if you, if you cut XCOM, I'm fine with it. Into the Breach stays. Okay. Fair. Fine. Have you played Just because I'm not good at Into the Breach a lot. doesn't mean I don't... I don't respect. Yeah, Doug, it. you would if you liked XCOM, you would love Into the Breach. It yeah. is it, amazing. It's incredible. It's too hard for Doug. <laughs> There's an easy it's mode. Just it, to the it's too the hard chess. for me, man. It, easy mode is really good. It's not released in Japanese enough. Too much for me. Right. It's not released in Japan at all. I don't think. Oh, you only have a Japanese what? account. No, I have an American account as well, but the American account I don't want to spend as much money on. And if it was released in Japan, it would also have the English support. Oh, okay. Didn't the Mac port actually come out? Yeah. Like, you could play it on your laptop? I never play games on my laptop. What are you talking about? We'll troubleshoot well, I mean, with it, him it, later. It I know it's right possible. I'm like not talking about possible. I'm talking about how I would false. get to it best. So, yeah. Is, per- anyway. is Persona 4 Golden? Did Persona 4 come out before the decade? Is Golden it, the definitive version? Or? It is the definitive version. Golden is the definitive version. Persona 4 did not come out this decade, but I think Golden yeah. adds enough content. And... Uh, because it's on a new platform, it's uh, got the handheld factor. I think the changes they made to Persona Four make Golden a stronger game. It's so not right just a re- feel if if Aaron's question is about that. I'm just thinking also now of like RPG spectrum and things like that. I mean, it's the best RPG of the decade, in my opinion. No, it's, I mean we we've, we've murdered every CRPG. Oh no, I'm sorry, forgot about Undertale. Never mind, part, but uh, <laughs> other than Witcher, so. I, I mean, know. we haven't I, also I, talked what? really about Mass Effect Two and Doom, which yeah, I we haven't talked we all. Why don't we talk about Mass about. Effect? Let's yeah. get into it. That's my favorite trilogy that I played this decade, probably. So I have a list on Word that I made this morning of games I wanted to actually defend and stand for, and to, to oh, talk about and have discuss. Mass Effect Two is at the top of the list and bolded. Okay. Yeah, it's it's near my top two. I think it's one of the best sequels of all time. Reaper it has baby, iconic party members. It has yeah, way Reaper more baby. emotional weight. Um, yeah, I think it's it belongs on the list somewhere. But I think that's just why I was asking, like in the terms of RPGs that are left on here, which are three is still. It's the best Bioware game of the decade. Okay. Uh, regarding Mass Effect, like. What if we, because we already agreed to do it with Jackbox, what if we package that up? I don't think we can do it. Trilogy. I think if we I mean, package I guess it up, the, it the hurts first it one came because up. Yeah. Mass Effect yeah. 1 plays like shit, and Mass Effect 3 and has just some really gross bullshit attached to it. And so if you want to package it up, you're going to drag it down. Yeah. Mass Effect and also, also came out in 2007. Yeah. Well, never mind, but the fact that... 07? Well, Fuck me. What we talk about with packaging Jackbox is because the games are a little bit light on content, but what you remember is one or two of the mini games, And so in that way, it would help boost that there's, okay, you can get any of these, you have a one or two of these guaranteed. It's a little bit do different we, than what Mass Effect 2 has gone for, or what any of the other major titles that are because of the inconsistency? Based. I think we're keeping Mass Effect for now, right? Okay. Um, do we Doom? cut Jackbox because of the inconsistency? I don't think I would because I think every game is fun. Yeah. It every was... single game in the Jackbox party I've, pack I've had, series. Even the stupid robot rap battle one, I've had a good time with. It all depends on the crowd and the mood, I think. But 
maybe to Tyler's point, we put ourselves in a bit of a pickle where when we yeah. bundle them all together, then it's going to be hard to make that a cut when we can think of every single possible experience. But I'm not saying that Jackbox doesn't belong on the list because it was a big deal and it's made a big impact on party and local multiplayer. But we are bundling it, so it's going to be hard to talk about it, perhaps. It's a good point. I mean, we could, we could roll it back to three or four or something, but... Um... I think that makes the most sense. Okay. If we're all cool with it, I could put Jackbox 3 on here. Now, yeah. to then to to border into that conversation, so we're talking now about kind of the local multiplayer event games like that versus Rock Band 3. Jackbox versus Rock Band. I'd rather see Rock Band on there. I, you all know Rock Band's like maybe my favorite thing in the world on the certain days of the week. But... Um, is three yeah, significantly of this decade when the series started last decade and largely has remained unchanged. It was the swan song of rock band, really. Like four is out just to you know keep its corpse alive on modern consoles, but like mm-hmm. yep. three three flew too co- close to the sun. Like it, it is the best rock band ever. It's the best uh, music game of that kind ever. It's also opinion. the most rock band. Yeah, it's got like a it... keyboard that they ditched immediately. Um, it's truly sad. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but I feel like last decade is really what I think of as the rock band decade. Yeah. And what, what we've kept alive this decade is the corpse. I mean, I well, still have people over, but it's so freaking hard to get people to want to play rock band. That's so, the thing is like the momentum from it is last a decade into this parties. decade doesn't necessarily still make it the game of this decade. It's a game that you kept playing this decade, but it's not a game of this decade. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's not as largely dead. Hmm? Yeah. The plastic instrument genre, even the karaoke games are dead now that singstar has been yeah snuffed out the way i can look at it is it's like it's an artist where they make one amazing album and then they get another amazing album and a third like monster mash but oh. but they're just because they're still touring just because they're still making albums doesn't necessarily mean they still have the same position that they did before yeah it's tough because like this is my favorite game and my favorite maybe like my favorite series or one of my top five favorite series sure. so the rock but I, I just now playing at the county fair when I think, I think of a, a list of the decade. I think like Jackbox is a better case for the party game of the decade. Yeah, I think so. And it also is Even more representative Queen, because though, that's an arcade game. Yeah, yeah, and and also Rock Band, it didn't catch on in in very 2010s ways in terms of being on Twitch or being on other places. Like I know, yeah. of course, you've done streaming on Twitch, but like they put streaming modes and they put some specific details into Jackbox Party Pack so that people could. Yeah, ten thousand player games. It's yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. All right, and I think I think you're right. Like we put Rock Band three in here because it's the one that's the best from this decade. But I think you're absolutely correct in that it's a more 2000s, like from 2006 through 2009 or 10 is when yeah. Guitar Hero and then the first few rock bands and and Beatles yeah. were making the impact. Yeah, I'm going right. to repeat this question: Doom or Titanfall two? Doom, Doom, Doom. Not the same game, and Titanfall two. Okay, and just I just don't think. I don't see it, man. So, as a moment of levity for everybody, we're down to thirty something games. Thirty-seven. This is going to so be. Let's hard. keep going. No, no. Yeah. Th- but what I'm saying is, we started with almost two hundred, and there were easy ones that it could pick off. Now we're getting into the hard discussions. And we're at okay. About so let's three stop patting ourselves in the back and keep going. Yeah. I, oh shit! Not trying oh, to. shit! I'm not trying to filibuster for five <laughs> minutes just to say. Let's yes, you are. Rest. Yeah. I, I take your point, Doug. We've made a lot of progress. We're in the home stretch. 
Yep. So, oh, okay, here's maybe a weak one. So we we said earlier we thought Dark Souls had a place, but I haven't heard anyone talk about it since. I'm sorry, you cut out, Aaron? Can you repeat that? Yeah, you did. Oh, uh, sorry. We talked earlier about Dark Souls having a place, but no one's talked about it since. Are we still feeling that way now that we're getting closer to the, the bottom of the list? Yes. Yes. All right. There needs to be a From game on the list of the last games of the decade. Yeah. And for well, some reason, they stopped making Steel Battalion. I know. That Steel Battalion. Wasn't from, was it? it mm, that was From. Was it? I yeah. thought From was Armory Core. I think Armored, oh, Armored Core. Core. Fuck, yeah. sorry. Yeah. My bad. Still Battalions. Oh. Look, mech games that died too early. Uh, is Death Stranding still hanging on here then? When I look at this list, I think so. Okay. But that's just, just I, my opinion. We got. We should yeah, have at games. least one 2019 game on our list. Well, yeah. We don't have to have anything for the list. That's we don't have to. I think we should, though. I think it's I think it's worth considering just for, like, okay. the, even, you know, we talked about representing a broad range of games and game types mm-hmm. and reasons for play. I think also showing the arc of the decade is well, important. We, we do have a very broad list of 37 games, so. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I think... I think we should drop Life is Strange or Gone Home and then uh, Walking Dead and Edith Finch feel better to me. But that's just me putting out an opinion so we can discuss that and maybe start making cuts. Again, I, w- I like Edith Finch more than Gone Home. I like Life is Strange more than Walking Dead. I don't think Edith Finch had the influence or yeah. shredded the influence that Gone Home has had. And Gone Home has been pretty gigantic for uh, story games. I, I see Edith Finch mentioned, but I don't think it's part of the discourse of people that are inside games. It's it's something you see mentioned in like the New York yeah. Times. And I can... It's, it's remarkable I, though. It, it hit me hard, but that was at a time in my life where I was going through shitty loss. So I don't know that now that game, like it represents... It's something very personal to me, yep. but I don't know that that colors the full placement in the decade list. Yeah, that's fair to, yep. to compare it using that. So I'm fine if we drop that. What if um, we cut Life is Strange now? I'm still good with that. I think it was Tyler that was hanging on to it more. I still think it's it's important. How many games give you that kind of protagonist and that kind of story? Well, okay. Yeah. So what else are we going to be cutting? We got it. Walking you know, Dead danced around. Walking Dead fucked me up emotionally more than any game this decade. Yes. I think and six, it's hard for me to ignore that. Yeah, we danced Walking around Dead like or six or seven Us. games. Walking Dead for sure, story wise. Yeah, the most Last, is, Last of Us. Last sure. of Us is really good. I don't know. It is really good. I think I. I oh man, this is tough for me. Like okay. in terms of raw emotional reaction, Walking Dead's ending. Sure. I think they're totally extremely similar they are different gameplay wise yeah but joel and ellie's relationship was better in some ways walking dead has like a wonderful story it's you know a really compelling human tale uh and then the main thing that i remember about that game is is screaming taste the brick as i hit somebody in the face with a brick okay like the disparity (laughs) between the story in that game and the actual content is really something honestly it's not quite as bad as how there's a big difference and big gap between uncharted stories and cutscenes versus what you're doing in the game but it's almost there i would be willing to cut walking dead and keep life is strange for now ah i don't think life is strange is better well then then why are we cutting walking dead just to make the concessions i, mean, I would cut talk both a, and just we talked a lot yeah well we could do that um, if we're 
bundling these together again with Edith, emotional resonance or parental relationships, Last of Us, Walking Dead, Edith Finch, um, Gone Home, Gone Home. I mean, for me, one of those that stands out now in a decade perspective, I think it's still Walking Dead that I would rather put up there compared to even Last of Us. But that's just me. Mm. Well, also, it's, my it's, one. it's Telltale. It's the fact that the studio became huge based off of this game, and now they've sunk down again. And bringing it back as a zombie, pun intended. And they're... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think there's room for a couple of those on the list, but like because Last of Us, it, it's it has the same genre and some of the same story beats, but it's a completely different thing. Okay. Hmm. I think there's others we can pick off here before we start getting into those sort of. Well, we we've, we've got we danced around the list though for like the last ten minutes, and no one's willing to make any other cuts. So I don't know that that's true. Um. Right. We what if we, we need start to... locking some things. Yeah, actually, I was going to suggest that a while back, but I think this is now the time to start making nominations. Breath of the Wild should be on the list. Yes. Yeah. Seconded. I'm going to go ahead and copy it on over there. Yep. Not over. I'm going to just go ahead and uh, I tell, or yeah, do that. I'll format them to show what they've been picked. Everyone jumped in the same cell Nick is working on and here I'm I'm going to do one thing here, and that's it. Okay, what'd you do? Does um, anyone else think that comparing Apex and Overwatch is unfounded? Besides Spencer? Comparing it's unfounded? I mean, I do think it's not fair to just say multiplayer shooters. Um, they are doing things differently, but I do then, on the other hand, think Apex borrowed some of the best parts of Overwatch in terms of classes and encouraging team play, and then comparatively, Overwatch still does it better. I just we, if Apex and Overwatch and Titanfall are all in contention still, I don't see how Titanfall is still on this list. You're cutting out. Yeah, you cut out a bit. There. Sorry about that. I said if Apex and Overwatch and Titanfall, all three are still on this list, I don't see how Titanfall hangs with the other two. Yeah, that's that's the thing. that's where I'm three, too as well. Three shooters. It's for me. It's Overwatch over all of those. I just don't think you got so, support okay. Spencer. You've got you've got battle royale. You've got team play. You've got. I don't want there to be story. three shooters on our twenty game. We just talked about like representation too, and we're talking and Doom's about on here too. Cuts, yeah. That's I would cut shooters Doom before I would cut any of those other three. Really, nobody. Doom's an amazing Doom's shooter, player. but it is just Doom. Like it's it's it is a perfection, sure, of a game from nineteen ninety four, but it's a game from nineteen ninety four. I think what it does in the single player, in terms of encouraging a certain rhythm and play style, is better than what others do. I guess, yeah. I guess it's hard. It's a hard um, buy Doom for made me, me more to aggressive. think. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. See. Well, and, that isn't... And, but on the other side, I mean, as a person, I mean, as like as a player, like that's the way <laughs> oh, the game is no, designed to be played. That around. <laughs> all right. I just, all right. It's hard for me to so see. So let's let's go back to then starting to try and nominate things that are going to go up. Let's all take one. Let's go around in turns and nominate one at a time until we get to the point where we're really tough on this. I think I think choosing from the list instead of choosing what the cut is going to be more productive right now. I think Minecraft I is on this that. list. Minecraft is on there, even if it's twenty. It's it's there's no game that represents. I hate that game, but I feel like it has to be. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And either way, yeah. Well, when you're talking about loving it, like what does no, that we, mean we now? We so talk about it. later. Yeah. 
We are, we are at three it. hours, 25 minutes, and we still have it running. Yeah, we got to keep moving. Why is Civ still hanging? I don't know if it should. I a Doug Head was passionate about it, I recall. Yeah, Doug and if I'm the only one passionate about it, then it's going to have to go. I mean, it's a great game. I've played hundreds of hours of it. Yep. I just it's, it's, it's Civ. It's similar to how I feel about like Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, which I played yep. the shit out of. It made it's, our yep. top 37 games of the decade. That's yep. still pretty good. So we can keep moving. Okay. Goodbye, Civ. Thank you for your service. The expansions really You're saved welcome. you. Um, in a similar vein, I think Mario Odyssey can go as well. I don't think so. I it's don't. really it's a. This is now talking about it's a really good one of those. It's not revelatory for its series the way Breath of the Wild was. I think it yeah. resuscitates 3D Mario, which needs to happen. Did it need resuscitating? Like yeah, galaxies were both good. 3D World was good. Like there's nothing wrong with Mario. I guess like 3D Land is my favorite Mario of the decade, and that's not on this list. Odyssey is my second. The thing right, but, yeah, with Odyssey is that the the entire point, as was talked about in interviews, and I'm not saying core gamer because we hate that term, but that's what they said. The return, the point of Odyssey was to return to the core, the people who love Super Mario 64, even Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And so it did, yes, do another one of those, but I still think it's better than those. It's my favorite Mario now of probably okay. all time, personally. But if we do not think it can hang, then... I think we can drop that, but I also feel like we're now keeping a lot of other shittier games. I agree. I don't want to cut it just yet. I think we should cut Red Dead Redemption too. I'm yeah, okay with that. I'm fine with that. I think I'm glad that Nick, you finally came around on it in your own way. But yeah. um, I think there are other cuts to make. Yeah, it's yeah. a really phenomenal that, character study. I like it, but the reasons that I didn't put it on Game of the Year still stand. Yeah, I mean, like I think that game is way too bloated. Maturation and... of the Rockstar model, but it's still not. It's still Rockstar. Yeah, yeah, and like we got, you know, the labor conditions that game was made in were egregious, even for the AAA industry. Yep. Yeah. Like it's, um, I think, I think Dark Souls is on this list. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we'd be foolish not to have it. Yep. Oberdin? To cut or to, to move to the top cut. 20? I'm okay cut. cutting Oberdin. Yeah, I am. I mean, I think Papers, Please is more important. I, yeah. yeah, Paper, Please, I think Papers, Papers Please, Please is much more important. is a contemporary game. It is a notable game that demonstrates that fun is not an intrinsic part of what it means to be a video game. Or yeah. a good game. So do we want to lock papers, please, and cut Obra? I would. Yeah. All right. I love Oberdin. It's it's yeah catnip for me, but none of yeah, these are I, bad. I don't games. think anyone at this point is Oops, necessarily wrong. saying that the games are bad, unless they are explicitly saying that, which some of us have been saying. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't know what game that might be. Not Overwatch for sure. I don't think anyone said anything. Bad at this point, Overwatch. none of the games are bad. It's just what's most important. A quick question, not loaded. Uh, is Hitman on this list? No. I mean, it, or do we keep it in contention? I think so. Okay. Shit. I would think so as well, but I don't know. I mean, you already got it. This I isn't think... just an example of something perfecting a formula. Like Hitman is a uh, evolution of that series in a significant way that reflects yeah. the change of the medium. Okay. Might be the best episodic game of the decade. 
You know Probably what? And and we've been talking about episodic games forever, and it finally did it. Um, I don't I don't know how you can. Sorry, I'm just going to say that I don't know how you can argue that when the episodic aspect of the best episodes are carrying the narrative along, and we have on here Life is Strange, Walking Dead, um, and you know Hitman had episodes, but it was new levels and the story. Who gives a shit about the story? I'm just right. But the know. the point of Hitman's episodes was that it encouraged you to replay those missions and to get to know those spaces and doing it episodically meant that you weren't binging it i think that's one of the things that yep. hurt hitman yep. too is that i didn't feel like i should uh spend a lot of time in each space mm-hmm. whereas with the season the narrative seasons like walking dead and life is strange i think i enjoyed binging those more than i liked waiting a month and a half or two months or three months Me to too. see where that story went hmm. all right it, it kept um, it much more as a live game. It kept it much so more are in the conversation. It? Are you locking it now for the list? Because no. uh, you just I, said all these great things about it. I would rather cut something than lock it, personally. What do you want to cut? I would cut Walking Dead or Life is Strange. We're back on this old chestnut. <laughs> well, let's just vote for each of them. Well, real quick, is there anything else that we see that looks like low-hanging fruit? Well, I, I don't know. I feel like we've been through all of it, and we're now down to the passion. You know what? I'm Please. the only one that's making any sort of passionate arguments. I'll cut Yakuza. Oh, but I love Yakuza. You haven't played Zero. You haven't played all of yeah, it. Yeah, I have. Wait, when? I, I like for the last year, off and on. I'm not that far, but I like it a lot. <laughs> so I finished Yakuza Zero. Doug's recommendation finally got to me. I'm glad I got through that because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the prequel and it got me into the series. It got me to even consider playing Yakuza 6, which I did and finished. And I even would care about playing Judgment at a certain point and then the new Dragon Quest Yakuza that's coming out. So, God, that looks so it's, good. it's awesome that it got me to care about the series. I still think, as fun as Yakuza is, it's not a great game. Like, no. I just personally don't find it that <laughs> fun to play. The characters it's are the fantastic. best Shenmue game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would say, still... it's the best open world because it's better to me than Grand Theft Auto and Red Deads and such. But you know, those aren't on the list now. So yeah, I yeah. feel like with Yakuza Zero, it really did open that door. But I just don't know that it's strong enough to stay in contention as much. And Yakuza is going to be fine, like you said. Like this is the thing that catalyzed its Western like renaissance. Yep. But yeah. what they're doing with Seven looks just so incredible. Um, yeah, I think we cut zero. I just yep. okay. if you haven't played top, it, you should play it. Game of the top thirty is pretty amazing, though, for the whole decade. Yep, and like so, all these games are winners in my book. Yeah, yep, they are. But are I'm trying s- to help us get down to twenty, and that's not going to yeah. help to keep that there. Are we super okay. strong on near? Like, are you guys? Because I finally finished that. I know I didn't get all the endings, but I did not get what all the fucking hubbub was about. I tried. I really tried with that game. <laughs> I think it's conceptually incredible, list? but I didn't really like playing a whole lot of it. That's my problem with it, yeah. Man, I, it's such a total package for me. Like, it got mm. me invested more than any of those uh, character action games in that Bayonetta style, because I just I didn't find the tone off-putting the way I do for like Bayonetta and De- Devil May Cry. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the like multiple playthroughs, even though I, a lot of people complained about playthrough B. Uh, the yeah. music is fucking incredible. Yeah, it is. Uh, 
the impact on of some of those moments, like the robot village and the suicide cult robots, and the end credits where you're literally shooting the employees of or the names of the employees of Square Enix, and you have to like uh, have other people come in to help you. It's it's such a significant. Do you want game to lock to it me. for the list then? I don't know if I'm the one making these calls. It's certainly on my you're, top You're 20. swaying me to definitely want to keep it around. Yeah, uh, I, that game I, has I, some, I, some of the best moments of the decade. All right, we'll yeah. move on then. And there's nothing else like it on this list, as far as I can see. Yeah. Look, I, I'm going to offer up Spelunky to cut. Ooh, it's a hard cut. It's a really I, I, hard cut. Th- these are all Spelunky over Celeste, dude. Oh, okay. I would take that shit. I- <laughs> Uh, you know what? If you guys want to do that, that's fine. I can't agree with that. I mean, I I like Celeste more, so I might lean Celeste. But I, th- I I just look at Spelunky's design, and I think like this is an alien artifact that has landed on this planet and will accelerate us by a hundred years. Spelunky yeah. is going to get nominated and discussed in this topic by everybody else. And that's true. Do, yeah, are we are we trying to make lists. our version of that list, or are we trying to make our list? Trying to make and our list. And Spelunky my version of game does have Spelunky. But Spelunky also came out as a freeware game last decade. And that really was... All the ideas were there. And Celeste represents more... When did the 360 using, version come out? I think it was 2011. Something like that. I think if you're so, comparing the two, I think Celeste is more our list than Spelunky well, what's is, more, Yeah, honest. what's more interesting for me with Celeste is that it actually succeeded in adding a narrative wrapper around those punishing mechanic games... Where, you know, starting with something like Super Meat Boy, and it just felt like, who gives a shit? It's a spin on the, you know, save the princess narrative, sort of, and then you just die a lot, and you eventually succeed. Celeste, the way that it used narrative was to get you to care about succeeding and trying again, which is why it worked for me, and why I even beat that game. I couldn't, I I can't say the same about Spelunky, and just thinking of its mechanics, to me, is not essential for a decade discussion. That's like a theory, artistry, professorial discussion of games. We've gotten rid of every other roguelite game here. I'm nervous to get rid of all of them, because they're so huge for this decade. Maybe we don't cut either yet. Spelunky remains such a master class in well, then if you want to keep it, let's get rid of some of the shooters that we tried to. <laughs> yes. All right, let's do oh it. Let's God. get rid of Titanfall 2, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just... Yeah. No, no. We get rid of Doom before we get rid no, of No, we get rid of Apex Legends before we get rid of Doom. Yeah, I would keep... Uh, honestly, I would keep Overwatch and Apex Legends and I'd cut the two single players. What? I would yes. keep Overwatch over any other shooter on this list. I'm keeping over. I would keep Overwatch and Doom. So we're all like variations of that. But I think Overwatch, Overwatch has to be. I think, and so Overwatch, Overwatch is locked. a lock right now. I think. Let's, let's, I think so. Let's take. Let's take it out of concern. Sorry, Tyler. I I didn't think I was going to win that one, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, of the remaining shooters, I'm, Tyler, what do you? I'm feel fine cutting Apex. Uh, I I liked Titanfall two more than doom but i think doom is more significant yeah because i don't feel like titanfall 2 like does a whole lot new like the mobility was a really fun aspect but like the story is entertaining but it's just kind of there yeah uh, it's the, the detracting that we talked about earlier detracting detracting from it is the whole like oh it's the best half-life of this decade it is yeah. it feels like it aped the best parts of half-life from the whole dog like and, uh, well, I'm, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, come at it from the opposite side, which is my stance is actually precisely 
opposed to Tyler's where I played more Doom. I invested more time in Doom. But Doom was, hey, you know, it's it's the 1994 concept polished to a mirror shine. That's great. It's a great game. Not arguing that. Titanfall 2 was willing to be experimental, was willing to take the old school design approach. Well, I mean, old school in the sense of 2000s now, but, you know, that's neither here nor there of designing a bunch of levels that are fun and then putting them together into an entertaining narrative. Titanfall 2 is the uncharted of first person shooters. It is designed to be played a very particular way. Doom made me change the way that I play first-person shooters because I am that bitch. I am the one <laughs> hanging in the back with the sniper rifle just picking everyone off from a distance and Doom's like, fuck that noise. You're getting up close and personal with everybody. I mean, maybe, I would... maybe that didn't strike me nearly as much yeah. because I am the person who plays super you, aggressive. You play that like, all the time. Yeah. But like, when, when a game dictates to me how I'm supposed to play it, I am immediately turned off. Well... Like that that is the thing that is made me struggle to I think Titanfall dictates very heavily. Titanfall is a linear narrative shooter. That's I mean it's a linear narrative shooter, sure, but I don't know. It it plays around with so many different mechanics I never felt sure. I would be more willing to agree with you, Spencer, if I could remember any of the story or any of the plot from Titanfall two and I played that game. That's just more of my problem. It never stuck with me. It's it's got some Iron Giant vibes that are fun, but I can't remember even what the robot's name is. Um, the time shifting level was cool, but like singularity did it better. It didn't like singularity didn't do much else better. There's a game nobody thinks about. Yeah, I know. But granted that was all singularity was about, but yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's already in the top 30. I just don't think it's a top 20 game. It's a great honorable mention if you do. Yeah. Do All, right. List. All right. I'll let go of If it. Titanfall 2 had been a blockbuster and we were playing Titanfall 3 now, then I would. Yeah. That would, wow. That, that might be something else entirely. Because at that point, then, yeah, there'd be another single player and another multiplayer. I wish we were so yada, lucky. Yada, yada, yada. And the All fact right, that people wanted that two? instead of Apex is big, but it's not what happened and it's not something else that's happened yet. So. Yeah. I mean, we, frankly. Apex Legends would be a mode in Titanfall 3 if yep. Titanfall 2 had been successful. Yeah. All right, we got 12 to go, folks. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not saying I'm for it, but I'm curious. Do we want to keep Witcher 3? If we don't have a Western RPG on here... Well, so far my pick would be going to Mass Effect 2 over Witcher Yeah, 3. I would probably go Mass Effect 2. I think I we too. could... I guess we could get rid of Witcher 3. Like, it's good. But also the Witcher series has not died horribly in the fashion that the Mass Effect series had. Yeah. Also, if you want to talk labor issues, yeah, yeah. Project Red's probably you not going Project Red has some issues. Uh, not yeah. to mention their social media, which I know isn't their developers, yeah. but still. Yeah. 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 All right. I think we can Let's cut I like Witcher 3 a lot, but I think that what makes it unique is also seen elsewhere. I think like Dark Souls yeah. has some of that mm-hmm. combat we already identified some of the writing from Mass Narrative, Effect 2. Yeah. yeah. So do we want to lock Mass Effect 2? Are we there yet? No. Okay. I think we should lock it. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think so, but... I, I, I expect it to make it, but I, I don't know if it's a okay. lock. Okay. Um, right. so, so, Night in the Woods, Nick, I know, like yeah. I said before, I yeah. was with you, and I do feel like it is a game that represents this decade, but I don't know if that's enough. I mean, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean... This story sticks with me. I think about it all the time. Um, it's I drew a lot of inspiration from it for recent games I've worked on, and um, 
I think that it's still one of the most quintessential, or rather just essential stories about the life and times of this decade. Uh, and I think that the story is yeah. very well told. The characters are very richly realized. The animation and music are really inspired. Uh, we should also mention, though, like, you know, uh, Alec Holoka worked on this and yeah. everything that went down this year was it was really tragic. Um, but that if might we change how some people it, feel about it. Then we would want to mention that yeah. as part of any write up about it. And I'm not against getting rid of it. I'm wondering, are there other weaker picks uh, that are comparative or comparable. Can we compare Jackbox, Killer Queen, Towerfall? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would say. I feel like Killer Queen is the more interesting story there, but I also know it's I think far Towerfall less is, accessible. Towerfall is a, in my opinion, it's a better game, but Killer Queen is the, the thing, the moment. But it also, I don't know. Spencer, what do you think? You've played these games. Killer Queen versus Towerfall yeah. and Jackbox. I just I think Jackbox has to be in here. Like, I think I think Jackbox has to be in here, and I think Killer Queen dessert like, you know, Towerfall is a perfect version of what it is. Yeah, but no one doesn't really seeking out expand the space in it. Yeah, no one's seeking out Towerfall matches and local yeah. and right. Like Killer Queen breathed life in, life into the arcade. Yeah. Uh, Jackbox said you don't have to have a controller. Yeah, here's yeah. your phone. Go play. have fun with your 16 other people. All right. Or whatever. I'm gonna, this is the hardest cut I've had to make, but I think we cut Towerfall. <laughs> okay. All right. It's appreciated. Yeah. It's on my top five, but that's okay. I'll write about that later. <clears throat> what um, did you decide on Night in the Woods, Nick? We're keeping it? Uh, looking at this list, I think I we... I pick it over Life is Strange, but I know I Tyler, you were a stronger opinion. I think it does Life is Strange better. Mm. I mean, I, I see what you're trying to say. I, I, I think you lose a bit with the abstraction with the animals in uh, Night in the Woods. I True. know some people might disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, animation and I can see anthropomorphism, but yeah. yeah. I don't think that Life is Strange's writing is flawless, but I thought they did a pretty good job of creating that time and place in someone's life. Like, I think... Hmm. There's occasions that characters communicate a bit awkwardly, but I think that <laughs> yes. it does have a bit of a high school vibe to it, the way that people make certain decisions and uh, behave in certain ways. I guess to me it felt like a TV show of a high school. Well, that was, we, we talked about that during the It's, a, the it's a fucking it's, CW, it's a CW show, CW absolutely. Show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is I've, not a bad thing, and they did that tone well, but as much as I love Life is Strange and was into it, it's pulpy in a way that I don't know it stands out as a decade um, story, whereas yeah. Night in the Woods represents so much of what we've gone through, what people go through, and similar themes like we're talking about. I think it's a stronger version of that. I agree. All right. Seems like I'm not going to win this one. You got it into the top 30 games yeah and we can make the list longer it was rare like it was something it was barely in the top 10 when we did the top 10 yeah you know you know we i was pushing for top 10 we got the top 20 we're not going to push down to top 30 now we got to make this work (laughs) Uh, well at least get to 25 the time for that would have been when we got to 50 (laughs) yeah we're (laughs) at about be honest four hours now so all right let's keep moving folks we got we're at 29 games we can do this um, I mean, 
Yeah, I'm I just fine I do not feel like we have quite a few two-person or pet choices here. So are we getting down to now making more of statement choices? Like Dark Souls kind of snuck in there because it represents the decade, and I, but I don't know that anyone ever felt that passionate about it compared to picking uh, out. Tyler did. Well, I but, didn't get to Dark Souls until after the Game of the Year stuff, so it, it wouldn't have been in contention for me that year. Yeah. No, I mean, it's on the list, so that's not the point I'm making. I'm just saying that it felt like it kind of got in there as Dark Souls, whereas maybe if you like Dark Souls 2 or 3 more or whatever, or Bloodborne more, which I thought you did, that didn't make the list. So Dark Souls is on there as kind of a um, pick for the Souls genre. But then what we have left is a lot of kind of pet picks that maybe a couple people are supporting. So are we trying to now weed out what are some favorites or what are we trying to now move the list toward what we want the list to represent and we're going to have to make more of symbolic choices or a combination of both? Like how are we going to cut 10 more games? I think we got to sacrifice and I think we got to lock. I think it's hitting it from those both those two ends. Um, if anyone sees something they are willing to sacrifice, knowing that they made it to the top 30, please, it would really help. I just um, sacrificed one, so, you know. I think I'm ready to let uh, Golden go, because it is <sighs> an extension of a game that was released in the previous decade. Yeah. And Undertale is more original. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like Undertale more. But I recognize its significance for the decade more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do uh, weep knowing there's no more Vita games, except maybe. Well, I guess there's a few ports. But hey, folks, we lost nine 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 somewhere along the way. Oh, I don't know when that happened. I mean, we did. Uh, apparently, I was blacked out when Stanley Parable got cut too. I've just been rolling with it. Okay, I didn't take those off. That I must didn't have been... move them either. That must have been in the confusion of things going weird. Great. Google wants to, uh, Google did this last year, too. I hate it. <laughs> um, I, Let's use Airtable. Yeah, there we go. Well, I don't think 999 would have made the cut based on this conversation. And I feel like I would have been maybe bullied out of Stanley Parable by now. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if Stanley's... Well, whatever. It's... I, Spencer, Tyler, you're still bullying us into keeping Bear Strands on this list. Yeah. And I will die before I yield. Okay, Tyler, so... I'm willing to yield Persona 4 Golden with you because I think, you know, we could talk about the problems a little bit more and I think then it might kind of not really seem like something we want to yeah. have carried over to the next decade, you know? Yeah. Like, the the homophobia around uh, Kanji and uh, the the way they treat Naoto's character is, yeah. I mean, if, that's Japan. That's not changed that will take know, time to more people felt passionate about persona 5 i think i w- would feel more comfortable having it on this list but i love persona the... 5 but four is the one i i four is in my top five for the decade all right are we what about uh device six coming back around to that for the third time <sighs> it's really cool uh i don't think it's i think we can cut it yeah okay it's the only mobile game left on the list if that matters i don't know does that matter to anyone? I mean, mobile uh, games in, also started last decade, too. I mean, it's not like we have to say mobile. True. In like 2013, 2014, it would have mattered, but I don't think it does right now. Especially yeah. if we're looking at a future where mobile is just another screen that you look at. And for actually, the same Minecraft games. is on mobile, so no. Minecraft is probably actually the, the mobile game of the, of the decade. That or Fortnite. It, it wasn't for any of us because of how we play games, but yeah, for kids yeah, and for. 
for a lot of other people, it's Minecraft. Okay, let's keep going, folks. 27, 7 to go. Do we are we still feeling pretty strongly about Last of Us though? I love that game. Do you pretty strongly out? about yeah. Sorry. Um, are we still feeling strongly about Last of Us, even though I do love that game? I feel um, like we've been dancing around it. I think there's. I mean, I think there's better stories, and I think there's better combat. Yeah, I mean, it was an I excellent combination of those two. But I wouldn't. We've already it. said that Walking Dead is the better dad game. Well, the better dad story. I think Last of Us is a much better game. I think it's the same problem Uncharted faced earlier, and I think it's the same thing I was talking about with Mario: is that it's it's good, but it's not something that really moves things forward. It's a hell of a survival adventure, though. Like yeah. having replayed it recently, um, that game sure. mechanically holds the hell up. And the story beats hit super hard still. Especially if you play it in the highest difficulty. The, like a madman. You're man. more reliant on those survival techniques and not just blowing yourself, blowing away all everything. Well, well, That's my purpose of asking the question, so it sounds like yes. I think we, we, want to keep I think it we come Walking Dead between those two. It, it hit me so freaking hard. I was a mess playing that game, but like... There are episodes I don't remember what the hell happened. It's really episode like one and three and five that I'm thinking of here. Two and four, which you know were made by there were some leads. some weak spots. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's moments in that game that are amazing, but I, I the performances are excellent. Yeah, I just I mean I I'm calling the same. Problem. It completely changed the adventure genre, though. Did it? Telltale was already doing adventure games. Yeah, yeah but though it became that, a culture that was their on. their formula. And Life is Strange doesn't exist without walking dead season one okay so maybe we don't cut it yet that's that's my thing but there are other games on this list that we can i would cut edith finch before walking dead um i would too yeah edith finch made to the top 30 but can we cut it yeah we can okay how about something we haven't talked about much which is pt I know this you guys were very strong when we were going through the picks but it's also I mean it's just hard for me to think of the I don't know it, you can't even play it now or you can't yep. play mod versions right or it's, it, hopefully you downloaded there's, there's it There's like a mod ver- like a standalone mod version that somebody's been working on and if somebody has a PS4 with it copy on yeah. it like how much so of there. that the story around it so I keep saying story but it just keeps what what comes to mind but how much of the fervor behind it and the longevity it has is because it's become inaccessible in the last several years since release that it became this a symbol of the whole Kojima I mean, relationship it disappeared and people can't play it anymore so now it keeps popping up in the blogs every time somebody mods something like so yesterday what, what was I, it that oh they found people out, are really still learning new things about it though like the fact yeah. that when you hear the woman behind you, she's actually fucking behind you. Like that's such a horrifying thing for me as a player to learn that my paranoia, that my fear was completely founded. So what I would say about PT is this, uh, it made our top 10 the year it came out. I think before a lot of this stuff went down Mm -hmm. um, on the merits of it as a self-contained experience. And that self-contained experience is the tightest, most terrifying horror game now whether that belongs on the top 20 is a different story but the way i look at it is it's just a it it hinted at a future of using technology in a variety of very strange ways like that i think that game required the microphone to beat it um and also similar to hitman it's a game that really asks you to get to know its space yeah and because it's just that one space it's so exquisitely detailed and modeled 
Like it really puts you in that environment. Both. Well, to to bring back an argument we talked about earlier is, is it, then it sounds to me like it's a um, Johann Sebastian Joust problem, where mm-hmm. it's a bespoke experience. Yeah. You could have experienced it in the right time in the right place, and it does it does imply a future that never happened and mm-hmm. it never appeared and that's unfortunate because of the relationship with kojima and konami but we kind of made the same argument with johan and then dropped it even though they are of course completely different games i i think so for our... a different kind of list like a the 10 games that define the decade list pt is there for sure i'm less sure that it's on a top 20 of our our picks for like the best most impactful yeah it's <laughs> it's a big story and it's a big thing in and of itself but i don't yeah it's on my short list but all right well i guess if pts to die so that death stranding can live <sighs> yeah about that <laughs> uh, i would take i would take death stranding over pt all right we tried koji in any uh, case kojima he, he made metal gear solid 5 after that anyways right yeah no, or yes. no currently you're... i assume Whatever. PT came out first. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but so, I'm pretty sure uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was very close to completion. Yeah. Um, oh well, it's off the list. All right. Is Beat Saber still a top twenty game? No. You're the one who was saying it was. I think it is. You got Beat Stearns. For for what it's worth, it's the only <laughs> VR game on this list. Yeah. And you guys yeah. were the ones that saying that and VR I, I mean, made a big splash in this decade. I mean, I VR became viable in this that. decade, but it, it, it hasn't made the big splash. I agree. Yeah. That's you fair. know what I bet what we're going to say with VR, too, is like Half-Life Alex next year is probably that VR game. But that just is emblematic to me of VR is still not widespread enough. I bet Half-Life Alex does open up. And I think there was even some article about interest in pre-orders or building hardware to support a VR headset for Half-Life Alex. Like there was some interest of enthusiasts to be ready and be prepared for it. To me, that seems like the game that's going to tell the story of VR, but that's happening next decade. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. It could do that. It could be the biggest hit in VR, but I think Beat Saber still conceptually is more interesting to me. Um, and playing I, do, it I don't is, think is a Half-Life game is leading the VR march. I think something on a PlayStation with that consumer level is going to be do that instead. It's just high profile because enthusiasts are very enthusiastic about Valve and Half-Life. Yeah, that's that's Spencer, the big difference. What's your B game? What's my what? B game. Like B as in the B movie, Beat Saber or Bear Stearns Bravo <laughs> of those or Apex Legends. So I. I do worry that we're going to, like, you know, we're going to cut everything of, I don't know, momentary, like, the things that actually defined the decade mm. and be left with the games that we like because we're a bunch of old men. No, like, I we feel already, like we've we lost have... MOBAs. We've got uh, one, you know, functionally on Death's Door, um, Battle Royale. Okay, uh, so how does Bear Stearns probably define the decade? Or, we have a lot of games that I think define the decade still, so I yeah. don't know that that's fair. Well, it's, yeah, it's also yeah. remember. So, so in any case, of the two, I mean, I will. I'm going to keep going to the mat for Bear Stearns Bravo because that's, I have to. Well, it, let's not um, let's not use this as a pick one of your two right now. Let's talk about the. Let's, let's stop going through with the genre for this. We don't need that. We, just let's, giving a frame of reference of what makes these games unique. 
Well, if we're talking about Give we us don't perspective, we don't have a this or we don't have a that for this series, like or for the the top twenty list. We've never been into mobas. We've never been into other stuff. It's not like we've always done that with the other top ten lists. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. fair. It's, Do, uh, go ahead. Sorry, that's okay. Um, uh, is Jackbox a lock? I feel like it's one of yes it's a great party experience but i don't um think of it as like man i'm so glad this happened this decade i just think of it as this is something cool to do when people are over for a party but it just doesn't i don't know i i mean it's i mean great. let me sell you on it maybe um because like this yeah, game couldn't me. have existed before this decade no and I, yeah i think i'll say but, yes i would i would support what nick's saying on to, on it to get a jackbox in that's true and you know it's it, it is the most accessible game on the planet. Like every time I go to a party now, someone has it, even if they don't like play games. They always want to play the t-shirt game or play Quiplash or something. No, I think that's a fair argument, especially technology. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say we lock it. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Oops, wrong place. Okay. Um, I'm willing to enter dropping odyssey now okay does anybody feel it's, strongly it's one of the better games of the of the decade but it doesn't define it the same way that zelda does and then we're not talking about quotas we're not talking about how many of this type of genre yeah, it's not a, not a platform or a era defining mario game it is the 25th best game if we cut it now yeah i think that's a fine statement okay thank you um all right, someone else kill their darlings. Yeah. Um, I think Undertale has to be on this list. I agree with you. I So I was preparing to support you in that. Thank um, you. <laughs> because, I, I mean, look, when you, when you think about Undertale... Um, it's well it's everywhere of course but it's one of the most original debuts this decade or in general of all time pretty much a singular work right i think there was um timmy chang assisting with art but it was mostly toby fox yeah correct mm-hmm. so yes it did like we talked about earlier with shovel knight it cherry picked some themes tones sounds emotions um from that kind of classic 8-bit era but it did entirely unexpected things with it went in an entirely different direction it became iconic overnight with the supporting cast um uh overnight stardom and notoriety for toby fox the soundtrack is fantastic it's been in symphonies now there's a symphony starting like it's become a cultural thing too it showed up in smash kenny omega yeah (laughs) undertale was i'm not a huge fan of undertale but it's what? foolish to not have it in a game of the decade. Yeah, it's one of the best debuts of this decade. It's also a proof of the fandom just because it's gone from an independent game that was kickstarted, you said, and, and on PC and then on yeah. consoles and, and has caught fire in places you wouldn't expect, like the fandom in Japan that wanted a Japanese translation so bad and were debating what the like how the words were used in Japanese because of the translation for characters. Like it's it's amazing how it's caught and how it's caught fire. Toby yeah. Fox came out of nowhere and ended up writing a song for the latest Pokemon game. Like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, so. 
for what it's worth, more than any game on this list, I think Undertale is the game that defines the decade for me. It captures the indie spirit, the DIY one-person Kickstarter dream mm-hmm. gone right. It is a immensely personal, immensely heartfelt, crafted, beautiful game with silly as hell and probably looks obnoxious from the outside with the wrong perspective because, you know, people on the internet ruin everything. But um, this this is the game that d- defines the 2010s for me more than anything else. So, so Then it sounds like you don't need Nier on here. Hey, I'm sorry. I mean, it feels hard to love that one and stand yeah. alone as a whole decade um, statement, but I understand it did a lot of unique things, and Tyler spoke about them earlier. But there are games I would cut before it, but there are a lot of games like I would what, cut Nick? after it. Like what? Like um, what? Hitman. Uh, I mean, Gran Turismo, Apex Legend. Well, I feel like Apex needs to be on here probably. Well, I don't know. Does it? I don't really like it as much as anything else here. Yeah, I mean, what Spencer was saying earlier is about the old man statement. I Hopefully we refuted that a little bit. And yes, I think it's important for us to represent the decade. Battle Royale is one of these stories, if not the story, because of uh, Fortnite. I think Apex is more important than Beat Saber. But yeah, I... You I might be right. Say that. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately coming to terms with that. Beat Saber is of two eras, and it's the era before and after yeah, this one. Yeah, I mean, it's really neat, and I love it to death, but I think we can probably cut Beat Saber. So and, what we're saying is, if and, you get VR headset, you should get Beat Saber, but yeah. that doesn't mean that it's going yeah. Despite what I will say and what I want to say and everything, I think Gran Turismo's board can go as well. Thank you, Doug. Thanks. It, it is a fantastic Gran Turismo. I've loved it, and I haven't cared about that series, like I said, since Gran Turismo 3. I'm just saying, any other, any of the other esports that are out there, any other sports games that are out there, I know the NBA one also has a connection with its league, but they're not giving the champions the, the trophies and the awards at the same time as they're giving the Formula One champion the award at the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Now we so have no sports more games. games on our list. Well, that sounds about right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we it have wasn't... to cut two more games. Yeah. So these are probably the hardest ones, actually, because everything right. else is okay. so close. So we know that Spencer is going to literally murder us all and then commit seppuku if uh, Bear Stearns is probably yeah. eliminated. Do we care about him living that much to let him have it? But yeah. Spencer, <laughs> why is it a game of the decade? Can you explain it? Honestly, honestly, personally, uh, this is nothing but a vendetta because you guys would not let me have it. <laughs> all right, so we cut it then. Came out. I think that, that does no, not you sound like fucking, a good reason to cut it. You're not selling me, buddy. No. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. Oh, God, look. We might have to put it to a I, vote. I, I just think it's so sublimely weird, and it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's beyond comparison. I don't can think you we'll make, ever see anything Well, can you make like the connection there by saying how weird it is? Does that represent this decade specifically, or is it just a weird game that came out this decade? I mean, it was very much a product of the... Um, but Flash was in a previous the, decade too. Well, no, 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 not not Flash, but of the um, the financial crisis. The recession. If we're thinking about FMV, though, crisis. like we already cut the game I thought had a stronger showing, which was Her Story. You cut out. What'd you say, Tyler? If we're cutting, He's if we're about... looking at FMV games, we already cut the game that I thought had a much stronger showing. Her Story. Yeah. Yeah. We cut that a long time ago. I mean, I think Bear Stearns Bravo is the weirdest thing on this list, and that is not insignificant. Um, I just don't know what it's about, and I played it. Not to say that's a bad thing, just... I mean, I would keep it above something like Hitman or Nier 
or even Last of Us, but I felt like those I, were all. I would think I think Hitman has a worse case for staying on than Bear Stearns, personally. What? Yeah. I think Hitman <laughs> Two is insane. more insane. The, the the one the old one, but that's just me. So is Hitman is the argument for Hitman right now that it did cool it did a cool business model in the 2010s? Sorry, can you right, speak right, closer to the mic? You're, you're cutting out, Aaron. Sure. Um, is the argument for Hitman right now that it it did a really cool thing with a business model in the 2010s? No. Yes, it's a good hit. It's a good shooter and it's a good Hitman game. But what else? I mean, is it the business model and the episodic model that we are talking is the most important thing right now? No. It it's improvement on the prior games in the series. So it's improvement of the mechanics. It's the quality and the depth of how you can get through those because even even in the older games it was all about how you get through that and if you want to do it one way or another but in those missions especially a couple of them i can think of there's about 20 different ways you can do some of the missions and it's also it's finally understanding that there's physical comedy to the situations that it puts you into regardless of the trappings of it being a very high pressure type of game now, and, and, but not to be. Did, I did play the previous entries. I looked at them similar to the way I did other single player games, where I would go through the level, I would move on to the next level, I would complete the game, I'd be done with the game. The way that they released this and the way that they supported it through updates and through additional content made me actually engage with the systems more deeply, learn different styles of play, learn how to use different tools. Rather than looking at levels as one singular strategy that suited myself, I started to engage with the game more deeply. And well, why I don't I was, find many games do that. Why I was mentioning the business part is to me that's more interesting to think of that we would be talking about it because it broke new ground in how to sell a AAA game using a model that had been for like adventure games or story games. But what I'm hearing is it was a better iteration of an existing format. And that, to me, doesn't feel like... Yes, it, yes, it gave you that um, reason to go back and try new things each level, but having better replayability doesn't feel like... Like, who gives a shit for this decade is kind of the argument. Well, I, I actually think Timer's making a good point here That's for me. That's I mean, I think it's not just that it encourages you to go back and really like learn the different systems and learn different approaches, but that that's the whole thing Hitman's always been about. They just haven't found a, like a meta narrative or a system to wrap around it to yep. really get you to engage with it the right way. And they finally did. And when that game works in this way, it's like a very, very rich, unique thing. And I do. Right, we'll, we'll keep it. Then we just need to be here's what I think we should cut more games. I'm looking at this list and I want to remind us all, this is our goddamn list. Like we can say whatever we want to say with it. And I think, with that in mind, I don't think we need a battle royale game. Okay. I mean, I think we've all been in agreement. Most, well, not all, sorry, but a lot of us have. But if if anyone thinks battle royale is like it. the big thing that will we want to remember and define the decade by, and that's this is the one of the twenty best games of the decade, then I'll hear it. But I'm I'm looking at like everything else on this list, and I, I think Apex stands out to me. Yeah, Who but keeping it, it for fear right. of not come to thinking terms with of it. battle royale, that's not a reason. Sorry, what's not a reason? I, I've come I, to keep it just because of fear that we didn't represent battle royale. I, I mean, uh, that that is a concern that I have. Hey, we cut mobas, I'm, so I'm genre. willing. I'm willing to part with it. MVR. I'm trying to save Bear Stearns Bravo, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I no, I, that, I I'm fine with. All that. right, one more cut and we're done. So Death Stranding for real. 
Um, we already got rid of the other put Kojima game, right? Well, like, I will. It's not the decade of Kojima, though. My neck out. In terms of what it's we, always the decade of Kojima. <laughs> in terms of what we like, what we champion, what we talk about a lot, I'm seeing that Spelunky is still here, and I'm not thinking that it's something that we would talk about a lot, discuss a lot, bring up in the past. It's important, I, well, but I don't is... know if it's something that's important to us in the same way. Well, yes. Yeah, so think of the what's left here is we have one more game to cut. Or, right? I would rather we cut have... Spelunky. But just look down the whole list again. Look at everything. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at everything on this though. list, and I think I would. I mean, I, I would probably cut Spelunky or Doom. Oh, that's um, that's a roughen. I mean, I've, I've, Spelunky again. You could write a thesis on it. It's incredible. Right, but then we talked earlier, Spelunky versus Celeste, and you're like, oh, I'm, the point is that Celeste means more to us. Yeah, and I... Was Spelunky the first game that had daily runs? I don't know. That That is a big trend. Yeah, the daily but content. We just, we just cut, we cut MOBAs, we cut well, Battle Royales, because we don't necessarily have to support the first. trend. We're talking about what our list is. I'm just saying the trend is part of what makes it unique and makes it special i'm not saying sure. keep it only because of that trend but i think it's a identifying characteristic that made that game better and made it stand yeah. out more for me yes but we have something all the rest of the games here have somebody who's passionately defended them and i don't see the same with spelunky I, you want me to passionately defend spelunky uh-oh <laughs> Jesus. We lost him. Are we still passionate about Into the Breach? Just checking, because we haven't talked about it for a while. Yes. 20 best games of the decade. Oh, man. I, I was more passionate about FTL, so you guys argue amongst yourselves about that one. It sounds like Spencer's a hard yes, and Nick is thinking about it. I think but... Into the Breach hasn't been equaled. And I think Spelunky inspired a lot of stuff, but a lot of things Spelunky does have done, been done better by other roguelikes and other platformers. Okay. And, well, let's, let's and none of those are against, on this list. But yeah. let's compare against Spelunky then, since it seems like it's a weak link, but also mm-hmm. I want to make sure the final pick we make to cut gives us our 20, and we don't regret that. So Spelunky versus the Woods. How, how are those two com- comparable oh, just, at all? It's not comparing Support. apples to apples. It's talking okay. about, yeah. I, I would like, go with Spelunky over Night in the Woods. I would go with Night in the Woods. I would go with Night in the Woods. Yeah, me too. Um, Nier, same thing. Spelunky versus Nier. I mean, we heard some great points about Nier, but just... just trying. I mean, to, I, I choose Spelunky over Nier, but that is because I straight up don't get Nier. I also don't like Nier, but I would rather see it than Spelunky. Just, I don't know. I said don't get. Uh, I, I've never played. It's just not something I would play. I'm not going to say near is bad. Mm. Near I mean, is such a good great. vibe. We, we talked about uh, Doom being stronger than Titanfall because Titanfall has a linear way that they want you to play through those levels. Does Into the Breach offer you variety in terms of how you approach Ooh, levels? Because yeah. when I play those levels, I feel like there is one set way that I'm supposed to solve this problem. I find that that mm. evolves substantially based on which team you're playing and what kind of equipment and leveling up you've done. Like what may at yes. first blush been, have been very simple, tank in front, missiles in back thing may change suddenly if you need to have proximity for healing and things like that, or if the enemies can charge long distances. Um, okay. I think Into the Breach is a very dynamic game. I think it's better at randomization than Spelunky. 
in some ways. Maybe um, is this a stupid question not worth asking, but from what remains here, it represents this decade. Do we care at all if some of what's if what's left has uh, life into the next decade, even if it's just referential? Mm. I think this, it, it is this decade. And that's first and foremost, we, we want to represent the best of this decade. I think right. concern about influence on the next is, I, to me, it's secondary. Yeah, yeah, sure. I just still feel like we're just giving Spencer so much credit here. Like, yeah, it's the only game that has one singular person championing it. Yep. Yeah, Spencer, I... We love you, buddy. I do, but like... I just don't. I still don't know really what it is that brings you joy. I, mean, about I was this. the only one. I, I was only. I was the only one who pushed for it at the time. We were more willing to make concessions on the yearly game of the years, but. At, at best, it would be like a funeral pyre on this list. <laughs> like, here lies the last truly ambitious batshit Yeah, we could game. put Spencer's 21st game of the decade at the very bottom of the list. I, just I think that's I even mean... funnier to make it 21 and have it be the, <laughs> the weird one out for how weird it is in general. It's It's deeply weird. It's deeply unmatched. I... And it, and ultimately, like, it didn't get placed because of a technicality. Like, oh, but the third episode isn't out yet. The, the third episode was never coming. That game was so niche that it was never going to get that level of support. So it's still incomplete. Oh. So it's... So well, is it a defining yeah, sure game of the decade? For the most all incomplete right. defining all decade. All right, all right. Fucking drive the dagger into my heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, you know, this Fuck is also me. around the same time as Jazz Punk, and I'm surprised Jazz Punk never came up here because I feel like that nailed absurdity. I, I strongly prefer. I wanted to Jazz, Jazz Punk, Punk, but yeah. Oh well. We did it. We got twenty. We have twenty. Thank Christ. All right. We've only got four <laughs> now we more put hours them in order. to sort them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just copy this on over to here. Should we ask if anyone wants a break before we do this final part for like five minutes? Is anyone need if anyone it? needs it? But I, I'm ready to push through if you all are. I am. But don't so speak this should be now. easy. What's our number one game of the decade? Uh, Breath of the Wild. I mean, it is, but yeah. Their I mean, I, argument I, closed. I honestly, don't know looking at this list because, like, again, like saying a game is the game of the decade feels more significant than calling it a game of the year. Yeah, it does. I yeah, think we does. need to at least talk through it. And I know that that's more talking, but... Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it for certainly me, for is. Me, like, what's everyone's number one, if you don't mind sharing? It's Breath of the Wild. From this list that we have, obviously very different from my personal list, but Breath yeah. of the Wild. From this list, I think it's Dark Souls. From this list, I think it's Undertale. Oh, shit. Doug's going to say Mass Effect. You can hear Spencer uncorking whiskey in the background and saying, fuck this shit. <laughs> I, I, I actually kind of want to take that five. In the background. <laughs> uh, this, this was going to be it. I was finally going to have indication. Um, uh, of this list, 
Oh, Christ. Um, Overwatch. I'm just bolding so we don't forget these ones. Sure. Doug, were you going to say Mass Effect 2? I have this one I'm tempted to say. That or Hitman for you, maybe? I mean, those are the two. From from my original document, those are the only two that are surviving because everything else has been killed. Um, I didn't choose the game that I most like to play yeah, yeah, for my no. game of the decade. I chose yeah. when I think game of the decade, as much as I fucking love Breath of the Wild, yep. I think Dark Souls is more emblematic of the decade. I would agree with that. I could also make an argument for Celeste or for Spelunky as well. Yeah, this is going to be the difficult part now is there's the emblematic part, but there is still what is comparatively the best game too. Yeah. I think. And that's a difficult math problem to solve. I don't think there's any weak... Well, well, there's a couple games that are a bit lower quality, but I don't think there's much that's here purely because it's a token or purely because it's representing something or another. Yeah. I am glad that no one said Minecraft so that we can avoid that whole fiasco again. Yeah. I think getting it's, on this list is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think even Minecraft at the bottom, number 20, but I don't know if we're there. Uh, it just, it deserves to be there's, I think there are games that deserve that. There's, there's lower than 20. There's, there's lower than we'll it get for there. 20. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think... We should probably start trying to sort roughly. Yeah. Mass Effect 2 is probably lower on the list, yes? I think so. Bottom half? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start moving some things as you guys call it. Maybe top half versus bottom half is a good way to start. Yeah. So maybe we put Breath. Like Breath of the Wild is going to be at the top ish, right? It'll be in the top 10, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Let's let's do top top 10 10. and bottom 10. Sounds great. Um, So yeah, probably Dark Souls in the top 10. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think Walking Dead in the bottom ten. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I I think so. I think we if got I'm it thinking here. bottom ten, like it's fine if we put Spelunky on there. That was pretty weak. It's fine if we put Near Automata Autom Automa, 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 Near AutoZone, I think. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the one. Get, get near fine having that in the bottom ten. Okay. I think even down. Hitman in the bottom ten. I think so. Even I'm, if it's like pretty much 11. anything we called a lock should probably be in the top ten. I think Undertale should be in the top ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. Even if it's and 10. Jackbox. I yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'd put bottom half of the top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. This is in the yeah. number nine slot right now. I think that makes sense to me. Okay. Last so I would, I would move Jackbox up. I would move Celeste down. I would do that. Uh, I don't yeah. know if Last of Us should be in the top ten. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think it should yeah, be in the bottom. I think that can be if, down in the bottom. We've had a lot of reservations if about that. If the decade that. ended in 2015, it'd probably be near the top. Sure. But yeah, times have changed. I'm going to move Jack- Last of Us to like slot number 11 or 12 there. Oh, there's some numbers. Sorry. I'm going to bump Celeste down, Jackbox up. I think Celeste should be higher than Jackbox. I think Jackbox is in there and it's good and it should be top half, but not necessarily above Celeste and things like that. I mean, I, I would even more put significant Celeste than Celeste. Walking Dead. I don't see Celeste as being a top ten game. Are we ignoring I Celeste sure. tackling both accessibility and also the story themes it tackles? 
I think I'm not, but okay. Can we move Walking Dead down? That was what I was. Yeah, I think Celeste. I think it should be Jackbox. in the top ten. I'm fine yeah. if it's number ten. Okay. Put it at ten. Maybe Doom above it, or just because Doom's at ten. Do we think Doom is above Walking Dead? I uh, I don't. Mm, I don't okay. think Doom's a top ten game. All right. I uh, think, what can we bring uh, up from the bottom then? Papers, please. Night in the Woods. I'd say Night in the Woods or Papers, please. Both. I'd be happier with Paper Please in the top ten than Night in the Woods. I could live with that. I could live with that. So drop Doom down. Yeah, this is not where Doom's going to land, yeah, probably. Yeah. But I'm just no. putting Paper Please in the top ten. All right, and I'm going to go ahead and move the bottom ten a couple slots down, just so we can uh, yeah sure visually separate them a little bit cleaner. Uh, wait a minute. Did I we still have too many games in the bottom ten. Yeah, you're too right. Shoot. Okay. Uh, what of these bottom 11 now should be up in the top 10? Death Stranding. I'm Mass Effect it. 2. Mass Effect 2. I think Death Stranding. Uh-oh, that's 2 and 2. Spencer? <laughs> He's going to say Mass Effect. I, I can, my, my spirit is crushed. What if um, we make them 11 and 12, and or 10 and 11, and then we keep working? Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, Just move everything else up one spot. There you go. The split is just for clarity. I'm not saying that this is how it's going to work out. I know. Um, we know. Okay. Okay. Now let's do a little jockeying for position. Yeah. Is it... Okay. Do we want to start in a specific half or just... Let's start from the bottom half. So Spelunky, up, down, or stay? I think above do. Well, can't go down anymore. <laughs> Yeah, number fifty. Um, I think it goes above Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, Doom getting on the list is great. It might be of these bottom, of the weakest one. Something just, we're ignoring is that Doom had a truly awful multiplayer tacked <laughs> onto it, it. Sure did. It did. Yeah. I put Doom had a very good. Uh, simulator for making those cg football players that you see at on fox sports mm-hmm. um does killer queen hang near the very top or is it still it's still an amazing experience but it should it be pushed closer down to the bottom i think it should be down farther i think it should be like 18 19 i don't i've never played it so i can't really we've on its significance i think getting into the top 20 for that is good but the limitations we've discussed mean it should be lower down i don't necessarily agree with that i think that we've always argued over access as a whether that should be a knock against something and i realize it's hard to talk about a game that many of us literally cannot play but i don't think that diminishes the quality of the experience it just puts the onus on the people who have played it i think to really make the case so so where it is is fine Maybe if it's not at the bottom, but do you think it should go down a little bit or right where it I is? I could swap it with Into the Breach. I mean, no I'd rather opinion. see Killer Queen up than Into the Breach, so I guess I'm fine where it is. I think, I think personally Nier and Hitman should be higher up in the bottom ten, but that's just me. Last of Us could go down further for me. The Last of yeah, Us could I, definitely go down. Maybe Last, Last of Us at 19? Sure. I'd put Last of Us ahead of Night in the Woods. And would anyone else? We can make that move. No. But, I mean, if it helps move things along. 
I think what I, Night I in the Woods is saying in terms of a story is more important than Last of Us and how well that's done. I think Night in the Woods is right where it should be. Yep. Yeah. Spencer, you were saying something though. Oh, uh, I wouldn't rank Last of Us as highly, but that's me. Do you, do you want to swap it with Doom then? Um. Yeah, it's barely any. Uh, there. I'd have I wouldn't do that personally, but no, I, I wouldn't move Last of Us below Doom. All right. Is Nier Automata where it should be? I don't think so. No, I think but both I, it and I'm, Hitman should be top part of the top of this bottom ten. I'm cooler on Nier than I am on Hitman. I like Hitman more Frankly, than Nier. Frankly, I'm surprised that Nier's in the middle. I thought it would be uh, in the 18, 19, 20 range. Uh, yeah. I thought yeah. it would be 21, but here we are. What if we put Nier at 20 and move everything up a spot? Uh, I'm okay with that. If it if it helps move things along, sure. But I also like it where it is. I know Doug doesn't want it to drop either. No, it's. I don't want to drop it all the way to twenty, but I think no. That's my. Doom, that's Doom me is going. A, sorry, Doom is a beautiful, fun game, but like Nier is saying so much crazy shit. There are literal autom- automaton robots in a factory named Marks and Engels, and yep. like you just got to. All love right, it. let's let's leave it then. Okay. Um, Gone home into the breach. How do you guys feel about that? Or I think we can move Gone Home down a little bit, probably. Well, I well no, I would leave over to Hitman. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would put. I actually kind of like the bottom ten. I can live with I'd, it. Okay. Yeah, me too. Which for well, our, there's for, still the Death Stranding Mass Effect question though. So for those listening yeah. at home, we currently have Doom at twenty, The Last of Us at nineteen, Night in the Woods at eighteen. Spelunky at 17, Near Automata at 16, Hitman at 15, Gone Home at 14, Into the Breach at 13, Killer Queen at 12, and Mass Effect 2 at 11. I feel, so I know this is also something that we probably would disagree with, but um, is Death Stranding too new to still be in the top 10? I mean, I I just feel like, yes, 2019 game, we want to get it on there. It has It's doing amazing things that I hope to eventually soon get around to playing and experience for myself and then finally weigh those against the impressions that Tyler and Nick have had. But, I mean, just getting it into the top 10 for the decade, being it so new, is it really that fucking amazing? I'm not saying that to be dismissive compared to the longevity of something when we're comparing against Mass Effect 2 right now to maybe swap spots. Does Mass Effect 2 stand higher from its longer tail and and maturity Mm. for being around longer? I think that Mass Effect 2 has aged... uh, Time has not been as kind to Mass Effect 2 compared to modern RPGs and what's happened to Bioware. Well... They've been told to go different directions in terms of development, but what do you think about like what is what has aged this in terms of being an, an RPG or in terms of the story stuff even in Mass Effect Two? And we clamor for a remaster of this series, and I think all of us have talked about it's repeatedly recently yeah. that we would but, replay. Like I that. think the the binary morality thing coming from uh, Kotor, I think that's a very dated concept these days. I think as an RPG, it doesn't really offer you a wide wealth of choices, and the strength of that game is just the characters and getting to know the characters. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the strength of most Bioware games. Like even yeah. the the gameplay, like it's it's good, but I've played better RPGs. Well, since and then. that's that's the thing I'm willing to admit here that my bias is going to be against a brand new game. Also, and again, then, Reaper Baby, and then also saying that 
you know, yes, it hasn't aged as well because it is almost 10 years old. So it is kind of an unfair comparison with the hot newness that's doing weird Kojima shit versus something that, yes, hasn't aged well because it's been almost a whole decade since it came out. So I know it's kind of a lose-lose discussion there. Mm -hmm. Death Stranding is doing something new in ways that Mass Effect 2 didn't. Yeah, Mass Effect 2 improved significantly on its predecessor and it took the third-person combat that was du jour at that time so it's 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 I don't a think any game excellent refinement what death stranding is doing now then at that time either so like death uh, yeah stranding there, there's a point that, you know there's recency with death stranding we don't know what its impact is going to be at all and i i hear that and i think it's worth considering uh what i would say in defense of death stranding uh is that it is just absolutely fascinating to see a game willing to toss out so many conventions of what third person action and survival is and to just create its own really strange uh, internally consistent language of what does it mean to be in this world and to get around why what why do these motivations to deliver stuff matter and for a game to engage so earnestly and wholeheartedly with like these very real things we don't talk about as much about like you know society fragmenting and the planet dying and all these things it's as a game symbolically welcoming us into the next decade i mean it's depressing as hell in a certain light to say this but death stranding it feels like essential to me and what exactly does mass effect have to say like well, does well, it have any sort of commentary about social issues like it doesn't really climate feel like they went very hard in that direction they went farther with that than they did in one and they didn't go quite as overboard as they did in three well, Doug, we have to admit we're not going to win the argument that if we're looking at the message no, but of the I've, game, but I also I, don't really care what the message is of Death Stranding because I haven't played it. So I, it's fine staying at 10. I just, you know, I hope that it is, it does age well. I do. I really hope it does. I hope it is a herald of a new um, kind of perspective for third, for AAA games and for big games and not just Kojima as a weird artist doing weird things. I know you guys are really enjoying it. I hope I hope that it ages well, and I hope that I get interested in it when I play it, and I don't think that this is just insane. <laughs> so it's fine. We'll keep it at 10. I hope I don't regret this, too. Like, I've been wrong before, but... Um, yeah. yeah, worst case scenario, it's another heavy rain moment. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, um, in terms of not necessarily Mass Effect 2 versus Death Stranding... But discussing it and saying it's not doing enough in terms of social stuff. Like, remember the change from one to two. One was really focused on things and and opening and entering people into this world. But two did a lot with that world, and two brought up a lot of points that we would talk about now as more progressive politics, and actually did them pretty well. That's and true. we can at least be happy that Mass Effect 2 is sitting at the top of the bottom half compared to some really strong games. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it, it's... I'm I'm surprised it even got to 11. Yeah, maybe swap it with Death Stranding for 10, but also that's a pretty stacked bottom list, just like any game of... Tw- or any list of 20 games for this entire decade is going to be. Yeah. I think these two games belong right next to each other. Um, old and new, pinnacles of their times... Uh, bringing a lot of amazing, exciting ideas to the table and executing them in a very effective way. Is Mass Effect 2 our oldest game on the list? It might be. Just about. Uh, Minecraft is close, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably roughly the same time. Yeah. Um, All right. 
one last thing I'll say about Mass Effect 2 is I, I feel like it's the J.J. Abrams to the Mass Effect 1's TNG. And going back, despite the rougher mechanics and bad combat, I still prefer Mass Effect 1's vibe. Mass Effect 2 right. does the crew a lot better in terms of finding people again and, and getting surprises and getting that, but that builds off of what one built. Look, at least it's not the Star Trek nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> so. so here we are ten years later. Mm-hmm. Minecraft is above Mass Effect and Red Dead's not even on the list. Wow. Time, I man. played the long game. And <laughs> 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 um, let's talk about the top ten, maybe? Are we okay with yeah. the bottom ten? Yep. I think yeah. So. Okay. We, if we're please, all not happy, higher than that. yeah. No, I'm surprised so. that Gone Home and Walking Dead are in the places they are because I would kind of swap them. But I, we already made our piece at the bottom ten, so that's fine. Yep. If we're all not happy, then we've kind of done our job. Yeah. Then we did our job. <laughs> I mean, do you want to uh, switch Gone Home and Walking Dead? No. 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 It's fine. Just, I would move Celeste down a spot. I, I, I still want to. I would still rather see Celeste higher, but I would be fine keeping it where it is. I would put it above I, Jackbox. I would too. Yeah. Well, would I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I think Minecraft should be above Overwatch. I do well, too. Moved, I don't know if we moved on yet, though. We we so have. Are we keeping Celeste where we are, or do we want to try to discuss moving it up or down? So it sounds like let me before you let's talk about that in just a moment, but just to make sure nine and ten are locks. Cutting out. Yeah, Nick. I Sorry, I was just saying let's let's have that conversation right now. But just first, I want to make sure nine and ten are locks. Is that correct? I believe so. Okay, great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I feel like this order is of Walking Dead, Celeste, Jackbox, eight, seven, six is is correct to me. I know Aaron wants Celeste higher. I want it lower. I mean, I well, think Jackbox getting that high is is good, but I don't know if it's like we've talked about that. There, well, yeah. Party Pack Three even itself has it's downsides an and has placement. ones that don't hit quite as well. Okay, you know, I'm actually I don't the fact that it's in the top ten is mind blowing to me, and yep. I, in a good way, I love it. But I'm I, how about we move it to eight? I yep. think that's a solid place for it. Great. It got in the top and eight. I'm that's that's pretty this. spectacular. Yeah, Jackbox is incredible. I'm fine with this for Celeste and Walking Dead. Okay. If anybody else seconds that or thirds it or whatever. So are, are, are we good with Walking Dead Season 1 and Celeste at 7 and 6, respectively? I know Tyler would swap Celeste with Walking Dead. I mean, I, I can do that if that um, solidifies it. I just don't see Celeste broaching the top five. Because the top five no. right now is Breath of the Wild, Dark Pretty Souls, hard. Undertale, yeah. Overwatch, and Minecraft. Maybe Overwatch would swap with it, but I don't see that. We can swap uh, Celeste and Walking Dead. You cut out I'm there. Sorry. Yeah, Celeste and what? These damn, damn it, uh, Discord. It's fine. Let's, let's okay. move to the okay. top five. Okay. I think Minecraft should be above Overwatch. I do too. I'm fine with that. Yep. Overwatch is a solid number five. I agree. I think we lock it at five. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I feel so. If it were me, I would be happy with this order if we swap Minecraft and Undertale. No, I, I think we move Zelda down. I think we move Zelda no. to two. I don't think so. 
Dark like so Dark Souls. Well, okay, maybe that was the uh, swap that I heard, but is what we're saying that Dark Souls would be the number one? Is that more of the agreement? Because I can't. Yes, it rep- represents this decade, but it's not the best game of the decade. No, it's Undertale. But <laughs> Dark Souls. Okay, here's how I'd frame it. Zelda Breath of the Wild is like the uh, platonic ideal of video game in this decade. It is, in many ways, the best game of the decade. Dark Souls, to me, is the most influential and boldly um, kind of sure-of-itself game that spawned a whole copycat industry and influenced every AAA game after a certain I think in some ways, Breath of the Wild does not exist in its current state without Dark Souls. Probably not. Uh, Undertale sincerely is I think the best game of the decade but that's also highly subjective and I don't think it's going to get above a 3 so I'm not going to push and Minecraft is maybe actually the most important game of the decade yeah I think all three of those games are more influential than Breath of the Wild has been so far but that's also a a recency issue yeah so uh, in that argument then if we have in my opinion and what both both of you guys were saying, I can I can understand that that Breath of the Wild is, I think, the best game of the decade of in a top three scenario. I think Dark Souls is perhaps the most copied game of the decade. I guess influential, but I was going to say, say impactful. In, impactful and Minecraft is perhaps the most influential or most important. Like you said, sorry, you said most important. So Minecraft is yeah. the most important. Dark Souls is the most influential, and I think Zelda is the best overall game of the decade. I but can see that. that order, I think that's where we're up for debate. And having Undertale at four, even if that hurts, I think then jockeying those top three in whatever order that we finally decide is a is an interesting argument to have. I think the top Nick, three is correct. Not the order, but the, those three. Nick, what's your case for Undertale as number one? As number one? Um, yeah. It's uh, it's a number of things, and it's it's hard because like a lot of this, my feelings about this game are you know deeply personal. It's a game I've played every single year since it came out, and so at least I can say that from my perspective, this game holds up mechanically and conceptually over time. But my argument doesn't really hinge on that. It's more that this is like more than Celeste, more than Gone Home, more than anything. Undertale is a game about people and decisions and and feelings and considering the consequences of your actions and. Um, it plays that out to comedic effect in a lot of cases, but what this game does design-wise to respond to your choices goes beyond anything that Telltale's ever done, goes beyond anything I've seen Bioware do. It is so nuanced, and there are so many permutations of what can happen that have meaningful consequences in each time. Mm-hmm. And the way that the game can, like, the, the color drains from it, the sound slows down, everything becomes, like, horrible when you start killing things, and it just goes and goes and goes. It's just so... Powerful. The issue for me is that all the things that you're saying are things that I do like about the game, mm-hmm. but it's it's the battles, it's the actual like gameplay that just never resonated, never worked with me. Was it the bullet hell part? Yeah, hmm. I really liked it. And I did, I did want to go the pacifist route. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, pacifist is the majority of why I would push for this game. The pacifist route is, a, and the notion of playing this game non-violently and having them actually rewarded in a way like, no, like Metal Gear's always had a pacifist route, but like the best thing you get is a different title at the end. 
Um, this is the first game to really, you know, give you permanent consequences for your actions. Like, even if you beat the game, like, positively and you go back and do a genocide route, the game save is forever corrupted. And even if you get the best ending again, you will see that your character is, like, corrupted and is possessed by this evil spirit. And I don't know. I just I think... Feel... It... I mean, I'd be fine with it living at three. It already is at three. That, that's what I said. I'd be and fine with it living at three. at three. Does anyone think that Minecraft should be above it? I, well, this I is, don't. Oh. But... Minecraft is a statement pick then. Um, it's super important, like you said, but I also don't like playing. <laughs> I love Minecraft doesn't have anyone fighting for it, so it's probably going to have to stay at number four. Yeah. Okay. So, so at this point, with Doug Dark and Souls, Spencer, then. The thing yeah. with Dark Souls guys... for me is that we've spent this whole game of the year our last 11 years and we missed dark souls one we got dark souls two barely on the list because i enjoyed it we didn't do shit with dark souls three yes the series is influential it's it's done a lot in the industry you guys didn't like sekiro which was a change on the formula bloodborne um was super cool and you guys did like that but that didn't even make our list i think like i just feel as if we've had a trend now and yes this is an opportunity to reflect on perhaps mistakes or or statements we do want to make but we've had this this history now of barely acknowledging the souls born series uh and it's it's uh, ilk and now we're just going to put it up at number one because it had that impact when we barely even talked about every game of the year i think the issue for me is that because of the challenge these games present they are often very slow burns for me yeah and i have to put in a great deal of time and push past that stage where I feel like the game is actively rejecting me. And once I break through that barrier, it's kind of like a revelation. And it's like, okay. That moment is really powerful. Now. Yeah, it's not Get saying it. those the, the games aren't successful in those moments, and we do, it is revelatory when we reach that, but I just... I just it's still not the story of the decade to me even though it is one of the stories it's a solid number two for me from what's left no pun intended but okay no poop jokes well, um, we haven't heard anything from Doug and Spencer like what do you guys think of when you think of what you want to because you're going to be putting your name well, on what's this left, list essentially right. mm-hmm. so even if you don't feel super passionately about Breath of the Wild about Dark Souls about Undertale like what do you guys want to see as what your site is saying is the top number one game of the decade. Another rank. So I'm pretty okay with the order as it is right now for a couple of reasons. First being, I actually have Zelda and I want to play it. I haven't gotten time or, or <laughs> taken the time to actually put into it yet, but this is the one that I want to get around to when I have time now. Okay. Dark Souls, I don't have the interest in, but I can respect and understand what it calls from you and what it takes from you and what it's asking of you. And you can also say, okay, this one, you know, Dark Souls influenced everybody and you wouldn't have some of the aspects of Breath of the Wild without Dark Souls. Right. But I think another angle to look at it is Breath of the Wild was a Switch launch game. And, you know, there's others that were important there too, but... Breath of the Wild, maybe not exactly launch day, but it came out around the time the Switch launched, and that helped just completely propel that thing to where it became impossible to buy for a long time in Japan. Sure, but that Nick, happens a lot, right? Well, Nick, your defensive Undertale yeah. has swayed me. 
Okay. And I look at the impact that Undertale has had on the industry, on the fan base, and it continues to resonate with people. I would be willing to put Undertale at number one, Zelda at number two, Dark Souls at number three. I would take that. And this might sound a little bit superficial and shallow, and I know Aaron's going (laughs) to immediately scoff. I think having a number one Zelda game on a top 20 games of the decade is a fucking boring choice. Well, I think our list can be better than that. What I was going to make, yeah, to the point of making the list better is if we had put Souls at the top, what what are we saying with our side of putting the most core of core games and difficulty up at the top where we have kind of refuted that often throughout True. our entire system and our entire editorial throughout these 10 years? So regardless of if it was Breath of the Wild or even Undertale, if we're entertaining that, like, yes, Dark Souls has impact, but we try not to put like that doesn't seem like us to me is putting dark souls up there as our number one game um because we seem to avoid that or not lavish praise on the games that are the most core of core mechanics yeah i don't want to buy undertale for a third time just to really try to play it you know here's what i'll say i can but i i can to sorry to butt in for you nick i see what tyler says as well and i think the themes of an independent development kind of building on the traditions of the past, like Undertale borrowing so much from the old Zeldas. Building that and building something that's truly new for this decade and this generation, I can get behind that as well. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but the thing with Breath of the Wild for me is that it also, it's not just a boring choice. It is legitimately a reinvigoration of the entire Zelda franchise, for me at least. It did... It did what we thought after Skyward Sword, when that, of course, was the easier one to shit on, and mm-hmm. yes, it made it in our Game of the Year awards. I think most of you, admittedly, even if A Link Between Worlds uh, did well, or we liked it, most of you had kind of written Zelda off, I think, in some way, or not expected much after Skyward Sword sort of shit the bed. I mean, it, I remember talking through with you... Uh, with with Nick especially as he played through Breath of the Wild and then continued to play through and revisit that and discover new mechanics and post videos um, as Tyler played through it and discovered it yes on Wii U I believe but I just think that even though it could be a boring number one and yes I'm a Zelda fan I am looking at it objectively from the sense of this isn't just you know a Zelda game that is a safe bet it is a, a complete reimagining of that game and borrowing from the western development and practices and trends and doing them way better and making perhaps the best open world game of the decade where open world was the main narrative that we saw across the industry and i like breath of the wild it's my favorite zelda game it was our game of the year like no one's questioning the quality of this game but i like what undertale represents about the industry more than zelda like that's even though we had written off zelda I don't think anyone is super shocked by Nintendo's ability to deliver one of their most important franchises. I that, would disagree, but I know what you're saying, and I do think yeah. Undertale has an interesting story, too. Here's what I'll say uh, that I wanted to mention about Undertale, is that we have a list where number 20 is Doom, number 10 is Death Stranding. Both you know, pretty grim games. Death Stranding has optimism, but mm-hmm. Undertale to me is the most optimistic game on this list. And this has been a really hard decade for everybody. Most, you know, more so for a lot of people, uh, most of the people out there, like compared to us, like, you know, we, we have all like our challenges, us, yeah. but like, 
there are people, there are children in cages right now. And like, I'm not trying to like make this about politics because like, you know, I could and it'd but be fun. It, but like, impact is important. And yeah. it's one of the things that we want to discuss is what is the legacy of this game? And alternatively, like Zelda often doesn't really have a whole lot to say. It's not really the point of those games. No, it wouldn't be. But Undertale has a lot to say. And Undertale is so relentlessly positive and so relentlessly like earnest and hopeful and i i i don't know i i want the next decade more than anything to reflect the tone the lessons and the the themes of that game yeah that that's why it would be for the record breath of the wild is number two with the bullet but that's why i would push for undertale at number one yeah 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 i can see that and and I think that coming up with something new and coming up with something that is remains positive in the face of, well, I mean, how about this? You, in order to perform, in order to get all the way through Undertale, you have to, in the right way, as you're telling, what we've talked about before, you have to continue to, you have to, you can't just half-ass the pacifist run. Put it that way. What's more right. optimistic well, than that? My, here's what my gut is telling me. I wouldn't be happy with uh, Legend of Zelda being number two, so that must be the right call. (laughs) (laughs) But then Nick would be happy with number one being Undertale, so is that the right call? Here's the thing. I win either way. These are my two favorite (laughs) games of the decade. So I want to do whatever makes all of us the most happy with this list. That's the true pacifist choice. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout discussing what we're going to cut to get to 20... We've been talking about, and I've, I've mentioned a couple times about making the list our list, and I think not not giving this crowning Nick in this way as the winner, yeah, yeah. but crowning this kidding. game and saying, this is what we believe in as us, I think that makes a good statement, too. Yeah, I'm willing to admit that Undertale is the face of our game of the decade, though I may not fully agree, though I love the game, and I helped you know, Nick keep it on the list and not just have him solely defend it, as I hopefully made clear earlier in the discussion. Um, I do I do agree with what's being said, and I am okay with that being the face of our list, uh, regardless of if I think Breath of the Wild is overall a better game, but it is, yes, a traditional choice, um, and there's just more, more going on with Undertale, and wow, what a decade. Um, yeah to wrap that up and to have that be the face of it, to that be the standout uh, release from an individual creator. And, you know, could that have happened last decade? No. And maybe not even next decade, considering how the business is going. Yeah. Think of this as a victory for Pokemon too. (laughs) (laughs) Game freak in general. Um, Wow. We did it. I really didn't think that was how that would work out, but I really appreciate the conversation. Our list, uh, is, I guess this is it. I'll, I'll read it for the folks at home. Um, our top 20 games of the decade are number 20, Doom, number 19, The Last of Us, number 18, Night in the Woods, number 17, Spelunky, number 16, Near Automata, number 15, Hitman, number 14, Gone Home, number 13, Into the Breach, number 12, Killer Queen, number 11, Mass Effect 2. Number 10, Death Stranding. Number 9, Papers, Please. Number 8, The Jackbox Party Pack 3. Number 7, The Walking Dead Season 1. 
Number six, Celeste. Number five, Overwatch. Number four, Minecraft. Number three, Dark Souls. Number two, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And number one, Game of the Decade is Undertale. Cue confetti. Folks, we did it. I didn't know if we would be able to do it. (laughs) In just under five hours. Sans popping champagne on the podium. Yeah. So... All right. Um, let's we'll figure out the logistics for writing and stuff. But for now, I think we should wrap up this podcast. Um, so, folks, everybody, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thanks for getting through it with me. Uh, mm-hmm. Any parting words? Um, I kind of said that before we announced the final list, but it has been a remarkable decade. A decade in which we started our blog you know technically 2008 but really came online 2009 um so we've been through all that together uh we've seen all these different trends and genres be born uh, classic franchises rise and fall um it's been as we alluded to a shit decade politically after what seemed like uh, an optimistic initial era um but you know the games industry has changed so much and i can't believe that we're breaking off another decade just in a couple short weeks. And I think the games that we've selected are truly emblematic of the best parts of this last decade of video games. Yeah, I uh, I can only speak for myself, but I feel really good about how broad, wide-ranging, and uh, different uh, most of the games on this list are. I'd say every game on this list is quite different. Think about how many of these games wouldn't have even been possible in the previous decade, not just from a technical standpoint, but just from a, a financing angle. Like, I don't think you could have seen uh, Gone Home in a previous generation. I don't mm-hmm. think you could have seen probably even Celeste yeah. in a previous generation. Yep. Papers, please, certainly not. There's a lot of indie stuff here. There's a lot of stuff that's very of the time now. All right. Well, Spencer, are you wallowing in? in I think de- he's despair? currently swinging from the rafters. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm not the happiest I've ever been, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Maybe next decade, bud. Yeah, Overwatch of five, yeah, though. I suppose. Look, Apex Legends Spencer, what, two is what really would have been your number one. Up. Well, we know that. <laughs> yeah, we've no. already been over it. It's Wait, been like, it's been debated. So Bear Stearns was your number one. It, I mean, yeah, okay, <laughs> a little bit. Did he stutter? A little bit. As weird as that sounds, <laughs> I thought it was just your vindictive pick. I didn't think it was actually your game of the decade. I felt very strongly about it, but oh, yeah. yeah, it's neither here nor there. Well, it made it very very far up the list. Yes, and uh, I don't know as of this recording if we're actually going to do honorable decade mentions because that's a lot of extra content, but. I think yeah. I, I would hope to see if that is something we pursue and maybe you're reading those after this goes live. Who knows? But that would be an interesting we, spot for us to expand on those games that didn't make yeah, the cut. We, yeah. we can figure that out. If you don't want to do a full honorable mention, we could each do like so-and-so's number 21. Ah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah so like actually, Nick's number 21, Tyler's number 21. That's a good idea. Aaron's number 21. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, I think we should wrap up on Wii U. Let's, let's wrap up the actual recording. Yeah, then we can work out logistics. So, uh, thanks so much for listening to this this incredibly long podcast. I hope this was interesting for you. It was a really fun exercise for me. 
And uh, yeah, thanks for being you know a fan and for following our Game of the Year coverage. And we hope you're enjoying it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. If you've been listening for five hours, I hope you got some good household chores done. Oh my god, maniacs. <laughs>